Just for the Get Fresh crew. You reviewed the books, get shaved and dirty looks. Now let Rom Town just say poo-poo. Poo-poo. Whatever you're doing, stop right now, because we're about to break down the books that our beloved DC Comics wrote us this week. I'm America's Sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 269, and I'm feeling fine. 269, dude. Yes, it is episode 269. Here we are. This is the official and official podcast of the site, weirdsciencedccomics.com. And if you want to find us any other place, you can go over to Twitter at WeirdScienceDC and also on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash weird science eric and we do a lot over there we're going to be doing a lot more uh i know we talked about this on our patreon only spotlight but uh i was laid off so Mm -hmm. i no longer work with eric and i'm gonna have a lot of time to uh do other shows so i'm gonna do some more things if we didn't already have enough but one of the things that we do each and every week is our patreon only spotlight where the badasses get to pick two books and that's what we talk about every thursday and boy, do they usually pick the two biggest books and they pick suicide squad number three and leviathan so dawn number one not exactly the biggest books of the week but some that we like some we didn't but you know leviathan dawn's pretty big right a big piece of something pretty Uh, yes pretty big but we still end up having hell arisen tonight so that's probably one of the bigger ones as well but the people who do pick those books they are the bad asses and this is their theme eric and i have a new mouse and i'm really worried i I have a new mouse because later on you might hear a squeaky squeaky new new noise what am i saying here we go t-funk we got lone wolf marv lawrence lee niels T-Wart, our man Rob Lewis, Bertel Akachuk, Dalton Edom, Christian Falls, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, Joshua Million, Aldrin Stosia, and Batman the Animated Series, Mark. I think he is. Eric G. I always have to think. I should come up with something really? first. Eric G. David Fink, Manship, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Brian from Arkansas, Bill Beer, Ian, Admiral Whisker, Seth Nine, I call him Renan, uh, Forrest Pauly, Tony Walton, Joey Bercosco, Joseph Watchett, Comic Boom, Rocky, Demon 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, Pete from NYC, and he is my man. Pauly P from down below. We have Cellar Dweller. He's even worse down way below. Luis, below. Ulysses, Jones, Akeem, Double Aaron, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, and Ruben. Ruben. That's how you do it. I ended up not using the scroll wheel because I was afraid. I think I actually got everybody. I should do that <laughs> from now on. Uh, we have a bunch of books tonight. This is not one of those, you know, hey, we only have three books deal. We have a bunch of books, so we're going to get to it. But before we do, I did want to mention that we also have a Marvel podcast and website. The podcast is Weird Science Marvel, a comics uh, podcast, I think it is. Oh, yeah. And the website is a, the Weird Science marvelcomics.com very easy to remember since we go by a standard formula and have no imagination so if you want to check those out that'd be great too but we're gonna go off now to talk some books now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love the meat and the cheese that we i 
yes, and you're going to hear a bunch of Jim's reviews because Eric didn't really review any of these first four sure books. Did. We're going to have a four book intro section here and if you want to go and read the reviews if you're into that reading thing that people Suckers. used to do okay boomer you can go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com as we've already stated eric and we're going to get right into this because of having four books you know let's let's get it rolling right, right you want right. to roll and roll and roll i, I don't you want like you to that? ever do that you want that there you, you like <laughs> all, right, okay, all right and the first book we're going to talk about is year of the villain hell Arisen number three. It's written by James Tynan in the fourth, art by Steve Epting, Javier Fernandez, Nick Filardi, and Travis Lanham. James Tynan continues to talk a big game while setting up a finale next month that I fear will only be setting up this summer's death metal. The interaction with Lex and Joker was really good, and I think that Tynan has a good Joker voice down, which has me excited for the upcoming Joker War and Batman. But this issue here. Is just pure setup, and by the end, the overall plot has only moved about an inch. The moral of this issue, though, is to be yourself. And from what we have gotten from Tyne in the past year or so, he's following that to a T, Eric, to a T, because he he likes to, you know, over... I don't know. It, it takes him a long time oh, to tell a story. Okay. This is only four issues, but you know, this third issue of this, it just seems as if he's just putting a couple more things into place. Lex ends up well, finding even the out whole a last way. issue we had out of nowhere. Some like Gordon has infected every every hero that went into the Hall of Justice because for, for some reason everybody had to go individually. Had to like, feed him. All right, you, you fed him yesterday. Somebody else has to feed him now, and like every three hours, whatever it is. So now everybody is infected. We don't know how, but that is the case. Now we have to deal with that to get to our big finale yeah. of issue number four and then with that joker and this seems to think he's a cannibals eric is yelling so i don't know but yeah w- when you have this going on you end up last issue like you said it's supposedly gordon gutson well he did he got some more heroes infected uh the ploy or you, you know the whole claim is that they're going to infect all the heroes that but you're still you pretty, like 666 heroes yeah, infected. 666 but it doesn't feel that big yet this is the big story and it doesn't feel as big it's just kind of going from one scene to the other and the thing that kind of bothers it's weird. me everything feels one, like it's mellowing down after just like 39 and after we're yeah. done with the, like the infected storylines of the like you know all the individual ones and even dealing with the first six issues of batman superman everything feels like it's mellowing down here just to go yeah, like away it shouldn't be you know what i mean it should be getting bigger and bigger so when you do go to the hall of justice you see the kind of heroes that we saw last issue with lex so that makes sense but i'm not seeing the the big scope of things plus you don't have perpetua you're wondering where the heck she is she don't want no parts of that dark matter dark matter she could just make earth disappear i I was telling you this the other day i mean she doesn't really have to go full out against she's working with those maker rules over in batgirl i don't know what she's doing yeah (laughs) And, and then the other thing is we don't get a lot of the Batman or laughs. And I know that a lot of people are sick of the Batman or laughs, but this is his story as well. Oh, no. Well. What are you more sick of at this point? Apex, Lex, or the Batman who laughs? Because I'm kind of no, equally I'm sick of both. Sick, you know, I'm still sick of the Batman or laughs way more than Apex, Lex. Uh, at least because Lex will go back and forth. You know, it, he almost seems like he can tell when people are getting sick of him. And then he'll kind of look like regular yeah, Time to put the and, suit back on and look like a human being again and actually put on yeah. the, the big old power armor. I'm like, you know what? I am with you on 
an elephant. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can go with Lex at points. So, and, and what this reminds me of a lot is the idea where we did have metal. We had Dark Knight's metal, and the big bad was Barbados until all of a sudden it was the Batman who left. Well, all of a sudden this, you have the big bads Perpetua until Apex Lex is everybody in this DCU who and ends up the being war the, of the big real bads. Yeah, they, they end up just shifting off, hiding in the shadows or whatever. And in this issue, maybe, maybe you have Perpetua a couple was things. off battling Barbados out in space right I, now. I would, yeah, really. For they're fighting for third place <laughs> is what they're doing. I, I don't know. It's one of those consolation games. They're always bullcrap. But yeah, you start off in the Hall of Justice and you have Gordon, you know, talking trash, smoking like a badass. He's there telling Lex oh, that basically. Commish. You know, basically, Lex, you went too big. You can't go this big. We all have our own story to tell. But whenever you get big, you always screw up. Seems weird, this whole thing where Gordon and the Joker are essentially singing the same tune this entire issue. Yeah, they are. And and it's really pushed to be almost like, is this what we're getting? And that's a hint of like the timeline opening. And it's going to only be the stories where you had the traditional stories. I I don't get it. I don't get why that was my blurb, uh, my header. I mean, you end up where I just don't get the idea of why everybody's pushing this suddenly. The Joker shows up to break Lex out. We have dealt with it for a long time now for everything we've dealt with the year, the villain, all the Justice League stuff, the Justice do more. But for the most part is like this isn't Lex Luthor that we're dealing with. You know, the Lex that we have all known and grown up with and all the different stories. All of a sudden we have a shape shifting, you know, half Martian man who with, you know, cosmic yeah. power. I'm like, I don't know who this Lex is. And it hasn't really been working out for me to try to get information through the Justice no, League. So book. they're singing your tune yeah. with this whole deal. It's funny though, but why are the writers saying that they came up with this, right? I mean, think you are. Uh, maybe with the coronavirus. Some penicillin. You, you end up here where Lex ends up getting saved. By the Joker, you have kind of a fan service moment for about three people when you see Warp. Eric, is that a fan the thing service? Is, I don't understand why Warp is all up on the Joker's jock like that. Like for some reason, I, it's not like he's Jokerized or anything like that. He just seems to have this weird brainwash ability, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I guess maybe Joker's threatened them or something with that. But yeah, he seems to be fully brainwashed. And if you didn't know, Warp is a older character, though he was in the New Fifty Two in the Brotherhood of Evil. He always the ends up being. Yeah, he always ends up with being with Mao and the brain and also always ends up in some sort of villain organization because, yeah. you know, they need some way to get around and he does warp things. This is a weird version. You That's the that. thing. This is a weird version of him with his look, with that hat, the propeller and stuff like that. It's <laughs> odd. And so I don't know what's going on with him. And yes, it's not explained why he's just like, yes, master. Yes. We don't know. And maybe that's just a convenient way something. to get us where we need to go for each individual scene. Yeah, well, what ends up happening is they do get them out of the Hall of Justice. Remember, we thought all these different things. How is Lex going to get out? Are we going to have this person show up, this person? I never thought Warp would be the way they get out. Not even the Joker. But they end up going back to a Joker's deal. And the thing is, Lex says right away, they can trace, you know, teleports. They can end up tracing where we went, especially with the teleportation deal going out of the Hall of Justice. And and Joker seems to think that the way to solve this is to say, okay, Warp, go to four other places, weird places too, go wacky places, and then kill yourself. The thing is, the first stop is still there. If they're tracing a teleportation deal, uh, I don't know if they're tracing just the teleporter 
or the teleportation. So that would make a difference. But it seems like they'll still go there, which they don't. No. But you do see uh, Mala and the brain. They are trapped by the Joker. You end up having Mala screaming, yelling about Warp and the brain because he's the smart one. Eric's just as quiet. Stop it. He, he's going to be mad at us. And they go by and the Joker has a nice little joke or he's laughing. And he's got a tear in his eye with, oh, a monkey and a brain in a jar. Oh, I wish I would have thought of that it's first. Golden. And then it's golden. And then they go. But yeah, you have this whole deal where Joker has saved Lex and then just had seems... Warp teleport him into the Hall of Justice, opened up like, you know, shot like this, brought out a machine gun, shot at everybody, which is weird because these infected heroes, yeah. for some reason, they're afraid of bullets. For, for Some of them should be, yes, but some of them should not be afraid of bullets. But yeah, they all yeah. scramble and give Lex enough time to go and get warped back with Lex Luthor they back to warped. his amusement yeah. park hideout. And what you never know what Joker had in store. It looks at one point like he's going to kill Lex. He's even got a throne with a, a, a blanket over it and weird stuff going on. But this whole well, idea I, I'm is waiting Lex. to find out what's going on with this whole amusement mile kind of like, you know, uh, Gotham City thing. If it plays into the wars like the the, uh, the Joker war that's coming up, because yeah. we still do see his henchman clown stuffing oh, yeah. razor wire and teddy bears and stuff like that. So it yeah, seems yeah. like it's oh, the same place that we saw with Batman. Yeah, and even then, uh, Lex even goes and and goes with it, and Joker does just say, I'm going to go terrorize Gotham uh, like I always do. That's the weirdest part of the whole thing, the idea that we need to know what's going on, because, you know, Joker, you had this whole thing put in your chest in case somebody would kill you, they become even worse than you. That's what happened to the Batman who laughs. We need to know, like, you know, how to work this out, what he did with the dark matter metal that he got from his world to, like, you know, take this infection and make it worse and weirder so he could control it as well. And it becomes this whole big thing where the Joker wants no parts of any of this. This pretty much tells Lex, you had him in a cage. You should have shot him in the head and been done with yeah, him right now. But yeah, that's like, what he wanted. I don't want to play with you because I'm going to go and do this. But the weird part is that's all fine and good. But why is nobody not talking about the elephant in the room where the Justice League, including Batman, are all believed well, to be this dead this is the point? problem. I was just going to say, uh, number one. If this does lead into Joker War, we got a huge continuity problem because this, if that was going to be, it would have to be before the Hell Arisen book anyway because of the, yeah. you know, the Batman and all gone. So who knows what it's this is. It's such a weird idea, uh, though, be because like he just wants to go and do this. Like he even says, slow your roll for oh, the whole idea of I think the Joker should know himself. I, know. I don't think he needs to be told. The problem with that know, as well yeah. is that if, you know, the Batman's dead, he didn't get to do it. It wasn't the Batman who left. It was Lex yeah, Luthor who technically pissed. was involved in killing him as well. Yeah, and if he found that out, obviously he'd go. Now after you get the Lex, wild like card: Batman who laughs versus Le- Apex Lex. But then you have the Joker versus everybody yeah. in the background, and the Joker's just pissed off. But again, but you're these not things that are not lining up like they should. These things, there's little things that aren't lining up fully to make these stories better than they actually, you know, they could be better if they did line up because yes, the Joker at this point would have known that Batman has disappeared. He would know that he would probably, he may not know that Joker or Lex did it, but he might be able to figure that he'd out an idea. and he'd be really pissed off. But it ends up again, just pushing the idea of you got to be yourself. You're going too big. But yeah, the, the thing that this, this plan by Lex here is clever. I think I like the way it's spelled out, except that I don't like the way it's fully spelled out because i think some people might be confused about what's going on because of the idea that the batman who laughs ended up having you know the joker ended up having the toxin in his heart so that if batman killed him it would release that batman did and it released it but you have to always remember that in that batman who laughs world they pretty much know everything that the batman knows so the joker having done that to his heart 
when Lex goes into his head, he would have thought about that as well at this point, if not even done it. So you end up when Lex goes into the Joker's brain, he is getting the formula that Lex would have thought of himself as well in our world. And it does get a little convoluted if you don't know, you know, kind of think about it in the way of the Batman who laughs and how he knew everything that Batman was doing as well when he came over. So that's all Lex is doing. He's going in to get the formula of what the serum was and then trying to figure out what the other component was from the the serum that he it's actually got. It's such a weird idea, though, because we're not dealing the with what the, the whole thing is from the pure sample of the commissioner going and see what the actual you know thing is that the Joker would have done to put make this serum and stuff like that. Figuring out what the Batman OS did to pervert it to a different way of doing things, but just the idea is like, all right, I got to figure out a way to stop all of this, and then it's like, oh wait, I know how to win, and the whole thing I'm like. Well, you're just kind of like, you know, leaving me sitting here out to dry because I want to know what you know and not have to wait for another issue because you're going to put together your new Legion of Doom to go against the whole, you know, the uh, the infect and stuff like that. But we're not going to deal with that here. And it seems like we're wasting a lot of time just with the Joker, but we're not yeah. going to do anything. And like I said, he, he ends up getting the formula from Joker's head and then kind of gets with the serum that he got from the commish to kind of figure out the deal. And when he says he's one, like you said, you don't know what he means, but is he going to make his own serum to make people anti-serum him? Like I'm saying, like even the only they can't he can't affect the Batman Alas and the people with the dark deal. Is he going to turn himself into a dark version of the Apex Lex, but in a way that he can control himself? I don't know. I think it if seems you cure the now, infection, you can attack anybody. And well, I'm also, saying, though, they, they won't attack you anymore. Well, you'd have to cure them, yeah. But then, you know, how are you going to get that much to cure 666 people that they claim they did? That seems a little over the top. Plus, it would actually cure the Batman who laughs it's as true. well. And but this is a different thing. What are, like, what are we going to do? Or, I don't know. It's, it's a different strain of the stuff that we're dealing with that yeah. with the Batman who laughs and what we're actually dealing with with the rest of the infected. And, and it's it, the only thing I can think of is just that him saying, okay, I won, and it's just an antidote, that seems a little too on the money to be something that's kept quiet like this seems like it's going to be a twist or something but i don't know because he just goes off and just says i'm gonna win all right i figured out like, uh, how i can win well then you go to the the batman talk some crap about the idea that like you know what hey uh you know you're being played by this cosmic god right like no i'm not oh yeah how's cheetah and grod and sinestro doing how what's they up to you're gonna get furniture sorry you're going to be just like them. She's going to double cross you. But the thing is, I'm not going to be around. I'm going to go terrorize Gotham for a while. So have fun with your little game over here. And then we yeah, have to I'm leave. just going to do what I do. Uh, and yeah, and then he leaves and says, you should know your role. You, you, you're getting too big. We are, you know, we're villains. Mercy. And we I have, have a, a way list of people go. I need you to get for me right now because I have an idea, but I need an army as well. And again, those are just the people who ended Left up over from, year of the villain. from the year of the villain. And who who goes to that Oracle? <laughs> you have a lot of other picks. Please don't go there. Do I, I do like. Well, the thing is, the Oracle is not even the worst part because at the end, you know, you have Captain Cold using a gun, even though the suit he has is supposed to, like, you know, be the actual cold generator itself now. You have the Black Man of Mecha again, which was like, destroyed in Aquaman, so, and like, Lobo being there just feels like the oddest one there. The, the Oracle robot, I don't care anything about that thing because it's stupid, but that's the one that makes the most sense being here in my mind. And I, I hope that actually Black Mana isn't in the Mecca. I hope it's just the daddy AI that's by himself, <laughs> all sad that, that he got dissed. Uh, but yeah, there, there's some other 
deal going on because I do like at the beginning when they are explaining things and saying it, it's kind of a way to explain what the Batman Laughs is doing that I like. Like, hey, you were given offers to all these villains. So what the Batman Laugh did was get the heroes that usually kick their butts and make them bad so that they could, you know, go and do it a little more. I like the way they spelled that out. But again, we're, we just are there kind of treading water and then you go to the batman laughs we just saw him have phantom stranger in a tube that did nothing i'm sure it might end up like who are we going to deal with that we have phantom stranger like locked away we have nick's wotan locked away Wotan here and this whole thing it's like and is that in here is that in the uh no not this here i'm sorry but um the idea that we have nick's wotan the the last monitor before things got all kind of screwy and like you know uh brought up I don't know what the end game is for that because, you know, it's a cosmic thing. I'm like, are we going to be working with the empty hand? Is that like they're like, we're going to get like figure out who this is? Know. And, in fact, and is this just going to be the at the show next because it might end up reverting back to him with all the things going on? Because you have after the regular this? monitor now. He like he even says, Nix, you don't have a, yeah, a purpose anymore because you're not the last monitor. We don't even have a race of monitors like we had previously. We just have the normal everyday monitor. We got an anti monitor. Now we have a world forger. You're redundant and I don't even know what you're still doing. Doing here, but my next Wotan, I'm like, what are you going to do? Because his biggest thing was multiversity. The super judge, is it Mr. Stubbs? Is is that what his monkey's friend name was? Yeah, I, I think maybe he's just there to fight the other monitor. You're setting up, you know, this against that and things like that. Super judge. But I had already seen Phantom Stranger in a tube. He did nothing. So you just walking by and saying things again. I'm like, all right, another thing. We're just going to have to wait and see. I really don't have that much to say. And and I wasn't wowed by that. It, it That's the thing is, I, will, I want a lot of time, like we talk about the idea of people remembering what's come before. And even though they spell stuff out and you can go and look stuff for the name Nick's Wotan and stuff like that, the Super Judge, the Last Monitor, whatever you, you have, all these things spelled out. I don't think a lot of people know who Nick's Wotan is anymore. No, and and that's what I'm saying. Maybe this story is going to serve like a bunch of things. We got warp, you know, and looks like even an older warp. Then we got a Nix Wotan, and these are all going to be things that come up when we change this timeline and things. And this is what this leads to something else that does it, meaning death metal, then 5D, all this stuff. And it just ends up kind of just being there. It's not hitting with me right now. It's not even getting me that excited just to see Nix Wotan, though I think it's supposed to be a huge moment. some it probably is and eh, just like yeah. okay then, then 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 you know more people are excited about punch well that's line. the thing is too even think about what that is for like that last bit for i think i don't know if it was dark knight's metal like the final issue of that or if it was one of those tie-in issues where we had mr stubbs come in and talk about how he's from earth 53 with the rest of the uh, like yeah, you know chimpanzee really you. justice league you know coming into my that was the big moment there i'm like no no it's just a bunch no. of they didn't do anything for that story overall no. Yeah, but you did like that. You like the whole uh, story. It doesn't and then, make sense uh, to me. If they bring out the empty hand, people are going to be real confused because a lot of people ended up jumping on with Rebirth. They'd have no idea. And a lot of this, too, is showing me that, that well, know saying, a lot of people, I think, with this timeline opening up and things like that, and these are some of the characters that would be involved, possibly. I don't know that this is all going to hit as much as I'm hoping because I think that people are just going to be confused because I'm starting to get there. But yeah, you end up with the the Joker in a of the mind surgery type deal. It's all kind of, you know, pretty much uh, yellow submarine LSD kind of art. It's okay. Uh, just to get this formula, Lex thinks he's one. You end up with Punchline, who's 
really does nothing. No, no I she, mean, she really. got mercy by the throat with a Forgive knife. Forgive me, about my it. dear. My but, friend Lex has no sense of humor. I mean, it's Joker doing all the talking. If you're going to give us this punchline and you really want to make this character something, give us more. I mean, she's just there with that grin. I don't like the way she looks either. It's not even like a fun, disturbing. It's just there. I'm like, I really don't care. I know that people are going gaga for her. I really don't care about her yet because I need to see some character work with it. But you didn't you know, care that, about Harley Quinn when she first showed up in the early nineties either. I I didn't because I wasn't reading comics. No, I, I mean, no the idea cartoon. she showed up. I didn't watch that either. <laughs> I had no idea Harley Quinn was a thing until exactly. a couple of years ago. Oh, that doesn't mean that I don't want to like punchline or whatever, but I have to see what she's about. She just looks like she might be a little more violent. I, I don't know. And Lex ends up then giving Mercy uh, the list of people to go and contact. Mercy wants more money because she had a knife up to her throat. Lex decides he's going to look classic and Joker's right. I'm going to go back to the OG classic deal. He has a huge power suit. He comes down and it's pretty much at three o'clock high at the Hall of Justice. And everybody's buddy, Ravel. Eric, they're all buddy Ravel, but it's funny too because this is the you end socius up in the greasers right here. It's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah. It's West Side Story out yeah. here in front of the I Hall of Justice. Three o'clock high. You end up having the Batman Aless who finally makes an appearance. Even Lex is talking trash, like, "Oh, you finally decided to show your face," uh, and you end up there. With Lex, and again, they're just all lined up. I don't know why they just don't. I, I just love that whole thing too. If the Joker was there, like before, where everybody started scrambling when he pulled out a machine gun, if we just had like a weird stealth gun inside this power suit that just targeted the Batman left's face, you could just kill him because he is just a man, essentially, for the whole thing. Like we just we could take out the Batman left so easily. But yeah, and well, again, at the beginning of this issue, you end up having the infected have Lex. They could kill him yeah. right there and they say not nope, the Batman who laughs he wants to take care of you himself I'm like really that, that do anybody watch any movies or TV shows or cartoons do I you mean, seriously no <laughs> I don't so I'd be in trouble don't infect me I'd be useless but yeah so Are you all infected? of this I, I might be. I actually may be. Who knows with what? <laughs> Not with uh, happiness. Hepatitis. You end gotcha. up, uh, yeah, with a, a hot beef injection, I think. You end up, at even at the beginning, that's the start of the idea that things can happen, but they don't because we can't have them happen, but it's extended. So I just wonder what is going on. Also, when you go off to get this mercy goes off to, with this list to get these people like you said you have you know some lame ones some that don't make sense I, Lobo to me would be on the other side of the galaxy he would not be dealing with this and then the other one that you, you're real happy to get is Clarion I'm sure it seems weird too because like we have Clarion the Witch maybe? Boy. I'm sorry, we have Clarion the Witch Boy there with Solomon Grundy coming out of the Injustice League Dark from the Justice League Dark books. But the whole thing is, I thought it was Papa Midnight using his power to control Solomon Grundy, so he's not there. But Clarion is. It feels like a weird because the thing was we were using Clarion and Solomon Grundy together a lot in that whole story arc. So I guess that's why we have to have it here. It just feels weird. And yeah, and what you have here, and where Lex says, you know, he, he's doing his line, I bet on villains. I'm like, okay, 666 infected, and I see Black Manta, uh, you know, Mecca, uh, Oracle, Clarion, Solomon Grundy, Lobo, and Captain Cold. 
I don't like those odds. I don't like them. I, at I like all. those odds just so fine. So we're gonna have to see what goes on. I'm guessing that the cold gun smoke in there might have the antidote in it as well. But who knows? But I'm telling you, it, Lobo. I don't think he can't he'd die, be Jim. involved. I don't think he'd be he would involved, for the right price. Though. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't know that this is going to be something where, you know, you're going to negotiate a deal for money. I don't know why any of them would be involved, actually, except, again, I wish that there was that caveat of, hey, I'm going to give you, you know, your heart's desire. I'm going to give you the offer. And somewhere we see that Lex kind of controls them. We don't even really know how these offers were given and what they were and all that. Uh, So, yeah, Lobo, (laughs) I'm saying some of these, it was just like, there's the person you want, like a you know point over there. Doesn't really mean that you know. Whatever, the only time but, that really happened was at Nightwing. Yeah, well, I'm Lobo was kind of you know he could control uh, Crush, yeah. I guess, but still though, that's like oh I can't get my daughter. I felt okay, I'll join you, but yeah, maybe he'll get tons of money, even though Lex really shouldn't have any money at this point. He's, He's giving a bunch to Mercy away. too. Oh yeah, I don't know what Mercy. She's just writing checks. She's going to get arrested. They're going to bounce, but. uh Yeah, all of this seems like James Tynan really is pushing it to be big, but it's not as big as it should be on the page. You know, we're waiting for this big battle. It's going to be the big end-all, be-all thing. I'm afraid it's going to end with it just setting up the uh, death that's all we do right now. And yeah, it we is. And things. that's what I don't need. We set so up what, things. what happens though sometimes is we get we a die, pretty good story. And then when we get to that final, we're like, oh man, it's just going to continue there. This <laughs> See, is death just metal been treading summer. water. I'm like, don't yeah. do that to me. Yeah, really. And we've already had, and if this is the case, they are really playing the, and you know, it's going to be, they already had Justice League 39 <laughs> where it's like, okay, we're going to run through a portal and don't worry about anything that happens after this, because we'll get back to that. Even though it screws up every sort of timeline, everybody's confused. Now we're going to do it with this. Yeah. Where we we're even double editors. Notes. This takes place before Justice oh, League 39. God, and even in, when we get to the deal, we even have a Batman Superman book later that it's this happens before Hell Arisen. I'm like, I have my head spinning. It really is. Uh, what would you give this, sir? What I think would you give this? Even though it is a little bit of like a redundant thing doing with the commission and then the you know, the Joker talking about how you have to, you know, like we talked about the whole time, you have to know your role and do exactly like, you know, get back to the basics for the most part because you are kind of ridiculous being this cosmic god here, Lex. But overall, I do look forward to this whole thing, the infected versus the, uh, you know, the villains and stuff. I think that's a fun idea. It just took us a little too long to get there. So, and I wasn't even a huge fan of the art this issue. At, at times, I liked it, but for the most part, like you open up that first page, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, they're in fact, that's Doctor Light, but it looks like she has a beard or something like that. The, the coloring's weird, the shading's weird. The, you know, just the art in general in the background. It's like yeah, when characters like don't have art. to be right out in front; they have no definition to them. That literally comes off st- a stale in my mind. But I think I'd give it a six point eight out of ten. You son of a gun! Did you see what my my score was on the site? I no. gave it a six nine. No. I didn't want to give it quite a seven because, like I said, that it doesn't do much. Yeah, you get less. Saying, yeah, I'm saying there's some fun now. stuff there. I you know, just and like, I really did like Lex and the Joker together, but I didn't like the art like you. And it's just we are just gathering. It's a gathering storm. I mean, when you end up storm chasers, Eric, if you're an outlaw chaser, outlaw chasers, you want to you want to chase the storm. You don't want to chase the. It's brewing, you know, and that's what this is. I, we're watching it brew. I want to see the storm. We're going to get it. It seems like we're going to get a big battle, a battle royale. Uh, maybe the, cool. maybe Edge will show up right in the middle. That'd be awesome, Eric. Uh, but other than that, it is just 
setup and that's what everything else seems to be we're having a lot of setup and in a time where books seem to be conflicting with each other we're all over the place i I just want to read each issue and have a really good time and and love everything and it's just not possible for me right now but yeah i'm six nine just i want a million dollars Oh, so do I. I get to use it right now. But we have uh, what next? Uh, Action Comics number 1020, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by John Romita Jr., Klaus Jansen, Brad Anderson, and Dave Sharp. This story that goes back and forth through time all willy-nilly continues here, where previously we saw Red Cloud about to kill our Man of Steel, but now we jump into this where the fight hasn't even started yet and wants to try and focus on Superman not knowing who Superboy is, but quickly leaves that behind so we can get to a fight that doesn't matter, and off in the distance, Leviathan plans on double crossing legs yeah and uh yeah there's some problems here uh first off the art, the art is horrendous <laughs> it is horrendous and just that first page I'm looking at that 40 yeah, minutes here, ago like, i don't know who these people are and they're little people and I didn't also realize like, that was naomi at first like at who that, is yo, this look at teen lantern holy moly it's kid and play I mean, really what do we got <laughs> every Jamie, character Jamie here Jam? looks like they just stuck their fingers in a light socket uh, they did and also Ginny hex uh, somebody find her eyes She's the eyeless lady. Somebody find uh, a decent artist, yeah, please. Well, and you have, you know, the classic deal, John Romita Jr. Eh? He can classically get the heck out of here. I'm really done with him. And he's just bad. What's that? Like it's a two step out bad. the door? Classically? Yeah. Cabbage patch for now. Right. You know, we're we're all there. You, you end up, <laughs> though, with this whole deal in this. And there's so many things in this that annoy me, uh, you know, besides even the art. Well, you end up where they're at the Hall of Justice, which we already saw them there, but now it's the first time. Well, I'm telling you, this whole thing of going through, I'm telling you, I just imagine going through, like, I don't know if this is going to be at a trade together for this whole story or how it's going to work out in the long run, but the idea that we have each issue is going back and forth throughout time, but things don't really seem to matter, so you're not really paying that close attention to now we're really 40 minutes ago. I'm like, oh, okay, 40 minutes ago to where we were the last issue, is that what you mean? And then it's like, Eight minutes ago, later on, you know, I'm like, I, what are you doing to the, like, just tell the story. I, the reason you're doing this is because you're trying to put up a smoke and mirrors act because you don't have a story. So you're going back and forth and trying to force something in here. Maybe I can get some young justice readers to read action comics because the sales aren't that good. So I'm going to throw him in there for no real reason for at no all. For no reason. And, and it's, hey, it's the whole justice, guys. The whole of justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were there already. And uh, where are we or weren't we? And now Connor's with them because he's barely with them in young justice. And you're doing all this. And there's the, weird deal with this is them even saying at one point yeah we're not even sure how the heck we know each other yet and i'm like really well, even the like, idea please. i'm telling you i got excited and i was actually it's, it's one of those things it's one of those rare things that i was so surprised where i opened up a brian michael Bendis book drawn by john romita jr and there's a line in there that got me excited and i'm like oh my what is happening here and then i realized oh it doesn't matter because we're never actually get any answers we just continue on and forget what the hell we're dealing with but the idea that like the Superboy, the idea that he's going to go and meet Superman. What are you going to say to him? The idea, like, is he from another dimension? Like, which Superboy is this? Why wouldn't Superman remember him? Because this is, you know, this it's not the Connor Kent that we had in the New 52. Something happened to that one, apparently, and we can't talk about it. But this is the one from the pre-Flashpoint. But somehow Wonder Girl and Tim Drake, they remember him now. Impulse remembers him. No idea but we don't what's know going why on. But or we how. can't deal with it. Besides, for even when we have Connor Kent, go and see Superman. And Superman says, hey, who are you? 
the names Connor Kent were too busy to deal with anything like imp- that would imply these things, like like the ramifications of your who now? Like, oh my, a Kent? Connor Kent, you said your name was? Mine's Clark Kent. You might know that because I've revealed my identity to the world. It's a weird thing right now, but we don't have enough time to deal with it. Okay, Superboy, which I'm not going to call you. I'm going to call you Connor Kent because that's what you said your name is. You go over here and do this. Well, I do this and the rest of the Young Justice, they go and save some survivors. I'm like, this whole big thing that you've been wanting from the Young Justice book, the idea, some kind of an explanation, something over here in action comics, like, you're not going to get it because now, we don't yeah, have You're any not going to get it because it's action comics anyway. It would be crazy for him to get justice. Well, we'll get it eventually, maybe, if he can figure it out. He's waiting for the timeline to open up so that it won't matter anymore. That he'll just say, and he'll retroactively Jerk. say, well, we could tell that the timeline was bleeding together because we knew each other without an explanation. That's all it no, no. is. No, what we were told was that somebody altered, you know, Dick's, um, Dick, Tim's memories with magic. Yeah, well, Tim's memories. What about these guys? Because then Superman says, what is this? Tim says, Young Justice, sir, I'm Robin. We've worked together on the final crisis. And then I'm thinking, (laughs) okay, what are you doing? Is this now not our Tim Drake? Is this a Tim Drake from before? And that would kind of explain some of the The things. But it would go against everything else that we've seen with with, uh, the The weird part, though, with everything is that we have a lot of writers, for some reason, always want to reference Final Crisis, even though it doesn't make sense with what we've been dealing with in New 52 and all this other stuff with the read, but at the time, but for some reason, they get it stuck in their crawl that they always have to bring up Final Crisis, whether it makes yeah. sense or not. I'm like, I'm sure you've worked with them with a bunch of times, besides for the, the the Final Crisis, the Final Crisis, and yeah, how about during the New Fifty Two and you that were Robin, anything, Batman's best friend, and that's a Robin, and you know him, and, and so when he says, oh, he ex- says it as if Superman and him have never met. That he's never met this Superman. Come on, I've seen guys fight vampires together. Really? They did. (laughs) They fought vampires to Draculas. Uh, But yeah, that whole deal. I'm Robin. We've worked together on the final crisis. And really, please just say, I, you know, hey, we've been through a lot of crises. You know, just have him say that. Just don't mention. And and this is the problem is, and we talk about it, I think, a little later as well, because we record this a little out of, you know, out of sequence. But they are going to end up in the free comic book day, supposedly trying to make all of this nonsense make sense. All of these writers going off the ranch with their continuities, each different or whatever. But for the most part, I think it's from this. Are you I just going to open up the book? book. It's going to be like 24 pages that says, we're sorry. Yeah, well, no, what it's going to be is just editor's notes. You know, Bendis screwed up this. And here's what it really meant. Bendis, it's all Must Brian Michael Superman Bendis. Report. They seem to have to be, have issues and a new mo of the just fix his nonsense i mean he ends up not knowing anything and it's fine if you know tynan says something no i'm saying if bendis has it one way and then tynan goes it's all of bendis's books he can't keep track of his own things he can't keep track of his own continuity that he's spinning in his lair his evil Larry's there with a spinning machine. I don't know what he's doing. Now, looking and at and this, then just, this, this is just nonsense. Looking at the progression of this, though, when we have Young Justice, the Hall of Justice, and then we have Superman show up, and he's, you know, divvying out the plans, of like, what we're going to do here, you guys go and do this. The Justice League are on their way. Until that happens, I'm going to go deal with the Legion of Doom over there in Schuster Park. The progression here where he goes to them and like he actually goes to Leviathan, gets, you know, sent away with the technology because this is eight and a half minutes ago and then gets sent into the middle of space where he flies back then. And I'm like, his, this weird thing where 
they seem like they're teleporting then, and then it's like, you know, you have two parts where it's one Superman eye, and then on the, like, other end of the page, you have another Superman. I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to convey to me, and is this eight minutes ago, or are we just actually, you know, back in time again? Because we just keep jumping around without actual saying where we are at any given time, but the whole thing is... The Legion of Doom, they're prepared for Superman to show up. Brainiac's gone through all the calculations of everything they can do, but the one thing nobody thought of like happening was having a Superboy there because they don't know old Connor Kent. So no, that they was, thought that, that John the was in the, hole right in the there. future. They yeah, thought John was off, and he is, so they thought that. Uh, just the other thing I want to mention, though, too, is the idea that Brian Michael Bendis, it, 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 he keeps doing this, and it, it infuriates me, the idea that Leviathan... The only way that anybody's going to say, man, that Leviathan's pretty kick butt. He's really doing things. He's out there killing it. It's because Brian Michael Bendis keeps shoving it down our throats. We never see it. It's just a Leviathan alone almost took the world. He lost. He lost it. And then they, they did it right in front of us. I'm like, I, I can't stand it. I really can't stand it. Also, at one point, he ends up labeling different things. Schuster Park. And we're going to go to this and that. And he has Jergens the nerve Mall. to say the Jurgens Mall. Dan Jurgens was on Action Comics. and got it ripped out of his hands because of this guy. And then he throws it in as if the guy is a dead creator with all these others that from the past. Like, oh, all these past creators that are done. I'm going to use it. And he says, J- I-, I swear to God, I think Jurgens probably flipped the lid when he saw that. It's so much nonsense. Uh, but, yeah, y- you have just crazy dialogue it's not the sing-song dialogue i'll give them that it's not the hey we gotta go home 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 no that that's the thing half of it doesn't make sense and his other huge character i don't know if you knew this but naomi was going to change the face of the dco was going to change it she's always saying i just got my powers now it's this is my first time picking up a bus that's what she's got that's, that's it. what makes it a collector's gonna, item it is i i'm saying right now all you collectors grab it first picking up of the bus is there <laughs> does he think that that's it he's to hey honey i did it again the first you know thing of picking up a bus she's like i don't know what you're talking about and so that's all he has for her he has too many characters in this book none of them have the voice that they should have you end up hinting at things that we have wanted from young justice then bringing them over to this book bringing them up to not do them you have superman oh i really would stop and talk to you but really uh, we can't right now we got things to do you have you know brainiac with the classic I don't read Earth. You're going to kill somebody. Is that Brainiac or Sinestro? I think I might have been Sinestro. And even that with the idea. Yeah, it was Sinestro. With Uh. this whole deal while they're attacking, too, the art gets so weird and awful that you don't even know what's going on at points. It's just so bad. And it ends up as one is described. I think that Connor's just kicking that Legion of Doom spaceship into the into the now, bay. I, I think it's, none of this really matters because it's Superman fighting the Legion of Doom. It's Superboy throwing the Legion of Doom headquarters into the bay. But the whole thing at the end where Cheetah is fighting Superman and hits him with the God Slayer sword in the back. Do you think that, do you feel in your heart of hearts that that should have killed Superman? No. Because uh, it's magic, so? it kills gods, yeah. and if she sliced oh, him. Oh, right- you mean the slice? Oh, I, I thought you would. Yeah, yeah. She sh- it's the god slayer. It, yeah. He should be dead. And even I was with just the wondering how you thought about this. Yeah, oh, I think he should be fully dead. Yeah, and like you said, I didn't even think of the idea of it magic. I'm just saying, it's a god slayer. He is a god among men, dead. It, it should. 
And yeah, it's just nonsense. I, I was like, just curious. You know, for some reason, I, I just sat there on saying, this awfully drawn that, page. I was I'm looking like, up stuff. Man, that, that sword is so powerful. It's killed so many like, you know, gods at this point. I'm like, it just kind of gets a little slice on Superman. And then he's, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, he's not that, that yeah, I'm sorry, he, He's not dead, but he is being dragged around them by Grodd after that. Now, but thankfully, the Justice League has shut up for backup. So now we're going to have that. But it doesn't matter because we've already seen this part of the fight where the Justice League and the Young Justice all are taken down by the Legion of Doom. And I'm just waiting to get back to the point where we had Leviathan there with Luther holding the, like Superman and saying, Red Cloud, it's your turn to come down here for the killing blow. I'm just waiting to get back to that point. I don't need you to go back and reiterate how the Justice League got their butts kicked. I, I like such classics as Jenny Hicks. Kicking the Legion of Doom headquarters in the ocean with his foot bone. With the old footbone. Foot That's how they talk also, down south. Also, you end up having That's Texas a, a foot bunch bone of talk. panels. Yeah, it's, it's the footbone. We're doing the two-step again. You end <laughs> up with uh, Leviathan there in full outfit with full mask, and then he isn't in it. I think people get I think the confused. mask gets hot. Yeah, it does. He has to get it. He also, he's been eating a lot of garlic. <laughs> I just think stinks. Comes out there like uh, Lord Helmet from Spaceballs. Oh, I was just going to say, he's like, why didn't anybody tell me my butt was so big? He's there, and at the end, yeah, it's it's all comes. It all leads to Leviathan, of course. Yeah. Every time, the idea. Like, now I'm th- starting to think, though, from what we have here, that Leviathan Island is this floating island that's now above Metropolis, yeah, where Leviathan seems to be. I'm like, okay, now this is why nobody could find it because it's a cloaked, floating island. That makes sense. Why have we not dealt move. with this before? Yeah, it's on the move. Why and have yeah, we not you, dealt with this? You have such classic lines as uh, Leviathan, also a super punk, cute. Oh man, hundred percent, Mark Shaw. I love him. Classic uh, Mark yeah, Shaw. Classic. I, I was looking back at a little of the event Leviathan. Remember at one point he was like, liar, liar, pants on fire. And it was supposed to be a big deal. Like that was going to be dialogue that was going to be like, he's like, you're a liar, flyer, buyer. It was so, oh, I can't stand it. But yeah, this is a mess. The, the art's Essentially, a mess. The, idea the is, though, at the end, a mess. Leviathan tells the rest of his people that were with him the idea. Yes, we're working with Lex Luthor right now, but he is the problem that we were trying to get over. So we're going to double cross Which him this whole time. Which that does go with what we were yes, wondering. Yes, and we had a problem with this from the get-go. We're like, why would Leviathan work with the Legion of Doom? They have opposing you know, ideas of what they should be doing right now. The thing, though, this goes with me as well, though, when we were doing, say, the jokes and riddles, the word jokes and riddles. At one point, you end up having Batman joining sides he's doing things he's out and about with the armband on and stuff like that if your mo is to be there for the world look the common man here we go come with me markovia i'm going to be the greatest thing you can't be there in cahoots at one point with lex luther and he has been so just because your followers are going to be like oh yeah yeah that was our plan all the time he's he's ending up hurting himself in the long run anyway with all this nonsense uh, but that's the way Brian Michael Bendis is playing it. And then his characters have that's to be the smartest. His characters have to be on top. And it, Leviathan, he wants to push. At, I, there's such a push that he's doing to make this guy the super villain, but we never see it. It's just him talking or Brian Michael Bendis saying he's great. Whatever. I, I just I, I can't take it anymore. I'm really sick of his stuff. I'm sick of this Bendis verse that we now have that books come out to kind of fix because he's all over. He does not know the continuity, barely knows the characters, can't get their voices for any one of them. Everyone sounds the same. And then he just wants to push this Leviathan as something big, which he isn't in my mind. People are already so sick of him. Uh, but what would you give this? I'd end up giving this a 3.5 out of 10 because while 
I hate the art and I hate a lot of the way the story is told. There are parts here that get me intrigued. The idea, like, he answered the thing about the Leviathan Island for me. I got that here. The idea that Leviathan will double cross Lex, I like that part because it makes sense what's going on. And the idea that we have the meeting between Superboy and Superman. Does it do anything? No, but I'm ha- glad it happens. But for the most part, awful storytelling, awful art. I don't know what we're going to do with this book after we conclude this whole fight in Schuster Park. I don't know any either because it doesn't matter in the long run because we see what's happening in Hell Risen. That's the end game of it. So I just don't understand why he's playing this game and, and how awful. The storytelling is awful. Like you said, it just even gets confusing if you're trying to – you have to stop worrying about even the timeline of an issue – let alone the continuity and timeline of what he's playing with, with characters saying they know people, don't know people. I might be from another dimension, but never telling us. And he seems to think this is like a cool thing that people are, oh, man, he got us again. I can't wait. Now, it's getting very infuriating that he's just playing with it because now it's it's like me saying to you, I got a secret. And then after like two months, you're like, you ain't got no secret. You just keep saying you have one. You don't have one. And that's just what it feels that's like. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the secret. There is no secret. And that's why I gave it a four. Uh, I didn't like the art either, but I like some of the little parts. And like you said, I did like the idea that Leviathan finally gets in league with what he's all about. Took him a while. And I think that this was retroactive. It's like, oh, my, I see some complaints. I better change that, which he seems to do a lot. But we're going to move on to the next book, which is Detective Comics number 1020, written by Peter J. Tomasi. Art by Brad Walker, Andrew Hennessy, Brad Anderson, and Rob Lay. Peter Tomasi goes back to the well for his new detective comic story, and that is good and bad. I'm getting tired that every story he tells involves a cult of some sort. That's one of the wells he goes back to. Uh, this time, the, the cult, cult well. Two-Face. But I do like that the story is a continuation of his Batman and Two-Face story from the new 52, which is crazy. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. It seems like he's going to pretend we have not seen Harvey Dent hey, since 2014. When he committed suicide off panel, but hey, we're seeing wackier things going the on thing recently. Is, so so what the, the heck? What, what were we doing before? Was it All Star Batman? That, yeah, like, it was All Star Batman. Yeah. Like, and then, then we also had that. a detective deal with James, uh, with Robinson, James Robinson, you know, doing his sequel to his Two Face story yeah. from back in the day, which I didn't care for. So at this point in time, well, I, I can I can make myself you can think pretend. he hasn't it's been just around. Funny though that. Uh, it's been in Detective Comics, this book where we've had Two-Face, but it seems as this, we're going to say later, where you have the Red Hood and the Outlaws, the Red Hood Outlaw, where you have Scott Liddell going back for his greatest hits and to try to tie up some things from all his runs of Red Hood. And it just seems like this is, and we, I read on Bleeding Cool. That it is a thing where, and they've been right with everything about this DC going forward and into the 5G and the timelines, but they did have an article that said that most of the writers have been told, eh, if you got some stories you want to tie up, just go and do it. You don't even need a convergence to do it this time, huh? Yeah, you just go and do it. And it's, it's almost like a convergence in the now. Like these are more recent stories at least, and it's within the same continuity, not that the new 52 room. So it's one of those. I trying to think when that came out. Was it 2013 when that Batman Two-Face story and Batman and Robin came out? It was 2014 was the ending. And it was, if you want to know, it's Batman and Robin was the series. It ended up changing once (laughs) Damien died. It ended up being one shots with the the grief 
deal of Batman trying to figure out how to get uh, Damien back from the dead. But then it turned into this Batman Two-Face story. And it was actually legitimately called Batman and Two-Face at that point. Though, if you go to get the trade, it's Batman and Robin, Volume 5, The Big Burn. But it is the issues were number 24 to 28. Of Batman and Robin, but and now we're continue Batman on because and Two Face. Because at the end of that story, Two Face allegedly shot himself he in the brain himself. pan, and now we see he survived this whole thing, but yep. still has the bullet lodged in his brain, which it makes it look like it's making the Two Face character act differently act, than we've seen act him before. Crazier, because and, I think that's so, the thing. It's like we flip the coin, and like you know, whatever it is, you have the good side, you have the bad side. If the bad side is it the the Two Face persona is the major persona. Yeah. If it goes good, you seem to have the Harvey Dent persona be the like the main thing, and even feel apologetic for what's going on around them and it all seems to be based on the coin and i think they're like is this tomasi's version of what two-face acts like or is it because he has this bullet in his brain well and it does say later differently he's got a lot of lead he's got lead poisoning eric as we always joke but he does have too much lead in his bloodstream that does impair nerve function that the back computer tells batman and that is because he has that bullet lodged in his brain and uh, the thing about the, the story when it was back in the New 52 and you had the story, the thing was that Two-Face was pretty much suicidal and he'd flip the coin every night to see if he was going to commit suicide. And it just ended up continuously not showing him. And yeah, and then all of a sudden it hit heads and he ended up, you know, off panel shooting himself. That was supposed to be his suicide. Obviously, it's not, and especially because well, he's back here. It was. Here. It just didn't work out. Yeah, well, it didn't stick. It didn't take. But yeah, Batman here. He didn't is do it as well as Kurt Cobain. Tomasi's no, he did not. Uh, that is not appropriate. He's right there with arse face. Tomasi's there, kind of going with the idea that if it's my Batman, my Batman has not seen. Two face in a while, and it's subtle enough that you can kind of like. And okay. even if he has, the whole thing is he, he hasn't seen it in a while. So what? Even if he, we do bring in those other stories, it's still been a little while. Yeah, but it's really going with this bullet lodged in his brain. Well, now it's and really bothering like him. That. Before he and, could and it he is, get yeah. past it, he was yeah. on some meds. He was doing <laughs> no, some he was getting past it. Yeah. It's it's really infecting him now. Uh, you even see where it looks like even some arteries are kind of like connected today. It's crazy. The weirdest part um, of this whole story, though, because we talked about this a lot this week, the idea of the cult of Two-Face, which is yeah. going to be our big thing going forward with Two-Face starting his own cult that worships him. But for the first page of this whole thing where we see we see the new Wayne initiative to rebuild Gotham, make it better and brighter, and we see somebody going through some of the wreckage of some of the, like, the buildings that have been torn down. It's a mysterious figure who seems to pull out a part of a talon mask out of the rubble here. And I'm like, this is such a weird thing. And you know, like a <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? What are we dealing with? Because for some reason, I don't want to deal with another cult from uh, Peter J. Tomasi, but I want to know what's happening right here. Yeah, and and he keeps going with these these cults, and it is crazy. I mean, it is a crazy thing to to keep going with. Court of Owls are kind one, of like a cult, aren't they? Eh, kind of, kinda. I guess. I guess isn't anything a cult, you know? You no, start liking no, something, <laughs> you kind of become a cult, and you, you have fun with everything going down, right? But yeah, the, the thing is... You've I never been in a cult. <laughs> no, I, I have not. You know, the uh, Eagles. They wouldn't the take me. <laughs> you know, they wouldn't take me. I, they, I, it's like that person was going to, you know, 
kidnap you, but you'd eat too much. You can't have that. Um, but yeah, when when Batman is going through this and he's trying to figure out what the deal is, because <laughs> you end up having I can't you know, get kidnapped. You end up having twins end up being you know it's it's all yeah, yeah. pointing. You, We're killing you twin have to gangsters play that here, game. and it yeah. doesn't really matter in the long run though. It just seems like no. this whole thing is two faces here to kill some twin gangsters because you know they're twin gangsters but the idea we're going to go and steal a bunch of you know like expensive coins and i think that the only reason we're doing that is so we can have something to give communion yeah to that's his all it is it's communion he, he only has coins. one coin he can't give that away he's I'm got like, the well, scratches just get on some quarters or something like that too. he left every he took them all but he left behind uh, except 1922 oh my god here we go but yeah it ends up being a communion yeah the next thing you know they're, they're gonna be crapping out fruit salad Harry. that's gonna be a happens. manhole coming out oh like you're not gonna be pretty able to pass that silver no, dollar i'm gonna die this is not how you set up a cold I, I mean really just go and get like get little crackers up. that look like coins you, you know get those gummy coins or something holy moly they're, they're gonna get have those a lot chocolate of problems. coins yeah, they're gonna have a lot of problems by the end everybody they're gonna be trying to be quiet they're gonna be clinking around in their stomach you know those people how that often are do you think they're gonna take communion to the coins? cold two-face I'm telling you i remember the last time i saw uh, that guy who was eating coins and stuff his stomach ended up like giving out on the bottom and oh my you don't want that uh, no, no lot, you don't I, it, it's funny because this issue I, I like it a bit i don't mind i like the detective work a little i like how two-face is working it just never see, seems like is, a full story to there's me. No, there's nothing here that actually feels like a full story because you no. want to see the two-face parts but the, you got to get the detective in the detective comics here because yeah. the detective work we get is what we already know we have to get batman on the trolley and the whole thing just leads to it's a lot of lead in his blood it takes pages <laughs> for that, us to get that's there that's the weird thing about it is we are dealing with a continuation from his new 52 run that's Six years ago, but yet nobody is saying that. There are a lot of people who won't get this. And if you do know what it's coming from, especially since you have a DC Universe app where people can go back and read it, yeah. I think it plays out better then. And yet they want to play coy with it. They want to end up, you know, kind of hinting at it a little, maybe to see who notices. I mean, in, in that trade, too, you get that annual that Tusk was in, Eric, but that had nothing to do with it. But no. maybe Tusk will show up dead. No. Everybody's showing up. But no, you you end up where... You have some moments that are okay and you're supposed to. Well, that's the to- thing is the Two-Face getting shot when he's taking out those gangsters and having to go to actually, you yeah. know, threaten that doctor to pull the bullets out because, you know, he's you know dying because he has bullets in him. But the whole thing is it's giving you the idea of how this Two-Face is acting now. Yes, how, that's like, what you know, I'm saying. What that's what with. you're getting. And a it, more for violent, some reason, crazy I, I don't like the way Batman's drawn this book, but I think Two-Face looks amazing, yeah, especially looks in this great. part when we have the bullets getting taken out. And he keeps getting pissed off. That he's still, the doctor's doing what he wants, but it's a, it's really painful. So he's just flipping that coin looking for any I excuse know. to kill this guy because he he's feels through bad. pain. And even at Two Face, it's like, hey, I know my, I look terrible. I'm a hideous thing, but some of the some of this is a little fresh here. I got a little extra deal going on now, and things like that. Um, but yeah, the the thing that I got at the end though, well, I didn't. He have some of these cult guys go and kill the gangsters at the beginning anyway, because he ends up having them go. He's and a try man to of cover. action, Two Face, well, but he don't like clean up. You know, clean up like or clean up aisle two. All right, I done killed this doctor who has helped me. I left my DNA all over there because I was bleeding like a stuck pig. Hey, followers, go over there and burn that urgent care place yeah, to the burn ground. The urgent care. Hopefully, you know the Werners out there. Don't worry, you, don't worry. The wings are going to build new care. ones. 
Yeah, really. And then the designer is going to get pissed. <laughs> He's going to be so mad. But yeah, I, I don't so, know why. I, even when I'm turning the page here, I'm like, I don't like the way that Batman looks at all I don't in this mind. book. I, he has like a, a bigger, you know, almost like a between like a Kelly Jones real big ears. To it looks the, like he's wearing like a motorcycle level. helmet. Yeah, it does a little. It is shiny. I like the art in this, but Two-Face, no, I think, looks great. No, I like the art great. a lot besides for Batman. It's crazy. And and I think the one thing that I think that uh, Brad Walker might be doing, and maybe it's just the colors that do it, but it is a little reminiscent of the Patrick Gleason art from the original Two-Face uh, Batman deal. When I went back and looked, it did look like the panel layout and how colorful it is. Right. I thought that it goes well with that as like a little wink-wink, if it even means that. But you, you end up not having a lot going on though no you, i'm you telling you the thing that, is like you even said, when that we get batman work. on the trolley like we th- we took pages for him to figure out his two face and he has yeah. bed poisoning i don't and know he ha- seemed to already know that because when he's looking he's like he needed confirmation though yeah that's the confirmation but the thing is when even when he goes and he goes to the urgent care to see like because he obviously knows that two face was shot he's going to go to all the urgent cares in the area and finds the cold of two face quitting up for harvey here and then we just have a fight scene between pretty much batman and some kids and like and this whole weird part of my day this is the weirdest part of the book for me because cold of two-faced fine take a silver dollar commune fine that's all that's all they all have watches that you know they can activate that kills them and, themselves yeah, i'm like, like the suicide what does, that, squad have to, what does that have to do with two-face having a watch that kills you if you activate it no you know because I, I is it know. the face gonna, on the watch no it's two o'clock when it goes i don't know the face yeah i i don't know it just there's weird things in this i you got I two cut. arms on the face there's two face mm-hmm. <laughs> there I, you I don't go. know it's weird two face uh but yeah, That's even like the idea of thing in my mind. Yeah, even the idea of like you said, he's acting a little different. You do have that spell out. And even Batman comes back with the blood and says, Tell me something I already know, which he knows what this is. It's just to clarify and says, Oh, the lead poisoning, the nerve function is impaired, whatever. I don't know that a lot of people are going to think that this is, you know, more different from Two-Face just because he's still doing his coins. He's that, that, that's every what time you have a writer do Two-Face, they always do something different than and each other. And that's what I'm saying. I think that you needed to do something a little more than what we got here to show you that he really is. Yes, he has a cult. But even that, that it's sure not weird. that crazy. It is weird, but even though not for Tomasi, I'm going, weird no, for I'm going more that that's a Tomasi thing. So I'm not surprised. But yeah, for all of this though, I just and I don't know why he's not you know burning or aciding these guys in half their face and stuff but like a lot that. Of them like seem to be cutting up their own faces. Yeah, I know, and and have weird coins embedded in their foreheads. I mean, what are these guys <laughs> Everybody's doing? Got a weird really it's like the it. way you know when you have the Batman Beyond and you want to join the Joker's gang, but everybody has their own individual look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just weird. These two guys in the back though, they got coins Facers. embedded in them. They, they, how can you flip that coin? They're going to do backflips or something. It always comes up heads because it's just there. Uh, but yeah. Overall, I am intrigued to see how this plays out. Totally, I actually I really want to see like the next issue. Yeah. and think he's an underrated character. It's just every time he comes up, I don't like what the writers end up doing with him. I really hope that the cult thing throws me off immediately. But the whole thing is, I do like that as a continuation from the Batman and Robin story because I was following that and I did care about that. I thought it was a really cool ending to that story to come into this a, one. That was an okay story, yeah. if I remember. We kind of liked it. Okay. it. Again, it is the Batman and Robin twenty four to twenty eight. If you want, if you have the DC Universe app, you can go and read and that. And I suggest you? maybe you would go and read that um the only thing that i could think of is the way that this is tying in is that tomasi just doesn't want to leave 
that that bullet in, in his head and he's gonna then have him take it out and then all is well and done as we go for it yeah three he, face. He, feels, he feels bad seven face many faces gonna be. these other guys they're just gonna be dead they're eating coins i mean really they're gonna try to get onto like a plane it's gonna go off they're not gonna know what to say they're you know whatever they're gonna be jingling around jingling baby but yeah what would you give this i would end up giving a 6.5 out of 10 because while i really enjoyed the art i thought the batman in this book felt weird and i want to see this two-faced story go i just want it to be told in a way that doesn't feel like we're just kind of lollygagging around waiting yeah. for something to happen like actually you know have something that feels thought out and like doesn't have to meander around and like you know fill up page space yeah i like the word lollygag lollygag it, it makes me giggle uh i like it a little more i don't think it works a... for what i wanted to say but so i we're doing. Yeah, whatever i i actually am gonna give it a seven I actually liked it uh, more than most of the books that we're talking about tonight. No, no, especially I, 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 tonight. I look forward to it going yeah, forward. Yeah, it's just I, that this I'm, initial one's a little I weird. I am to looking me. forward to it. It is weird, and it's weird just like out of nowhere with the weird setup. And I, I really do wish that it was more set up as a continuation so that more people would know that, but also the idea that he'd act so crazy. Like, have him do something that isn't in twos. There's where you see him doing weird stuff. If all of a sudden it doesn't match up, and then you find out that I don't know. it is, isn't him doing some kind of weird church-like thing? Isn't that because it's always in threes over there, now it's in twos? I, Who knows what's happening? I, I know. I have really, I don't know. But he just keeps I talking wish, about the father and the son, and something. that's it. Now, I, really, he doesn't like the Holy, no Ghost Holy Ghost because over here. He, he's afraid of ghosts. You end up though with things he's where I wish there was like three, three things were of twos. Like it's got to be Harvey, it's got to be two fix, and then the last one wasn't. And then he's like, huh, this kind of throws me off, and that would lead into a little more of a detective case. Even we say, I even said, yeah, you get some detective work. The other detective work he gets is, I think Harvey will probably be at a hospital. Bang, bang, up, shots fired at the urgent care. That must be him. There's not much detective work there. He just runs there, and then there's a fight. So I'm down to 6'9", dude. <laughs> uh, I'll go with 7. I, <laughs> I want to be positive. I'm going to go with 7. But we're going to go with the last book of the section. And a book that a lot of people are telling me is their favorite book at DC now, and one that they're I wish like, that could be the so same. happy to have. And, and I told you earlier this week, uh, if I'm going to write a Batman Superman book, the the what you have to do to win people's hearts, and and Joshua Williamson does keep doing have a it. A couple but pages where you just show Batman and Superman talking about each other. each other. They, all they have to do is talk about each other. That's all you need to do. And then, oh man, he gets them. That doesn't make a story. Ah, Batman and Superman number seven. Though I didn't hate this issue, but I have some some issues it with it. Uh, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Nick Darrington, and I will tell you, I usually like Nick Darrington's art. I don't think it's it all fits here this for some story. reason. I don't think it fits the story. Dave McCaig and John J. Hill. After setting up the Hell Arisen story, Joshua Williamson shows us that Zod really didn't want to be besties with Superman after all, and is all into bringing back Kandor. I really wanted to like this issue, but it ends up being a story where the narrative is always a step behind the action, and our heroes seem to be playing cleanup instead of being able to actually stop the bad things going down. I'm sure that some will hang their hat on the continuing fan service dialogue where Batman and Superman pine over each other, but I need more 
than that to like this book. And we're on issue seven. I need more than that. This is a story that we've wanted for a while, especially since Brian Michael Bendis was a jerk saying he wasn't (laughs) stepping on people's toes and ended up destroying Candor as well as everything else that he touched on the Superman book. And so you have the whole bottled city. It messes up right away. You end up having a huge editorial faux pas when they're describing the history of the bottled city of Candor and basically says, when Brainiac stole Krypton, shrank it down in a bottle, and it broke my parents' hearts. It, it wasn't Krypton that was shrunk. And it's it's weird. It, even if you said a piece of Krypton, that'd be fine. It ends up correcting itself in the next bunch of panels yeah. by saying, but still, you can't let that pass. Who is reading this and doesn't realize, I think you meant Candor. Not Krypton itself, but it wasn't fixed. So you have this. And, and even yeah. the whole thing, if you go back to the Man of Steel number three and look when Kandor was destroyed, the Spottle City and stuff like that. And it was Rogosar, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. It was way more destroyed than it, it appears destroyed. to be in this issue. And the idea well, that of doesn't this, matter in the long run, I guess. Well, the idea of this that, uh, you know, kind of confuses me as well is, yes, you're going to get a Lazarus pit, but it's not like, you know, Earth and and humanity can be wiped out and you throw a bunch of buildings from New York City and then they, hey, I'm walking here. They just come out because in my mind, all those people, they were scattered with the wind. I mean, this was a bottled city that was destroyed and it's just been laying out there in the Arctic because it was still left behind in the old Fortress of Solitude exposed all that stuff. So it's like if you had sea monkeys and they ended up getting destroyed and then a year later you come over and pick them up, I I don't know that you're going to get all of them or if any. So it's kind of a weird concept. Just because it's the bottled city doesn't mean that the people still are around, that they could do stuff. And even if it was their dead bodies, it's just an odd concept in my mind, though we always thought, and we made fun of it. I think at one point we were talking about, you think they're just going to throw the city into a Lazarus pit? We're like, that is so ridiculous. The thing is, now when I think about the whole thing with, you know, Zod having the broken bottled city of Kandor here, I'm like, the idea of destroying the whole thing. Can you imagine him like shaking it with all these little bodies? I I actually just wish he would have thrown the whole thing in there because in my mind he's just turning it upside down and shaking yeah, it shaking out over it. a pit with like here's some dead miniaturized Lilliputian people yeah. falling in with some broken glass and some yeah. city uh, skyscrapers all of, all of a sudden a piece of glass comes back to life it's running around it's gonna <laughs> slice you uh, but yeah this whole setup and, and it's funny too because it goes against what we saw with Zod leading up into this now that is a Brian Michael Bendis story, and who am I to say that somebody shouldn't correct was everything it? that that guy does? Yeah, I believe. I'm, saying well, that, it, no, I'm it, just saying that we started. Yeah, it off because with... it was right before the identity. You still had that. That was yeah. his change. The change was it was set up before that. He did change it into New his Krypton. own version, yeah. but it was going on recently in his story. Um, and it's just shoved aside in this, where you end up having Rachel Gould explain. You know. You thought you're friends with Saad? Well, that alliance, it was hurried. Like, what does that mean? I, I just I set it you're, up. You're, better. you're right, Raish. It was hurried. S- set it up better with the idea that Zod ends up going and say, "Hey, where's this bottled city? I might 
use it. I might, you know, end up using them for the Son, Inu Krypton. why are you doing this? Because you allowed them to die. But, like, is that the only reason? Well, it's either this or, you know, clone some Daxamites like the Eradicators yeah. up to it right now. And it's I didn't want to go that route. It's all over the place. It's like, I don't like but that. But the whole thing of set up the whole idea that we have to get Superman and Batman in the know of what, you know, Zod is up to. And to do that, though, we have to, oh, the Kryptonite, the Kryptonite man, he died. And we're, we're working on the database we talked about, you know, where we have a computer that has, you know, stats on villains. You know, like, we've never had that before. We're working on that. And the idea is that Kryptonite, man, if anybody wanted to get their hands on any, like, parts of his body, they could use that against you in the long run. So we better go check. But right as Ra's al Ghul himself, with his synthetic Kryptonite sword, was checking Strikers Island's, you know, graveyard as well to dig up the, the, the Kryptonite, man, so we could fight off something. Like, this is so convenient that they both get there at the same point because I'm looking at the ground. It's not like the Kryptonite, man, seems like he just died. It seems like he's been dead in a while and they just want to check things out now. So I'm like... How fortuitous that both of you would show up at the Strikers Island graveyard exactly at the same time. I, I also love the idea that they have got this database that we've never heard yeah. of before and all that. And the thing is, they're Keeping putting tabs in, on the villains, they're, really? they're typing in the, the, the stats and what comes up, the algorithm that it comes out and says, you better go check the kryptonite, man. He might have kryptonite. His body's so, going to have some kryptonite radiation leaking off it still. And, and oh, right. that's a weird thing for an algorithm of a computer of that algorithm, you're just Jim. setting Hell in villains and things, and it's coming up with this. It's things also ahead. It's also wrong it's because the they show there. I'm telling you, they're like, hey, what info did you put in? Oh, that was Abby Normal's info because they go and it's wrong. It's the, It doesn't have any kryptonite anymore in the body. There is none. So it was completely off. There's no reason that this is the first thing that we've seen this computer come up with is you better go check the kryptonite, man. I'm like, you computer, unplug it now. It doesn't deserve to be around. I like to think somebody already siphoned off the Kryptonite Man's excess radiation out of his body. It seemed like he was dug up, though. It did seem that, like somebody... It was a while ago in my mind. I like, though, it was like, somebody was here recently. What, Within the last the, hour. Their, their footprints there? And, and so the ground, also, still warm. This Within is an hour, too. kind of warm. So you have this idea where it's set up, uh, Superman's there, and he's like... Let me look in there. Oh, my. You know, I feel a little kryptonite, but it's not the kryptonite, man. It's in the oh, air. no, it's Raish. It's Raish with the it's sword. It's Raish Al in disguise. Like, and the whole thing is, like, I recognize the fighting, like, stance. I'm like, okay, can we just get to the idea that it's yeah. Raish Al Ghul? Why do we why, have to play these games? Why are they fighting? Raish is there to actually, at this point, wants their help. And, and the whole idea, he even he, says this. Like, it was even his idea, it seems like, to get the kryptonite man's excess radiation of the kryptonite so he can stop Zod, even though he has a synthetic kryptonite sword and is one of the most fearsome fighters on the planet. I'm like, what are we doing anymore? He, like, has, he has a kryptonite sword made of synthetic kryptonite. Is there a shortage of the materials? I mean, does he just want some OG real, you know, stuff? Because it seems like he can make synthetic kryptonite. So why does he even need to go well, there? Even when we have the, we bring everybody together. It's like, okay, Batman, Superman, Zod, he's up to no good. He's going to take over. Like he's going to go for all the pits that he can if he can find them. I wouldn't let him have mine, but he's going to go off and get like some pits of his have own. Have mine? He said he destroyed his. He's like <laughs> these Lazarus pits. They're you know one in a dime. Now. Dime a dozen. They were one in a million before. They're a dime a dozen. He's like, yeah, he, he went at my Lazarus pit that we saw them at. And I just, how did you destroy it when he's there anyway? It doesn't even make sense. And so he's, eh, destroyed it, but he's looking for the others. And we better go and get them. And so Batman's like, all right, we'll take care of this. We're going to arrest you, you know, just because it's you. And uh, he's like, no, no, 
detective. Me and you are going to go together in the demon wing. I'm like, what, what is going on? Are you the just demon being goofy it's here? silly now, Rache. Yeah, it is. It's very – just the idea of them meeting up to continue this whole issue was – again, this is what I said in my blurb. They're always there a little behind the, the, the deal, behind the narrative. They show up to see if the kryptonite man – uh, has uh, some kryptonite still on him I- I- he doesn't but somebody was already there race jumps out of the tree aha fights him then they're told you know hey i'm gonna go That's get my thing. bat Within wing the last was it race who was there i guess and then he jumped up in the tree he has a tree house up there just so hang then, out so then they're like race is saying okay i'm gonna take you to this other lazarus pit like, i mean did, really did, like i don't imagine from looking at him that he doesn't have a way to scan whether or not there's still kryptonite radiation there so it's like did he get there with his kryptonite sword and be like should have brought a shovel <laughs> gonna wait for the groundskeeper to show have, up now he didn't have a shovel i don't know maybe it's a little beep beep geiger counter and i don't know that that does kryptonite but no so he's doing this so then he even like you said he he destroyed his lazarus you yes. know his favorite one he destroyed it and then pretty much spells out there's so many of these things but i have calculated Whatever. the one that Zod will probably go to though who why and so it's another convenient thing where they end up going down to the lost temple of quetzalcoatl that has one and the reason why he zod will go here is because it's got magic around it that will make it that you can't see it into shields. it but it doesn't affect so anybody what he uh. sees though because he since he is a general a military general he's been trained jim to look to see what he can't see so obviously, this Quetzalcoatl temple to Lazarus Pit, that's where he's going. And thankfully, though, don't worry, guys, because I have what I like to call the League of Lazarus League here of to protect Lazarus. And I'm like, all right, you just stop your nonsense, your demon wing. Oh, we have the League of Assassins, leagues. the League of Shadows, now the League of Lazarus. I'm like, I, I just, yeah. you going to start a baseball league soon? Uh, I, I need it to be a League of Their Own. It ends up where these guys, they're half dead. And there's there's no crying in the League of Lazarus. That's all it is. You can't have crying in the League of Lazarus. Uh, they're not dead because, you know, you have these guys. But again, Some are. it's spelled out. <laughs> Listen, you, it's fine. We're going to go there. We're going to hang out. But Zod will never be able to get in there because the League of Lazarus, these are trained fighters. Zod wouldn't be able to get past them, but they, he has already. They a, get a there too late. Kryptonian creation. Yeah. So he, he, they did, get Did it you give and, them all synthetic kryptonite swords? Maybe. Armor. But yeah, the one's still alive. Oh, you know, Zod, he is not so angry. And the worst part, too, when I'm looking at these League of Lazarus, they look a lot like the Leviathan Centurions to me. Yeah, yeah, they do a bit. Uh, so they go in, and again, they're too late. He's already there. He's fought himself. He's fought his way to the Lazarus pit. So they run in, and now we're going to debate. We're going to debate, should we do this? Shouldn't we do this? Come on, Zod. Zod's <laughs> throwing late. shade. Zod's saying, you should have done this before. That mongrel Rogo Czar, he ended up doing this. This is what they deserve. I'm bringing them back. And then it's like, all right, Superman's going to stop them. Nope, because it's too late. Everything is too late. It's already empty. And then you have what appears to be a pretty badass army coming out of the Lazarus well, pit. Even of that Pandorians, whole thing is that we, we talk about tiny. We talk about the idea of the Lazarus pit when it brings you back, it drives you mad initially, and you have to get over that yeah. madness, or you don't. But the whole thing is 
we have a bunch of Lilliputian people coming up looking yeah. like boogers because they're covered in green. Covered and in they, green. They're just floating they look up like out of the water. to me. And then... I'm telling you, I don't know what they are. Just well, they're they tiny can't be because it's supposed to bring them back to life. So I would well, assume I don't that they're know. alive. But... The thing is, it used to be you, you put somebody in a Lazarus pit, and that Lazarus pit's done because you've already yeah. done and used it up. I don't know what happens when you throw an entire city a of city? little people in there. But the Maybe. Whole thing I is... bet you it ends up that they're going to have uh, life for just a certain amount of time, and then they're just going to die. But and, the thing is, they haven't soaked in any yellow sun radiation so i don't know what they're doing flying around yeah, because they've been know. dead in you know the candor where they weren't super people for yeah, the most uh-huh. part hey hey i'm getting in let's get the sods they're all little guys they're all flying at them they're all pissed off and stuff but and yeah so it ends that it's gonna be gulliver's travel next little guys it says death by swarm they're gonna tie them down they're gonna have all their fun now that there is one part that we went past that i did re- I did laugh so much, and it's actually pretty funny. I loved it so much. When you're on Strikers Island, when you're there at the grave, and you know you have Rish, and he's like, "Huh, well, looks like I'm gonna get out of here." Alakazam, and he goes and throws the pellet to Ninja have vanish. <laughs> And Superman just grabs him and slams him. Raisha thing is all, you it know, I think he, there's so, a lot of hype behind like, what Raisha is up to. But um, seeing him in this issue, like, doesn't have a lot of skills right here. No, can't even do a decent ninja me, vanish. It made me laugh so much. I me wish too. that it ended up where he does that. And then they just sit there and watch him as he's trying to go between headstones. He's just trying, hiding behind trying a tree. What does he think he was going to go? And Superman just grabs him. You're on him. an island. It, it made me see him screaming. He's swimming away. Ah, There he is. He's like, you don't see me. Don't pay attention to the man swimming. Uh, it made me laugh so much when Superman He's just too used to go up against Batman. Superman's uh, there. Tell him, I need to think if he would just want to rush and just blew the smoke away it, or just looked with his X-ray vision anywhere. <laughs> Actually, it would have been better if he blew the smoke away and Raish was sneaking huh. away. Hey, Raish, we see you. What? No, you don't. Uh, poof, he throws another pellet down. Oh, it did make me giggle. Also, it did have a call-up because if you did want to know, the Kryptonite Man was in the Superwoman book, and they do end up Super having Man annual, and, and annual. the best though is it has see superwoman volume one for more it was gross yeah that series was i agree eric it was <laughs> gross it made me laugh because he was different then he went through some he had body changes. parts and different little cubes yeah yeah he, it was awful but yeah there you go and uh yeah that's it and so it ends with you know, a, a weird way of Very weird, a, a but weird it's kind of, of Candor coming back. It is interesting. We wanted to see this happen. I just why t- the story was like one of those where at the beginning you might as well have just said Candor's coming back. But here, let's see how the heroes were too late to stop it every step of the way because that's all it was. And it's one of those where at least give them an opportunity to stop something and maybe by the end you could have like Superman and Zod. just fell into this whole thing. There's no reason yeah. they should have known about any of this because it was just all well, so convenient to get Raish and them in a graveyard together a, to friend race, to tell yeah. them this. And you could have just had this. Because he wasn't telling them. The only reason you have Batman and Superman in this book is because it's called Batman and Superman. Yeah. I mean, they really don't do this much. This is, a, problems. this is a zod race deal. Uh, and they, he, Williamson does, uh, something that kind of, uh, it annoys me at points too, is you do have that, hey, look at how busy our heroes are. And, and well, why is it always more fun? Those pages where I'm like, I want to see that go I on. Know. I want to see some of these. There's Magog, Eric. I mean, he's having some I fun. I don't want to see that. And, and that's the thing. I you never saw the story. I don't even know what you do with that here. 
I never saw the story where Superman gets punched by Skeletor. That's Dr. Really, Destiny. I'm telling you, he looks so much like Skeletor there. And that's the thing. Some of the panels I do like. I actually do like where you see uh, Kandor getting destroyed by Rogozar. And I like the look. Nick Darrington has that look of these big eyes and, and things like that. I don't think it fits well. Superman's the worst. He He doesn't really... Do a bad Batman because he has a cow on. But some of the times Superman in those eyes just look weird. At the end, when you end up seeing Superman being surprised by the Kandorians flying at him, it's like old man Superman. He looks like he has been emaciated. He just looks terrible. But uh, overall, what would you give this? I would give this a 6 out of 10. I look forward to see where the story goes, but overall, I just didn't care for the art that much. I thought a lot of the stuff was really forced to get our characters in there, and like, you know, while I yeah. think the story could be cool in the long run, the setup issue to get us there, I think, was kind of nonsense yeah, overall. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't hate the art. It's just, I expect a little bit more out of like Batman the Superman art. book. I, I like his art in general. I just didn't think that it played well here. Uh, and I'm going to give this a seven, uh, actually a six, nine. I gave it on the set, but I'm going to go up to a seven because it did end up giving us what we wanted for a while, though. It's, it seems like it's going to be wonky by the end, but oh, yeah. I, I am interested in seeing that's a pretty cool cliffhanger. We've kind of seen this cliffhanger before I just though, wish it and it never works out through for this whole idea to get our Batman Superman team involved in it. Yeah, and, the sides were just falling into it by accident. And that's why this whole Batman Superman book, you end up where, Okay, Joshua Williamson, set up Hell Arisen. All right, I'll do that. And then when you get the story, it's almost like that thing that we always say where they have a idea for a story, but nothing to really say about it. So it just ends up happening. This is how about I bring back Candor? Okay. And then you go with it and you have to put aside the Superman Zod, you know, little treaty. It wasn't even a treaty. They, they seem to want to become friends. And I kind of like that as something new going forward. So that and is, it was like ends, the Super Lex deal when we had that before. Yeah, they were and, working and together. You could have something lead into this. We, we said you could end up having Zod just needs to find out from Superman about it being destroyed. And that, that would be the But set that up. Don't just have all of a sudden that he's just, ah, you know, the, it was a hurried treaty. And here we go. So I thought that played out. Uh, not as well as I wish that it would, but maybe it'll turn around next issue. But that's the end of the first section of books. We're going to go off now to a little bit of something and then come back with more books. Jim rings the bell. This means Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Jim rings the bell. Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. Ah, yes, and here we are with the second section of books. Not many of Eric's, so I Not don't know why we had that song, except Wonder Woman's not my book, so maybe you ended up writing a blurb for it. <laughs> yeah, because I've it done is that. not mine. Uh, but we're going to start with a book that is mine. 
and a book that I predict that Eric will like a lot more than me. I just told you that. Don't listen to me because I hate everything and I'm miserable and I'm depressed Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be here. So we're going to start this. Well, yeah, really. (laughs) It is really what is normally the, the case. Uh, But we'll see how well I can get through this because I'm telling you right now, I want to jump out the window. And here is the first book, folks. It is Batman Curse of the White Knight number seven. It's what they call a penultimate issue. It's written by Sean Murphy, art by Sean Murphy, Matt Hollingsworth and World Design and him as well. It's the penultimate issue of the Curse of the White Knight. And I think I know what the Beyond Batman might be now. Batman takes into account everything that led up to this, including the first White Knight series to come to a decision to reveal his identity to the world. It's also the love of one Harley Quinn that convinces oh him as well. Uh, they get sexy in this without getting sexy is what ends up mean? happening throughout this whole deal. <laughs> Now they're making eyes at each other. It's actually not a bad <laughs> issue by itself, but with one You're issue doing it left, wrong. <laughs> I was hoping we'd get a little more on Asriel. And really, all this is is just set up for the next month's big finale. And that's the thing. We end up going through a lot of this garbage in the White Knight. You end up having the whole idea of these, you know, the GTO and the the fund, all the stuff from the first White Knight into this one. And now it seems as if we get to issue maybe six and a half to seven when Sean Murphy actually decides that he realizes what story he wants to tell. Everything else got wiped off with an explosion with people dying and then a reveal of the twist and turn that the Waynes aren't the Waynes and all that. But we had this since the first white night, the idea of a Batman who might end up, we even had discussions about it, you know, issues and issues back might've even been the first white night about the idea of, is Bruce going to tell everybody his identity? What will happen with the yeah, city? That for a How while. will this react? And they finally get to it. Like I said, there was a lot of treading water, I think, in this Curse of the White Knight to get here. Because really, when we get here, you are also relying on a lot of the stuff that happened in the first White Knight. So a lot of the things are kind of swept under the carpet just to get... And the idea you were interested before when you told me of how the city would react and what they'll do. Well, it seems like the only reaction we're going to get is whether or not they get off the streets. They're on Batman's side. Because we only have – and again, though, that isn't exactly the hard-hitting – you know, reaction. So as as I go through this, like I said, the idea of Batman giving up his identity because he knows that he's a lie, he's not good for Gotham. I did laugh because there's a couple things in this though that really point to other stories going on now. Obviously, Superman's identity reveal. Yeah. But once Batman starts saying, Listen, I am going to go. At first, he says he's going to dissolve Wayne Industries. Then he turns it into all the proceeds from Wayne Industries. So I think he'd be better served. Well, I think he's Wayne dissolving Wayne Industries and the things that he goes and puts into things, everything that makes for him back there, he's going to put it back into the community. But, but that's the thing, though, is that's pretty surface level nonsense. You have a company that's the, probably the biggest company in Gotham. It's probably employing 
tons of you can just keep the company That's going. That's the biggest with part that I was worried about. Is the idea going. that all his inheritance money, everything he makes from Wayne Industries, it's all going to go to the people of Gotham. And I'm thinking to myself, if you dissolve Wayne Industries, then you are putting a lot of people on a job that are going to yeah. need this handout that you're That's doing right I'm now. That's what I'm saying. Then they're going to need it. Why don't you just say from now on, <laughs> Mr. Wayne, Wayne you've destroyed this city. Oh my. Uh, yeah, really. He, he's not my thinking livelihood. right. Well, he says he's been punched and hit a lot of times. But even with that, though, the thing that made me really was the idea that he says, you know, and, and what we're going to do, we're going to rebuild the schools, the buildings, yeah. the hospitals. Where's the designer? He's going to show up and better start dressed wrecking in this universe. crap. Yeah, he's probably even worse. He's probably more ridiculous. I'm like, boy, this is really throwing it at a lot of these other books, not meaning to do that. No. But a lot of the things that are going There's on, what, similar I thought, ideas. what I thought was ridiculous, though, over in the detective comics that somebody would get upset is what Sean, he, he thinks is the greatest thing that Batman could do. So it's a it's a funny juxtaposition of the two writers, Sean Murphy and James Tynion, of what they think is bad for a city. I'm with Sean Murphy that he says that building the city up would actually be the good deal. But yeah. so in he can this do more good night, as Bruce Wayne, actually poor man Bruce Wayne giving away his money than Batman hoarding all the cash say, for bat toys yeah. ever could. I say after this, he just slices his throat. And and with that, I'm you just also thinking he's going to get locked up because even it, the idea that we are going to get rid of Batman here, it's going to be Bruce Wayne for to the people. I'm going to reveal my identity. Bruce, uh, Batman is dead, which means Batman had lived by a code. This new Bruce Wayne, he doesn't. He's going to kill Azrael. So when that's all said and done, and after being a vigilante for how many years oh, yeah. now, I just imagine he's going to be locked up. I believe that he's going to be, be a lot of civil up. suits. I think he's got to give his money to after this is all said and done. He's going to be locked in a coffin. I don't think he survives this. I think that he ends up dying. The Beyond Batman will be Barbara and uh, Dick Grayson carrying on the legacy, things like that. I don't think he's even planning on living. He even says he's going to kill Azrael. He is not going to arrest him. He says earlier to Barbara, I, I should have killed him. I'm sorry I didn't. And then when he's leaving at the end, he says to Dick, yeah, Dick knows and says, hey, you ain't going to do what I think you're going to do. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. He's like, no, no, you can't. Batman, that, oh, I'm going to do it. And he goes off. And that's why I think he wants everybody off the streets as well. He's going down in a blaze And the whole glory, thing beyond Batman, like like, bon I, I thought about it, the idea that now that he's exposed himself and what the ramifications are going to be now that everybody well, knows, I thought it was, thought it was like two. Batman's dead now. And they're like, we see what happens in a world after Batman well, is exposed and put to rest. That's the thing. I thought it was one of the two. But then once I got to the end, I thought, oh, I think it's going to be beyond Batman as let's carry on this legacy though either way doesn't sound like that great a book in my mind especially because you're getting diminishing returns already with this curse of the white knight then you go to the next book and it's just bruce wayne building buildings i don't think people would go for that but we'll see what the whole deal I like the is idea too when he does expose himself on you know I, it's funny he no, exposes he himself on broadcast himself, television but no right. the idea when he goes and tells everybody in gotham all through the television that what he's going to do there's lucius with this drink he's like oh, lucius, my I'm, job. That's who I, I'm sitting there i'm like <laughs> he has just decided this Thanks for the heads up, Bruce. Saying anything to anybody, and I would guess that you would have had him at least call Lucius of anybody and say, "Listen, don't worry what I say later. Don't I, worry, I got Lucius. you back." I talked to my biggest confidant, Harley Quinn. Yeah, really. <laughs> she, she's now uh, my financial advisor, and she says liquidate. And so you would guess that he would hook up his employees, but if he did that, then there's probably nothing left over. So just keep it going and even say listen i have used wayne tech 
to build this crazy contraptions and things. And now we're going to build playgrounds and we're going to build, you know, basketballs and basketball courts, (laughs) basketball courts and stuff like that. I wish that that was more of what we got. And there's some funny little things in this issue as well, like the Statue of Liberty being in Gotham. I thought that was kind of a. Is it the Statue of Liberty or Statue of Justice? I didn't see that. Well, it does look a little like the Statue of Liberty out in the bay. So it it seems to be, but I I didn't take notice. as close um but you end up where it does start with batman trying to you know figure out what's going on you do get a flashback that he has realized that he's not actually a wayne does he still stand for the same things that he thought the wayne stood for now that he is not a wayne as he always thought he was and he thinks back as when he was supposed to go to the funeral, he didn't want to. Alfred has him, and it's like a feels little well, deal. It really didn't mean that, much like, to me. Well, I actually had a problem with in the first issue of the first White Knight back, you know, with the first story that uh, Sean Murphy did here, is that he was doing too much to actually, you know, to like, you know, have callbacks to different media and stuff like that from the other Batman's franchises and yeah. what he had. We're starting to get more. This really felt very Nolan-esque to me, the whole thing. Yeah. When, you know, like little Bruce goes to Alfred and tells him, like, you know, in the Nolan movies and Batman begins, like, it was my fault. I, I, I made yeah, him go. Yeah. I made him leave. Like, no, no, it's not your fault. It was bad, man. The idea of where he goes now with the idea that he wanted to see Zorro because his father told him he couldn't, like, you know, touch the rapiers that are hanging on the wall over the top Wayne the rapiers, Wayne rapiers. Yeah. yeah. And the whole thing is, like, you know, I wanted to go there so I could learn how to do it so my father would let me. Well, you know what? You can handle the rapier now because that'll make you brave enough to go to a funeral. You're a man now because your parents are dead, essentially. It's okay. It just ends up when Alfred's a little too, like, encouraging and Look, things. I'm going to let the kid, let the kid do whatever loud. he wants at this point. He just lost his family in I front of him. I just want to – all of a sudden he slices off his hand. Oh, you want no. a cigarette, little what guy? Happened, you Alfred? <laughs> hey, you want to try Let's your go first to the funeral. beer? Let's go. Let's go drunk. Need, I'm going to do anything at this point but, to get uh, this kid you. in the car to go to the he, funeral. He's like – Alfred says they will understand if you don't go to the funeral. It's okay. Well, it was my fault. You know, the rapiers. Here's the rapiers. When we get back, I'm going to teach you how to kill people. We're going to do this. We're going to have a grand old time because now you're going to call me daddy. That's all I can think of. It's like, oh, Alfred's yeah, stepping thoughts. in right away. <laughs> and uh, they, they go, and that's where you have Batman. And he's talking about all this with Harley and talking about the secrets that he isn't really a Wayne and what this means. He's a lie. Batman's a lie. All of that. And Harley, the craziest person to talk sense into him, says it really pretty much doesn't matter what you think you are you or what your for family what the Wayne was. stood for no matter yeah, it who doesn't you matter are what your run, blood you says know what you you're are. doing you've been doing and the same thing guy. no change now almost like we're gonna see it like you know with war master like paula von gunther and wonder woman later Man. on the way she changed mm-hmm. out of nowhere yeah and so she says your mom and dad were good people it doesn't matter who they were it doesn't matter what their bloodline was it doesn't matter you know what somebody did way back in the time back back in the day it's what you're doing now and you're doing good but batman doesn't think he is anyway batman thinks that he has done pretty bad and he's not really helping the city especially when he goes off but before he goes off you now, this do find out a real pro batman approach to anything no, this no, got but started so this one's a little better uh like for a dancing mike kind of a vein that he didn't like the first one because it was the asshole batman this isn't quite that this is more the depressed batman who realizes that he really shouldn't have been doing well, not only that but the, everything did. is just falling like you know on top of his head at this whole point finding out that he's not a wayne and then we actually get a little bit of an idea of what that 
that character Ruth in the background was because she was in charge of dishing out the money from the Wayne of uh, the Batman Devastation Fund from all the one percenters in Gotham City. But we find out in this that it was actually all being funneled through Wayne Corp. So it was actually Bruce yeah. Wayne himself and Batman who were the problem all along. So yeah, was he's got to get Batman out of there, this money going insurance Corp so these rich yeah. people can't get this Devastation Fund money anymore and screwing out the poor. I'm like, he's getting it all around when it rains and pours and in again, Gotham. That is the deal of why he's dissolving Gotham. You could just hand it over to Lucius. You could change it. You could end up stopping this funneling money and things like that. But he goes to the surface deal. But all in all through this, you find out that Harley and Jack knew all about this stuff. They knew about Edmund Wayne and they knew that the message, what it meant. And she just didn't say anything. They were afraid that if Batman did find out, he might react poorly. And so they were going to just wait and see. Do something stupid, like reveal his identity. (laughs) And the thing is, he's not really doing something stupid here. And I, like I said in my blurb, this issue makes complete sense. This is a good issue overall as, you know, into the whole idea because this does kind of, it, it was leading to this since issue one of the first white night. It's just, I wish we got more of Azrael because he's the big bad. He's doing all these things. Ruth, we wanted to know more of, they blew her up. So we're not going to get more of her. Ruth, and no. that's where Ruth I think that like Sean a, Murphy. A side story that, you know, you only yeah. hear about through passing. Yeah, really. And Sean Murphy, the way he's done this, it really does. And he probably punched me right in the face for saying, but it seems like he was scrambling at the beginning to get a story. Then he kind of had to get rid of some things fast to get to the heart of this whole White Knight story that he's been doing since the first White Knight. And now it actually is a shame because this is getting better in my mind. You're getting more of a look at Batman. It's not just him running around being mad, or it's not Harley and Jack and all that other stuff that did seem to get away from the main focus of some of the things. Blow up Ruth, that gets rid of her. You can st- and it's funny too because it does a good job of getting rid of her, but still allows them to have the big point of the devastation fund, the one percent, and things like that. Well, we do get a little Azrael. As Batman goes off, that's a cool fan service moment when you see Azrael in the Bat Azrael suit going off in the whole pose that he used to do when he first got into the suit and what in the Nightfall series back in the early nineties. And then vomits, and, and then goes in <laughs> with vomit so, all over his suit. Too. When he comes down from that cool backwards drop off the building pose, no. gives, like it's a it's a classic. And again, like, that's only fan service. It, it looks it great, but it's fan service. So I have to wonder: is it the sickness that he's dying from that caused him to vomit, or he's not used to jumping he's, backwards yeah, off of buildings? I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be used to. Uh, look at it, it, that barf, and it even has blarf as it goes. It looks like he's been eating fruity pebbles. He shouldn't be doing that. He's a sick Nobody man. He runs in. No, he runs in to his medicine cabinet and and really the thing is throw away some of those bottles there Asriel. they they ain't gonna materialize pills in them i mean these aren't the you know the Gromans like everlasting pill deal. bottles everywhere yeah they are that's not i'm not Asriel though now yeah, they're, they're in the trash but i could go get them right now uh but yeah so he ends up and he has one last pill and again these are the things that upset me because i'm sitting there that's gonna be me soon that's gonna be me Asriel. but he goes and takes that and uh yeah you see that that would mean Pretty much, he really, in my mind, doesn't have much to live for. Like, if he dies now, he's not going to really care because he's going to die anyway. He doesn't have any more pills. And Batman spells out he's going to target hospitals. He is running out of his medication. He has to get that. Uh, You do have the last 
kind of nail in the coffin for Batman when he goes off to see Barbara. Barbara is struggling too. That's struggling enough walk. in my mind because it well, seems she's like not, she doesn't later. That's the she's thing just is, back in the saddle. She's struggling to walk here after, you know, Azra went and broke her back. Her spine is, you know, really injured, but it's doing better than the doctors thought was going to happen. But even later on where she's, you know, she's going through physical therapy right now at the crutches, doing the, like the, the parallel bars walking bit. And then later on, she is in the back row costume, but talks about the idea that, you know what? I can still put the pedal to the metal. I don't need to stand for that. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's fine. But the problem okay, is, but she is standing there, and the thing is, she's on crutches, Eric. And the thing I like that they spell out. Yeah, the doctors say you're doing really good. That that doesn't mean that she can go off and fight. And I well, only that's imagine the thing. she talks about going, being able to sit in a car and put the pedal to the metal for all that stuff later on. But the problem with that is, we have had all the Batmobiles destroyed except for yeah. the 1989 Tim Burton Batmobile, which Batman yeah. takes. We have one GTO vehicle left, which I'm telling you, she, I'm like, I see it there in the pad. I'm like, all right, there's one for her. It all makes sense. You see Dick walking towards that car. I'm like, yeah. you gave her nothing to do. No, she's going to be in the truck. Uh, and, and also the thing is, though, she is walking around like a bad butt with, you know, they have the heroes walking and she seems fine to me, uh, you know, just walking, though. I, I guarantee you everybody, in, including Dick. And, you know, even like a bullet probably go up to her and slap her on the back. Good to have you back. Yeah. <laughs> ah, she's all hurt. Bunch of uh, jokes in the GTO. Yeah, really. But yeah, so that is kind of the deal where he says to Barbara, I wish that I would have killed Ezreal. I wish I would have been able to do this. I wish I could have gotten rid of him. Uh, you know, your dad uh, should have lived. He was a good guy. And she throws it right back at him as, you know, my dad loved you. He thought you were the greatest. He probably wanted to be you. That's the only reason. The thing that he got mad about was the idea that you were the symbol of you couldn't fight crime in Gotham the, the right, right way. way yeah. you, you couldn't do it without a vigilante. And that's what he didn't like. But, you know, he would support you. And the whole idea of this giving up the identity, that's something that you ended up having Commissioner Gordon wanting before he ended up dying as well. And he tells her, your dad wanted me to do this. So, you know, I think I'm going to. And it is a big thing. I mean, this is a huge thing. And again, it's almost like the Superman reveal from Bendis is it's just done with hardly anybody knowing, uh, you know, just with no repercussions being thought of for these side people. The big thing that makes me laugh, though, is that he can't even wait for Commissioner Montoya to end her emergency report on Azrael. She is there reporting of Azrael being this armed and dangerous guy, and he's going to do this, and please, everybody, what? and he just interrupts. I'm like, you, you couldn't even wait five minutes before this was over, and he just ends up going, Batman you know, time now. Yeah, really, people of Gotham, and it's funny, too, because you had just the people watching Montoya's report on Azrael, big guy Azrael, taller than you, uh, ends up then with Batman. I don't understand this guy. Stuff. I'm telling you, I don't even know. He's one of those giants in my mind who's going to die soon because he can't walk right and stuff like yeah. that. He's six foot seven, 290 pounds. I'm like, he is a monster. Yeah, he's a monster. I think he was in that movie Big Fish, I think. <laughs> that guy's uh, dead Batman. now. I know. That's what happens. So is Manute Bowl. Uh, you end up having Manuto? Manute Bowl. Manute Bowl was like seven six, twenty eight pounds. That guy was skinny. You end up where everybody's watching as Batman interrupts uh, all the people at the jazz club there they're they're watching and he basically says people of gotham 
hey, you know what? It was an honor to serve you. It was the thing that I always wanted to do. But I started out being a kind of a cops and robbers type thing as a child, and it's not working anymore. It really isn't. And I think that Batman has to go. There can't be a Batman and let Gotham thrive. I'm Bruce Wayne. Uh, and what I'm going to do is liquidate the Wayne Industries. I'm telling you, there's Lucius just like, yep, he takes that shot and then pulls out the gun. He must be so depressed that he never told him this, but he says Gotham won't be a, a city of darkness well, We don't anymore. know that he never told Lucius in this universe. I just imagine he's taking a shot right now because well, I'm out of a job. Yeah, I think so. And he's like, you know, all this stuff is, uh, you know, offsetting taxes, the idea of this devastation fund. Uh, you know, it, it gets a little technical for for a comic just and it's pretty much surface level anyway. The deal. So he's just going to hang it up. But he has one last thing he needs to do. He take needs out Azrael. to go fight and take out Azrael. He cannot let Azrael. And it's one of those. He can't let just that loose end there. Please, Gotham, let me put the cow on one last time. Go out. I will take care of Azrael, which in my mind, he means kill. But you guys have to get off the streets. Get off the streets. Nobody get out there. I don't want anybody hurt. I don't want that on my conscience. And, uh, you know, let me do my thing this one last time. Let me be Batman one last night for you. Montoya's pissed. I, 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 just, I, I just looked something up because it was just bothering me that looking at John Paul Valley as he for how he looks. I'm like, you just have to shave a little bit there in the front there. And I think because of his height and weight and the way he looks, he is Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he might be. Yeah, he's Hulk Six, Hogan. seven, 290 pounds. Taking his vitamins, brother. That's what he's doing. He's out of vitamins. That's the problem. Oh, no. He's not going to be able to I do it. better say my prayers. Oh, no. Oh, no. There. Say your prayers. Be nice to your mother and get, try to find me some vitamins. Anybody got any vitamins out there, brother? These pythons are going to come down on you, Batman. So you have all that going on. Batman's going to go out. And I, I do like the idea, and I wonder if he's going to change, because as he's getting ready, you know, he has the, the cow on and stuff, yeah. and he's talking about everything he's going to do. They only have one Batmobile left. Like you said, the Burton Batmobile. He says that's always been my favorite. I think Sean Murphy is telling us. I understand, Sean. I understand. He gets in, he goes up, and that's where Dick says, wait, what happens when you catch him? Are you going to bring him in safely, or do you have something else in mind? (laughs) What are you saying? He's like, you know what I'm saying? And he doesn't, he just, and he's like, that's what I thought. It's not worth it. Batman doesn't kill. And he says, oh, it doesn't matter. Batman's dead. And so is Azrael. And he just goes out there. And like you said, there's only one other official car left. And Nightwing gets in it. So Barbara (laughs) really doesn't have anything to do. She can do. And you took it away. It's a shame that you didn't have her come here to kind of coordinate things. Almost like an Oracle type deal. An Uber. That's what she's doing. Follow that back car. Nobody's out, though. The end of the issue. We do see that the people of Gotham do stand with Bruce Wayne Batman. They They, they have cleared the streets, and Montoya comes on the big, you know, set like uh, like uh, the big TV in the uh, the downtown, the Times Square area of Gotham. A good thing what Times Square was called, but it's the whole idea. We have spotted as always East River Highway heading north, and then we for for even clearing the whole city like we wanted to. The streets were like the like the most crowded part of the city would be. Doesn't seem like it matters because we're not going there. We're going to the East River Highway. I know. And it's funny, too, because it's so deserted and everybody has stayed in, they're going to be able to use these big things like a Times Square big, you know, yeah. TV deal, big, uh, you know, cool. jumbotron to actually track. You even have, you know, standby. You have yeah. all of them, the map. So that's pretty cool the way they're going to be able to do it. And I think that's going to continue. Center of Gotham's uh, my command center. 
Damn right. And he ends up there and before he has the cow off for a second and then says, all right, I'm putting it back on Batman's last ride. Let's go. And he spins out. And I'll tell you, like we said about not even said about the the tax deal and all that. That's just in there very quickly. This is pretty much the most straightforward and easily understood issue of the series and that's where i thought there was more ezreal to it i thought the curse of white knight had some problems though because we were getting into these side things the devastation fund into the one percent and trying to make this more the flashbacks all of that stuff and some of it seemed okay it's just left even the stuff with jack napier and joker it never served a purpose to the story and i don't know why we continue to deal with it here no this is this is actually an issue that i think a lot of people could read without even reading the other maybe they won't understand quite all of it but just the reveal and stuff like that but if you've been reading it like you said and i said in my blurb i needed more Azrael. i needed to see something more of him not just him back flipping for fan service and then throwing up to remind us he's sick so that we see he only has one pill that that's all motivation from him yeah, really. And uh, yeah, I, I would have liked a little more. I would have like, I don't know what more we could have gotten because not a lot has really been set up or done with him. So it might be just a, a diss on his progression through this whole thing where he's just there as a symbol of what's bad and also the symbol that he is actually a Wayne, Asriel, and Bruce is not. But really, that Again, we hasn't go back even come to that to whole thing. Where I'm like, I just don't know why that makes Asriel a Wayne just because Bruce Wayne isn't a Wayne I anymore. I know. Well, you even explained it it doesn't but it, it shouldn't but they're making that's it what seem it that way but even that you would have thought like maybe we'd see asriel getting a hold of a lawyer and then hey that wayne industries it says wayne on it i hear i'm this and batman does uh, just as an aside to finish up he does say that he checked out you know everything and it legitimately is the real story what they oh the other fan servers bit when he got he got into the tim burton batmobile and the mentor is talking about the idea if you're gonna go after him you're nuts and when he's oh, he's closing yeah, the comic yeah, let's, like, let's get, get nuts, nuts like the michael keaton batman like yeah he all right says the that. thing is we haven't had a lot of that this series no where I thought, and hey, actually we had a i was, the first I, was time. I, have, yeah. I have enjoyed it this time around i don't know I actually kind of cringed as the let's get nuts. I cringed. I was like, all right, what I think about Michael Keaton doing that. Yeah, I know. It's just like you you got past that. Now you're going back to that here because in my mind, I'm telling you, this seems like more of the story that he wanted to tell starting now. And it's the seventh issue. It seems like he's having fun again, where before he was bogged down by all this exposition and all these pieces trying to fit in to make things work. And now you can just let loose and and have fun. I think he is. Uh, What would you give this? I would end up giving this issue a 7.5 out of 10. I think this is one of my favorite issues of this series that I haven't really cared for all that much. It was very straightforward. We're getting down to a really big moment for this bat, this universe's Batman for revealing himself and where he's going to take this whole thing with Azrael. I'm actually really compelled for the first time to read the next issue. Every other time it's like, all right, I read another White Knight issue. I'm like, oh, we'll see you next time you come out. Now I want to see what happens for the finale. Now I want to see what happens, but I, I have a feeling it's just going to be, a, you know, a crazy, you know, fight and, you know, a lot of the vehicles going through the uh, Gotham and things like that. I even think that maybe the people of Gotham will end up helping out as well. Dick is going to be out there too, maybe stopping him from killing Azrael. And I am looking forward to seeing it. It's just, I get this idea of it's just a little too late. It, it just seems like I, I'm almost mad that this wasn't, 
the fourth issue and then we could deal with stuff from here and i'm not just saying the reveal i'm saying like even the start with barbara being hurt and him going to see there was a lot of good moments in this and letting you know a lot of that other stuff that was piling up go to get there uh so i'm gonna actually go seven i'm a little more positive than when we started just talking about it and seeing and i'm telling you even that the tim burton uh, stuff is kind of <laughs> the batmobile and the let's get, let's nuts, get nuts and stuff like that it's, it, it made nuts? me it made me roll my <laughs> eyes when it happened but i guess you like it has infected me so i'll go a seven that awful five. awful nostalgia monster and this i'll say it right now we're looking forward to the next issue i am not looking forward to this continuing another series i i really no, no, i think, I think it's I'm ran its done. course pretty well at this yeah, point I i'm not I'm looking done, forward to beyond but batman they're already starting to call that out and and things and maybe though it will be one of those where it will be a batman beyond but it'll be the idea of somebody else taking up the mantle years and years maybe. from now when batman go with that that is but now once he has given up the identity now it seems like me and you both think the obvious would be the what's the ramifications of that but we'll see yeah. uh well what's the next book we got just league dark number 20 written by ram v and james town in the fourth with art by kyle hotz fco placentia and rob lee the war of the parliaments is on and thankfully animal man happened to be right at ground zero of the gray's first attack after dr fate realizes that since magic is now new and the old rules don't matter he has to recreate the right that brought balance to the different parliaments and with that we find out that since our jld team has the four Ironic Man and Animal Man around. All they need to do is find Abigail Arcane, the Avatar of the Rot. But for some reason, we don't worry about the Avatars of the Grey or the Divided, even though they're mentioned in this issue. Yeah, I don't understand that. It was you weird, right? You, talking you, about you all the realms. Spend this time talking about the realms. How we have the red, the green, the rot, the gray, and the divided. All right, we got this too. We only need one more. I'm like, your math isn't adding up here, yeah. Randy. Yeah, you're only getting the rot. And I blame Randy for some reason, but not James Tynan. and it's weird. Yeah, either or. And so it is odd. It's cool seeing Animal Man, though. It looks like he's infected. Well, that's the thing. I don't it's, like it's, that. It's, it's cool to see Animal Man. I was excited right away for the cover of it because I'm like, okay, we haven't dealt with Animal Man, Buddy Baker, in a long yeah, time. In a long time. He is just conveniently there at the first attack, and he's off fighting the like the people with spores on their heads that are making them go up to the tallest building, having their heads blow up, and then the spores go out and affect other people. He's off doing this other thing that we're not really that concerned about because we have no. bigger fish to fry back at home base and again that is supposedly you know you could say that's the biggest thing because the fish that you're frying at home base have to do with Delicious. fighting that and figuring it out but the idea is i don't know nothing in this really seemed to hit in a way that i thought there was tension or anything like that i don't know why i don't know if it's just kind of that there's these people going to the tops of buildings well, and exploding it, me, like, i was eh. excited to get ram v on this we have the co-writing between ram v and james tynan he hands off the baton for the series but it's because we have kyle hotz as well when you jump into this issue there is a complete tonal shift from anything that we've been used to since you know just like yeah. one dark one through 19 and it just really actually took me out of the the story at first because of the way the story was told the way the issue looked and even going back to weird dreamlike flashbacks with even like a more like a, a more different look to the art of my yeah, the dreamback flashbacks with like abigail yeah. they reminded me a lot of the ram v annual that he did it, it seemed like yeah, yeah, that the, sort the of writing of, so uh, the king of petals yeah, and I think that that definitely was just all him. It really seemed like his style that he had before. 
But when you jump into this beginning, maybe it's because of deceased. Maybe it's because of something like that. Just the idea that there are these, you know, spore infected zombie like, you know, people that are going and trying to fight. And there's which Bobo. we have to assume at this point it is the gray, which is the fungi and stuff like yeah, that for yeah. that realm. That's what it looks like. So you end up, you know, Wonder Woman there. She has Bobo. Which and was kind of cool. I was actually wondering what it, all they were going to play with when they said the divided and gray. I'm like on top of the ones we usually have. I'm like, Where's okay, the machine that's there? the thing the is machine. the machine, the metal, whatever you want to call it. When from like the last thing we had, Charles Sewell's run of Swamp yeah, Thing. Yeah, that was so. We've long had ago. there's so many different realms that people have played with and then got rid of and not really dealt with. And I was I was actually curious to see all we we're going to play with, but for some reason, like, all right, there's cool the gray. We haven't seen that in a while. And the divide, I'm like, yeah, the gray. I don't care about these. So I guess the writers yeah. did neither for what we have to deal with going forward. Yeah, and they just kind of, you know, ditched them. The divided, they're the forgotten. The, right? that's what what the bacteria ones. And so yeah, like, yeah. All right, cool with you, divided. Yeah, so, so you have all this stuff going on. And yeah, it's cool to see Animal Man Buddy Baker. He doesn't do that much. No. It's not like you get a full out, you know, deal of Animal you Man. You have does him run at Ground up a building. Zero just getting, you know, a coffee when he sees the first person's head explode. And yeah. then he would get right into the story where now the city's just completely infected with these spore head monster men. And it's just, like okay we're, we're taking care of a problem we got wonder woman detective chimp and animal man it's a cool team they're being yeah. overrun by this horde of mushroom headed people freaking you know toads from mario brothers and then yeah, he's really. already infected I'm like yeah All right, he's well, infected. That's, that's what's gonna Buddy happen is. going forward you know we have the the avatar of the red but now he's infected with the gray i'm like I don't know what you're doing here because I just really wanted a fun story with Animal Man on top of the idea of the yeah. War of the Parliament. And Animal Man can be very fun, and he's not. Uh, and, you know, you have a couple things as well. You know, where's his daughter? Who's the real? I don't know how they're playing well, it since playing the that. last time we saw him, but that was a cool idea before. But you end up also then. She's not of age yet. Dreaming of Decay 1. Remember, Buddy isn't really the Avatar as far as we know. He's just a placeholder yeah. right now. But I don't know how they're playing it anymore. Dreaming of the He's Decay the 1. Avatar. Yeah. So you end up having Abigail. And again, is this should this be more of a origin for people who don't know Abigail? It's very obscure. It's very confusing of what it is. We know Abigail, so we know what Avatar it might be rod. playing Abigail with. But it's basically just showing her <laughs> with the rot and, you know, having it all go wrong like it always does. And it really didn't serve any purpose in my mind, except it was to this just weird fantasy background kind of dreamlike sequence for this little girl of Abigail kind of thing, her falling out of the tree. And it really serves no purpose. This even going around to the old twist ending where we have Veronic Man captured inside the Hall of Justice, no. the Just League Darks part of it, where he is approached by some oozing figure that wants to set him free by the end and have him work for. Her. But we, I have to assume at that point, it's some kind of weird version of Abigail, but I don't know. Maybe. It's just yeah. like, I don't know what we're playing with now because since magic is new and we know we still have the threat of the upside down man looming over us we have to put aside right now yeah and so while this is going on they're back at headquarters trying to figure out what they have to do they're desperately trying to figure out they have you know khalid he's like i'm, I'm gonna have naboo. to go and commute with naboo i gotta ask him naboo just basically says you, you guys done you, messed you up. screwed up everything yeah, you, guys if you just let the lords up. of order rule like take care of magic we wouldn't be dealing with this right now you guys screwed up everything but you know what i did tell you guys i would work with you so i guess we have to work together guess dig this khalid back when you know magic was for the dawn of humanity the lords of order they set forth an ancient right that conveyed the forces of and uh they conveyed forces and infused the natural world with power making the different parliaments and stuff like that so now that magic is all topsy-turvy they're at war with one another so we have to recreate this ritual to put the path back on the like where it was before 
Yeah, and and the funny thing too is when they're like, Kent, do you know what's happening? No. Kent's like, you know what? <laughs> I don't think it's the other kind. That's all he says no. so that we know <laughs> that's not the other Thank kind. You, we'll Kent. get to that later. Thanks, Kent. Thanks a lot. He's looking through that book. That book ain't saying nothing. He's just repeating stuff that he thinks. And then he's like, no. This is something else. All right, Kent, just shut your mouth. Ultimately, yeah, we have so- to find the different parliaments of life. It's course, we must convene the parliaments of life. So it's like, yes. all right, we got Florotic Man in the basement, Animal Man's out there. there yeah. We got to go find Abigail Arcane. And again, is this why? I mean, I don't know that one book leads to another and things like that, almost like the fix used to sing. One thing leads to another. Yeah, but remembers the the fix. idea that Floronic Man is of the new type green that he has, is this why nothing happened in the, you know, the, the Harley Ivy, Ivy deal? Because you ended up not being able to because there was more stories. But I don't think the books are that know. connected themselves. But it does seem odd that he just disappeared from that book to be here. I kind of want big Ivy story. to show at the end of this and be the be-all end-all of everything for the yeah. green. Even and though I, I still no, love I, Swamp Thing. Yeah, Ivy just He's shows up and different. like, hey, you know what this whole plague is? It's everyone loves Ivy. Part duh, oh, no. Electric Boogaloo, baby! Let's go! And uh, Yeah, so the, it's it's kind of a neat idea. Electric Boogaloo doesn't work when you say duh. I know it doesn't. <laughs> I, I felt that too. But the, the thing about this is that it's a cool concept that they now have to rely on a guy who's just crazy. I mean, the Floronic Man is not a issue? stable guy. He is also their prisoner in their cell down below. And he's not going to be very, you know, he's not going to listen to what they want to say. And he wants to make a deal. Satana says, there's no more deals. Deals have messed us up. You know, Diana's making deals. This isn't, I'm not Monty Hall. <laughs> We're not making <laughs> deals anymore. Nobody gets that either. <laughs> yeah, I know. You end up where Constantine sitting there. That. Yeah, maybe. I don't think that. But Constantine, who I'll tell you, I hate the way he's drawn here. He's supposed to look I'm, like Sting. I'm, I'm not I don't a fan know of what either. he looked like. He looked like he's just some random bum who likes to smoke and might have got punched in the face a couple of times. So These are most like, accurate things about Constantine. Yeah, true. So he's like, hey, you know, we should make a deal. We could do this. That's you know, how you no. do things, John. Compromise, make yeah, deals, yeah. bargains. Get out yeah, of really. here, con man. And and Zatanna says, no, we're not doing that. And in a cool concept, a cool concept on paper, I think, is when he leaves, he, he throws his cigarette, cigarette yeah. down, which he's going to use then to then go back and talk to the Florian Make man. The a thing smoke is, avatar of himself. The thing is, it it's too quick in my mind. You should have had a scene in between this because he walks out the door and then he's back again. It's as if he's just like, okay, two seconds later, I wish there was more of a progression because Satana should still be around him while he's doing this mumbo jumbo and a smoke avatar coming through. But I magic it's a cool concept. It's magic. He's there walking it, well, next she to see this is all going down well. while she's well, he's walking with her. I know, but I bet you it isn't because we don't see her walking anymore. They just go off. I wish that they would have went off. Some other scene would happen, and then you got back to this because Constantine wants to make a deal. He is Monty Hall, and he is going to make a deal that if if the Floronic men – And that's the thing. It's not that crazy a deal as if this – you know, the deal would be – Hey, if you end up helping us, I'll find somebody you could eat like you always do, some other pedals fella, and you could do. No, it's just if you help us, we're going to set you free. That would always be the deal. I mean, that's fine. And eventually, he's going to get free. How many and, times did they make that deal with Parasite back in the well, New that's 52? The thing. 
That's why Parasite's an idiot because they made it with him <laughs> at least five times, separate times that he was let out and then they put him heroes. back in. Maybe you can he trust anti-heroes like Constantine. The first though. time you can you can trust it, and then shame on you. Parasite just kept getting fooled. He was an idiot. Uh, but yeah, Constantine says, "I'll, I'll let you go." And he said, how, how can I believe you? You're just Constantine. You smell. You're stinky. And he's like, no, no, no. I'll make sure, love. I'll make sure it's okay. And he goes. And, then, you know, they have this deal going on. And with this, they do have pretty much the specification. It's one of those, not a, it's like a monkey paw, but not quite. It's one of those wishes hey, that hey, you hey, end up, well, the wish paw? where. No, well, I'm oh. saying it's the wish that if you don't spell everything out, something's going to go wrong, almost like a Twilight Zone ending where they make this, you know, barrier that no living thing can go That's through. Right. There's so many things that aren't living in this world. Why would they put that as the fine print? No living thing. How about no Magic's thing? Weird. Yeah, well, they didn't spell it out. They were doing it quick because you end up having what possibly, like you said, could be. The but that's the thing is, Abigail. because they're not showing it completely, like when you have a fly come in and die, and then the rock grows out of the ooze of the dead fly and stuff like that, I don't know if it is going to be Abigail Arcane, because usually we see her, and she still looks like Abigail for the most part, even though she is a monstrous kind of rot monster. But with this way this thing grows out of it, it has like terrible, like, uh, just ooze and blackness everywhere. I'm like, I don't know if it's actually going to be Abigail or it's going to be freaking, you know, uh, Dr. Arcane out of nowhere to be like that, like back with the rot for whatever reason we haven't seen in so long. But just because we didn't see Abigail at the end, I have to assume it's something different. Maybe. And, and is it that this fly ends up getting close to the barrier, dies, and then goes through the barrier as it's already dead to rot? Because it seems like it's still alive when it goes through. Yeah. I don't know anything about undead flies, but it shouldn't have been able to go through. But it does go through and then It's just one of those rotting. things where one of the rot things is that flies everywhere because of the rotting know, things. And it's not living. alive and stuff. So, But I'm saying mm. I think this might be like a little mm. thing off it's of the rot itself. It's weird not to spell it out Agreed. and not to have it be something a little different than that. I know what they're going with, the whole idea of that. But yeah, yeah you have Solomon Grundy come in he can just walk in grab him and walk out i guess i mean if he's not alive it's a weird I, I'm, little i'm tired of people just being able to walk into the like the hall of justice <laughs> i'm i'm, t- I'm kind of t- think that after you go through a whole war of magic you better be good with your fine print of your ceiling Look, spells new, jim like, maybe they were for the old magic they don't maybe. have the new playbook the, the new magic didn't look into things. He was getting old. He couldn't see very well. Old magic, this new magic, he's looking at the fine print. But yeah, you end up with, you know, somebody there, we think, Abigail, if not this somebody different. protective spell was the shit back in the day. It ain't nothing it now. It was, yeah. It's doing nothing. Uh, but yeah, he's, whoever it is, is there to get the Floronic Man, obviously, because now we did have a war on magic. Now it's a war of the avatars right. and all that. And this is, is actually the know, war that I was looking forward to the most. I hope it really yeah, does pan not. out. Not now, yeah, because the thing is, of how I this was. is spelled this out. This first issue did throw me for a loop a little bit. I'm still excited to see what comes. It's just, it's a new style to everything that we've dealt with with JLD so far, and it's going to take me a little time to acclimate to it, but I do hope that Ram V, once he gets on his own, I don't know what James Tynan did for the story as well, but I hope we get to something that is really big and just more than the meandering around that we got through a lot of James Tynan's run on JLD going yeah. forward. 
And and I heard right now that already James Cameron's looking into Sue because he just heard War of the Avatars. He doesn't like the sound of that, Eric. War of the Parliament. What, what, what did you give this? I ended up giving this a 6.8 out of 10. I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought there was a lot of problems to speak. I think it's, I thought there was a lot of problems based on my expectations for what I thought going in because what I'm used to with JLD. If this is the new status quo, I might not like the book as much as I have been previously, but – I just wanted more out of this, and especially the biggest problem I had was spelling out five, you know, realms of five parliaments and only talking about three that we have to get. It's a big problem for me, but at the end, 6.8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go 6.5, I think, overall. Uh, I liked it enough. I, the I didn't hate the art, but it get, threw me well, off got, initially. Yeah, you had to get used to it. It is the problem. When you go into it from what we had before, it does end up taking a little Don't bit of time to Don't they realize in DC that I to. fear change? Well, that they should know that. Everybody else does, especially especially Jess. She, she knows that, right? And uh, yeah, and, and don't they call the War of the Parliaments? Isn't that what Brexit was, Eric? I have no idea. I don't know what Brexit really people, is. You know. Isn't Brexit like something you, you cook at a barbecue? You know, hey, you doing anybody wants some more of that barbecue Brexit? Isn't that what they say? You, That's what I heard. You dusted off that old one, use it again? Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything new. I'm depressed. The next book is Wonder Woman. And it's Wonder Woman number seven fifty two or like eighty six or something. He said the eighty six. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. What I he thinks it's going on. I see that there's some sites that still list it as that, including one comic book roundup. Eric, oh, I was right. just grabbing some stuff, uh, and also Fresh Comics did because I think I, I never trust them. They're trying to do that now. They're not so fresh, are they? Or exciting? Wonder Woman number seven fifty two, written by Steve Orlando, art by Max Rayner. And a Romalo Fajardo Jr. and Pat Brousseau. Do you like the name Max? Is that I a do. name that you enjoy? I had a dog I named don't. Max once. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, you know, is Wolfie okay? Steve Orlando continues to show <laughs> Diana's compassion. <laughs> but what I want now is a story, Eric. I need a story. I don't need compassion. Your parents are I dead. I want a story. I was intrigued by the promise of the four horsewomen. But the mentions of Leviathan and the fact that not much happens in this issue at all had me kind of down. And I was going to make an inappropriate joke about the last four women you dated before Jess, but I will not. That is not nice, Eric. That wouldn't be nice to say. And so you have this issue and it's there's a lot of yakety yak. There is a lot of talk and not a lot of things going on. There Essentially, is Essentially, your talk is, hey, Volta, Iron Maiden from the past, medieval times, we can't stab people with swords anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah I'll listen. show you. Look, I'll fight you. I'm not going to want to fight you. And when I beat you, I'm not going to kill you. Then we're going to talk about how we can't stab people in our time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to use the Golden Perfect because it's quicker than a sword. Then I'm going to shatter your sword. Take then my I'm going to give you my sword. That's all Compassion. it is. Passion. In the meantime, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Valda ends up as one of the four That's horse the thing women. Is, you told Get me that beforehand. I like to think just because of all the work we're doing with with Wonder Woman, she won't go to the dark side I, I when just, Von Gunther and Devastation come. I just get come. the idea that she will, but like Darth Vader, she will repent at the end. She no. will go, oh my, <laughs> this is your sword and you trusted me, so I do you like know what? I think you. I just cracked the code. 
Holy moly. And pretty much is this whole thing is, listen, Velda, I kind of like it's, your it's look. It's so funny, the idea. We have two women. Actually, we have three women introduced. We know we're going to have four horsemen. Two of them are already together. We have to collect the other two horsemen. We have one other woman that Wonder Woman's fighting right now that we don't know where the outcome lies. I'm like, yeah, yeah there's a good possibility she's going to be that one yeah, of them four yeah, horsewomen. And, the and, and really, the only other thing you can play with, you can't because Donna Troy keeps being mentioned and thought of. But My she's sister. Affected, so, hey, yeah, you, hey, you, you can't go. do that. You could, but I don't think you will. I don't know. That's actually – I didn't even think about that. The idea if you could have infected Donna Troy here, the no, Deathbringer? you could, uh, but I then why? I a lot. And then if that would happen, then I'm like, Valdo, why Why is she here? That's, I mean, she she's here. It's like cheers gone wrong. She's in a bar. They all know her name, and she slices them all. And then the, the explanation that she ends up giving for said slicing <laughs> is, I told him my story, and the guy didn't believe me. If that happened Look, to Eric, I mean, went to the bar. The guy Jesus pulled a knife Christ. on her too. She pulled a bigger yeah. one. She's like, "That's the thing not is, a it's knife." Funny. Yeah, that's not a knife. You want to shrimp on the barbie? This stuff. is how we yeah. talked in medieval times. Next thing you know, Bruce Dickinson comes in and says, "I heard somebody say Iron Maiden." I thought we were back on tour. I don't know. He's a good fencer. I don't know there's what's a lot going of references. on. Yes, it is. And so there's Wonder Woman there, and it's just her taking the 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 brunt of the aggression and trying to Oh, I'm telling you, I am laughing the entire time I'm reading this issue because the whole thing is, we're wrecking up <laughs> downtown Boston right oh, now. It's getting and destroyed. Nora Nunes comes in to try to question some people about what went down there. And you, she knows that Wonder Woman is involved. And the whole thing, I, I did tell her during that hurricane, you know, that she could do her Wonder Woman but stuff. She like, lied, but remember, how, yeah. I know she lied completely, but I'm yeah, like, yeah. how long are you going to let this go on? Are we going to have to see Wonder Woman move in like two more issues because she gets kicked out of Boston? It It is my favorite, though, that Nunez at one point, freeze! She starts yelling at people. But also, I really, seriously, Steve Orlando, I don't know why he ended up having this take place in Boston. I have no idea, actually. For the accents, uh, right? I'm wondering if maybe... He's I saw that commercial with Captain with America and yeah. that, uh, and that well, Jack Ryan. You don't get that, but seriously, seriously, Steve Orlando, if he's listening, if this sort of scene happens again, I don't think it will, but you have some people go flying out a bar window and then the cops start complaining. Boston. You just say, this is Boston. This happens every <laughs> night. That's all you have to say. You could get Diana out of this you particular got an ugly stereotype instance. for Boston Ice Jam. I'm telling you, all you say is, wait, you think this is bad. Have them be rookie cops. Like, oh, man. Hey, don't. Uh, be a smatty pants. Hi there, love. I didn't know. Is that how they talk in Boston? Isn't it? Hey, wicked car. I think you need car. to go back and watch that Chris Evans commercial about the car. I do. Well, he ends up. All they have to say is, "Hey, they're actually from Philadelphia. They're new. They're in Boston. Huh. You know, everybody from Philadelphia hates Boston." Sure. Hey. What's going on here? They're going out the window there and going there. And then all you have to say is, hey, rookie, what just wait doing? till St. Patrick's Day. That's all you have to say. This is nothing compared to that. And then you're off the hook. Wonder Woman's good. Hurricane, <laughs> off we go. And, yeah, she is just wrecking a house. She is destroying. St. She is Day not is even trying. She's not even trying to not destroy things. Everything is being wrecked. You look at that street. That they are fighting in, it is destroyed. Wonder Woman should be kicked out of Boston immediately. There's no reason she should be there. And even that, you have Nunez is now, they're giving her crap. Hey, I thought you were the one woman Wonder Woman team or something. She's like, oh, God, why do I have to deal with this? But while this is all going on, it really does not amount to much, no. except when you end up I having Wonder Woman. I was by a monster, and that monster's still out <sighs> there. You fight me. I need to go take care of this monster, and Wonder seriously, Woman. Seriously. I actually just thought that she was kind of a little wacky 
and the monster was back in her realm and didn't so. come. That's all I thought. Why wasn't the monster in the bar? It's not. Later, Wonder Woman Magic uses swanky, the Jim. radiation, uh, you know, imprint from all the to find the yeah, monster, yeah. and that's how we get the cliffhanger of them going to fight the monster. But what about I didn't the need them to fight the monster. And, Jim. and that's that, that's when we get to them. So I'm like, okay, thank God. We, you know, and. Really, the thing with Valda ends with Wonder Woman showing that she's so great because she has Valda down instead of decapitating her like I would have done. She reaches her hand out and lets her up. And yeah, compassion. You go off. There is no compassion with the Von Gunthers, I'll tell you. Uh, because I have she a problem is just there. Because this whole thing is, we had the big thing with Paula Van Gunther was yeah. the big part of the end story of Wonder Woman Annual Number Three, where at the end, yes. it, like it takes place with Leviathan coming to her and telling her the truth about what she was. But the whole thing is, the idea when Paula was a young girl, she was rescued by Argus, being told that these, you know, her parents were killed by the Sons of Liberty terrorist group and stuff like that. These terrible mm-hmm. white supremacists, and then like you know, she has grown up raised by agents of Argus. Actually, has grown up. Too, like, and uh, also taking care of by Wonder Woman who checks in on her all the time. Yeah. A lot of like a Silver Swan situation. Yeah, it is. But like, very much. But exactly she becomes like that. an agent of Argus herself and loves her life and knows what's right and fights against tyranny and wrongdoing and white supremacy. She gets told by Leviathan one time during an event, Leviathan, that the whole thing is, yeah, your parents. They were the Sons of Liberty. They were the white yeah. supremacist terrorists. And like, okay. and Argus killed kill. them. You know what? I hate that Wonder Woman. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> She lied the, to me. The best is, is that like, it's no, very no, no. similar. You were like four years old. Come on. Yeah. You know this is wrong what your parents were doing. Do not and go the, back this to this whole thing. idea. It's almost like what we just got in White Knight. Where you ended up, where you find out that the you're Wayans. not what you exactly. were supposed to be. Exactly. That's what I was saying before. When and, I said there's a yeah. thing with, you know, like, uh, yep. Von and Gunther you here. end up, yeah. And, and you end up deciding, like, well, I'm still good. I'm going to go. <laughs> you end up, well, what? even what? the idea My when- parents are bad? All right. I don't have to pretend to be good well, anymore. Leviathan even tells her in that annual where she goes up and talks about how she was given all the information. And she goes down and finds her old family, the, the Spear of Gundra and stuff like that from an old ancestor. And she is told about her lineage throughout the years. Goes and how it and goes back to this Valkyries. This lineage is ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know, uh, in one way, white supremacy, obviously. Well, that's the thing is you have the one thing because this is expanded from what the Von Gunthers usually have yeah. been. They usually are Nazis. Yeah. They usually are full out Nazis. Well, Steve Orlando can't have that, especially no, since this whole deal. Point. Oh, no. He says, no. Von Gunther's playing the Nazis for tools yeah, yeah, Nazis. to rediscover <laughs> Themyscira. He is trying to whitewash the whole idea. Even when with in the fact, Sons of Liberty, come on. I'm saying though, you don't have to go this far to to distance yourself from what originally was the deal. You've already decided to go against and you know all the stuff about Wonder Woman. Just go with with this opening up the continuity of Wonder Woman. Actually, I can't even say opening up because at one point I thought we're going to deal with this is the two point five G that we're seeing. At one point I really thought we're going to go back and deal with Wonder Woman back in the forties. But even when we used to have this idea that the Gunthers suppressed Amazon plants to influence the American Revolution, I'm like, you know, when you know the Amazons left Paradise Island, went to Man's World, and made sure that the Americas happened. Yeah, yeah, what? you know, they, they were very important in all these things. You know, they're there fighting the Nazis and, and the Von Gunthers. They just played those Nazis. We weren't really Nazis. But yeah, Again, we, pretty much could be we heard hate just Amazons from it. way back. And even though one That's saved you, is. helped raise you, gave you a really good life, I think you should hate them too. 
okay, Leviathan. Yeah. And by the way, can I have some tech to go find out the spear and also maybe use one of your bases that I like it somehow too. he like, has? It almost seems like she's on the down low on the base. <laughs> like, oh, you told me that's the okay, point. All I need you to there. do is join Leviathan. No, I can't do that. But I, no. want, I want everything that you have besides that so I can hunt down one. The weird part is this really does feel like more of a you're the villain Lex offer than anything yeah. else with dealing it with does. Leviathan. And I do like, though, I, I like the art mainly throughout the oh, whole I like deal, the art that a lot. Valkyrie spread page is great. Oh, yeah. That looks awesome. Uh, and pretty much the art's the, the best part of the book. What's that? The art's the best part of the book. Yeah, yeah. The Amazons end up, and, and that's the thing. You like the art, and yet Steve Orlando, just some of the dialogue just goes on and on and really doesn't say For anything. For some this reason, isn't, I think he's getting better, though, because it's not well, as- Well, this I, I isn't got, that I'm, crazy dialogue. I don't know if I got used to it because of Gotham City Monsters, where anything he maybe. does now might be okay in my well, mind. it's weird, too, because it's not that over, you know, it's not the Steve Orlando it's usual. repeating, but, though. It is a lot of words to say one simple thing. I mean, like you've said, you go through this whole thing where Von Gunther could have turned to Devastate and said, we don't like the Amazons. That's all it is. I mean, she's really but putting it in. But just in case you didn't read Wonder Woman Annual Number 3, yeah. here's the lowdown. And earlier, when Valda and Wonder Woman are fighting, Wonder Woman could have just said, I mean, it's not going to fit the story, but she could just say... I have compassion. I love you even if you hate me. That's it. Here, have a story. Haven't you heard? Uh, there is a I'm, lot I'm Wonder of Woman. Talk. I have compassion. Yeah, really. I am compassion. And yeah, you, you just have a lot of people, you know, pronouncing their hate or love. And then you kind of move on without not a lot happening in this story overall until you get, you know, uh, this whole Leviathan thing's going to be a kill box starting with these well springs. What, what, what is I'm that? Like, what is that? Please tell me what it is. It, it she, like has, she, has a little, Pegasus. she has a little Pegasus toy that sits on That's the tip of her finger and it's her well springs. It's starting with this and starting huh? with us. Horsewomen usually come in for us. I'm like, tell me more about these little I don't figurine know where you get wellsprings this that you have here. It's a kill box for Wonder Woman starting with my well springs and maybe we're just idiots, but it seems like Something no. that might fly and go up your butt. I don't know. It's going to, you up know, attack you from the inner. Yeah, really. And like starting with horsewomen usually come in fours. You're okay, right. Let's progress women. this story. Yes. That means we're going to have to get one. And then you just go back to Diana. But the biggest problem with Diana Volta. talking to Volta now is that, you know, she's calm vaulted down the Iron Maiden. And Wonder Woman is going to help her find this monster using the invisible jet, which they then get into as the Boston Police Department are watching are from the helicopter, kill. are watching Wonder Woman aid and abet a killer. And now they're leaving yeah. and they're going to go off my... Yep. You're going off to the Vermont to fight a monster. Maybe you should talk to your next door neighbor who's also the police department yeah. and tell her who's what's going in, on with this in murder. In that helicopter up there with snipers ready to take the kill shots. And yeah, she's like, no, no, no. Look, I you don't understand, Wonder Nora. Wonder, it's so funny giant about metal that. minotaur going on in Vermont. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and with that, you have these guys there, the snipers, and they're like, hey, we better take the shot. You better call Harbor Patrol. You, you don't understand, guys. The hurricane. <laughs> she she ended up doing, and I told her she could do her thing. They're like, no, 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 we're we're taking the shot. She's now, like you said, aiding and abetting a killer, and at least let us shoot she the murder up downtown Boston. Uh, you know, the all crazy the way to the murder. Harbor. Yeah, you got her away from people. Uh, you caused a lot of devastation to get her there, and then you left yes. with her. Just cra- get out of Boston, the, Diana. Where's the get Wonder Woman devastation fund? They need it. Boston is in big trouble. But they Wonder we're going to get some like, Wonder Listen, Woman devastation fun later on. I bet. Yeah, some fun, maybe. Yeah, you get you the, like that? Should I? Should I? Uh, uh, you end up with the invisible jet the coming. Jokes. 
You almost have Valda in one of those time travel things. What is wrong with your boat that I cannot see? <laughs> your boat. Oh, Just my. this whole thing. Like, stop calling it a boat for <laughs> yeah, this invisible jet. Come on. It's I know you're from the dark Get ages, but shit. Come on. Yeah, really. Please. And they end up tracing the Savages. whole radiation of what Valda's on there. The only other place in the whole world that has the radiation they go to. The smart boat has found the beast, she says. And there it is. And we see that it is exactly what she said. This giant metal minotaur that looks pretty cool. It's breathing fire. It looks pretty much what you'll get. It's like something that you'd see straight out of God of War, the, the video game series. It looks cool. But again, though, Wonder Woman is involved in something that's just destroying anything that gets in its way. She even looks like they even look like they rip up the pavement as the uh, the invisible jet lands and stuff. It's more of just papers for and stuff. But problems. still. Really, but they they don't need her. They're going to end up suing Boston. I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on. But yeah, the idea and this we don't know this how the whole law thing works. with with Nora <laughs> doing this whole thing with the police does remind me of a weird twist on a superhero with a job where you end up having good intentions of what you want to do with it. You want to show a hero be down to earth doing the dishes at a diner and things, but you end up having the superheroing always will get in the way and you always end up leaving that. This idea that Nora is chasing her around so that she doesn't wreck things, but she's going to wreck things to be the superhero deal it's silly. It really is. And it doesn't seem to really be needed. It, the thing in this is, story. though, it's one of my favorite parts of this book right yeah, now. Nora Nunes is trying to keep up with Wonder Woman and her she devastation. Can't. She can't keep up with it. it she makes has told me her laugh. that she's not allowed to do anything else. And now she is destroyed. I want to see how one far Wonder Woman will take that trust and run with it. Yeah, really. Next thing, Diana's going to go to, you know, Philadelphia and they're going to, she's going to cause more damage than that freaking Super Bowl parade. But you have all this going on. <laughs> the art's really good. The, the story isn't I'm bad, telling you, I want to like the story more anywhere. than I do right now. Just, I just want us to get to the four horsewomen because once that happens, I think we might have something. It's just getting there is taking forever. Yeah, I don't know and why the slide he is with Volda, wasting this time. It was, it was tough to get there just because it kept going on and repeating the same things over and over yeah. again. Yeah, and I said the last issue, Steve Orlando does like to throw a lot of crazy characters at you. A lot of times they don't make sense for the story. They end up coming out of nowhere. The, these all make sense. Yeah, for the I, most I part. Like I'm telling you, if I you like give me a four horsewoman of the Iron that's Maiden, what I want, though. War, that's all I need. Warmaster, you know, Devastation and Deathbringer. If you bring Donna Troy in effect, I'm like, and, and I want to see that now. One of your favorite, you know, uh, Iron Maiden songs, probably Flight of the Valkyrie, Eric. You end up going over there, Vanka. It all fits. It all fits together in one big, you know, hodgepodge we'll of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's, and I hope that's a song by them, Eric. I think it is. I have not listened to Iron Maiden in a long time. You've listened to it more than I have. Well, anytime somebody says Iron Maiden, I, I just do air guitar, you know, like Bill and Ted, right? That's the joke. Uh, but what did you? What would you give this? I think because of how much I like the art and the idea of how much I look forward to the story. You're going to give it a seven, aren't you? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not that no. high at all. It's just Thank because I'm telling you, the stuff went on way too long and didn't yeah, accomplish it did. at all. I'm telling you, it made me laugh just for the Nora Nunes stuff. I know. The background of, uh, you know, Worf Master, you know, like Mon Gunther. If you didn't read the annual, which a lot of people don't, this is crucial information for her, but it's it's very silly. It is. I, don't, I think 
I think it's silly, but I think it plays out worse here. So if, if you were confused and you are reading this story and you really, I think you better serve to go back then and get the annual and read it. it it's a little, twi- not twisted, but it goes too fast here or something. I don't know. It it they it did add on the thing me. where she took this Leviathan tech and went and found the yeah, spirit of her ancestors weird, and stuff like that, that to weird. become who she is now. So that does make sense and adds to the story. It's just yeah. the quick, you know, change of heart for who she was her entire life to like, well, yeah. Leviathan gave her some inspiration. I'm a baddie now. I'm like, eh, yeah. I don't like that. But I like the idea of Wonder Woman going up against legitimate threats and having, you know, fun with the book again. But right now, I think I'd give it a 6.3 out of 10. Okay, I'm going to go 6.5, actually, a little higher than you, because like I said, it's not an awful story. It's just not a story. It's set up. It, it is. It's a long convoluted way to give you some background some character deal and you know it will be good going on i really do think he really really wants to push valda as somebody who should be she you know looking at wonder woman as she is but i think that really what he wants is the idea of her owing wonder woman but then turning on her anyway just because of who she is but then, and then turning the back hard yeah, of gold in the back. iron maiden it is funny because you mention all this stuff and when i was growing up i am i'm the third i'm the third james werner and uh, i, I you found out the size of a man that too ah. i found out later and you're gonna be a third less living in a minute oh, I, yeah? I ended up finding out third, that huh? My yeah, because you only have a third oh, left. No. Please, please. Uh, my, I found out that my grandfather's name was not James Warner, so I wasn't in fact the third. That really just made me want to kill people and go and be evil, just like you know von Gunther. That's what happens, Eric, when you're told that little little thing. It's a little different. I think it you might changed, be a well, it changed my it changed my whole identity. It changed how I thought about myself, and I just wanted to kill people. So that's why since then I've been miserable and uh, cynical, Eric. It was all that I used to be. Uh, Happy-go-lucky kid, all ready for the world to be my oyster. But then it all changed overnight. But yeah, I'm going to go 6.5. I do like the art a lot. I thought it was really good. good. Uh, I'll have to give Max some credit i don't like the name max at all it it is one of those things i just don't like it i think that it's goofy eric and, like that, that's how, and that's where i know i don't even like that that wasn't my choice <laughs> you you think that i was allowed to name any of my kids there's no way i ended up one time for some reason, i just put zach and max known. together like for those 90s extreme kind of names nah, or even well 80s that, yeah. Zack attack. Yeah. have that going on yeah yeah i wasn't allowed to name my kids so zachary was not named by me Dear Zachary Erickson, now I'm depressed again. Don't do that. But we're going to go off now to something or other, and then we'll be back with more books. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shake. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hubcap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Sure do. And I hear there's a new hubcap coming your way. There's rumors, Jim. There's rumors. rumors. Well, if there's rumors of a hubcap, there's going to be a hubcap. Who would start those rumors? You know what I mean? (laughs) Who would get that excited to be like, oh, wait till I start this rumor about the old hubcap? Ah, yes. And we're here with the last section of books in a pretty loaded up podcast. I'm starting to feel a little better right now that I get to talk and yell at you. I can take my frustrations out on you. And that's why you're just a jerk is what you are. You're just everything. I was a nice guy. Um, But you end up, well, 
later on we'll discuss what you think is nice and i don't think you know what nice is when we get to amethyst but we are going to start with what we are starting with shazam number 11 written by jeff johns with art by scott collins michael atea and rob lay it's the shazam family versus the wizard in this issue because it seems that everyone thinks the wizard has been acting a little funny lately especially after taking the power away from billy's dad in the previous issue not to mention nobody knows why he's still alive in the first place turns out that the wizard was in the right to it was right to be wary all along when he was, when we discover that Mr. Mind has control of C.C. Batson and has been using him as a distraction as Dr. Savannah and him released the Monster Society of Evil. You you were going, and I could tell you you were a runaway train, never coming back. And I I was desperately trying to get the ding sound before that you ended up going off the rails, and I couldn't get it. I'm still trying to get it. Here it is. Yes. Uh, yeah. The thing is that what Jeff Johns was playing at is that we didn't trust the wizard, though. Oh, and all this we didn't is something know why that drives not us to nuts. trust the wizard, though, because no, all we again. had is him showing up out of nowhere. Pedro yes. and Eugene saying, "Aren't you supposed to be dead?" There's a traitor amongst you, and yeah. never really dealing with it again until this issue i thought he was talking about himself no uh, we thought yeah, that and, and, <laughs> yeah, well, saying, yeah. and the thing is with that it is one of those infuriating things that happen in comics almost like a telos what's your name well it's oh no we got to do that it's the idea of the wizard knowing something but now he kind of could guess who could be trusted and maybe let them know a little more. I think Billy can be trusted. You might want to talk to Billy a little, but that doesn't lead into well, a even good the whole story. thing is that even with Billy trusting Billy, like he even says in this issue, he's like, you didn't think that I was the champion that you needed. You looked in like deeper within yeah. me and saw I had potential and gave me the power. It seemed like he died. So it's not like Billy or the rest of the Shazam family has had a lot of interaction with the wizard since he's got the no, powers. No, but I'm saying I wish the wizard would have just went and said, Billy, you know, step aside here. Let's talk a little. You know, we got to figure this out. I trust you. I did look into you. I did a little magical background check. It all was good. You had a good heart and things like that. And in this, he even has the idea of it's almost like it's not even one of those where you walk into the middle of a conversation and see something wrong. At one point, the wizard is just yelling, you are, you you know, you're diminishing the magic. You've got smoke coming off his father's chest just lying there unconscious as the wizard's yelling. Yeah. It's not like you end up ever thinking that it's on the up and up, even to lead then to the big reveal that his dad is not on that. Well, his even dad's the not really not of, on the up and up. It's Mr. Mind is in his, in his head. the idea where we had before telling the wizard said you have to choose between this and he decides, no, I'm not going to choose. They're all my family and giving the power to everybody. He's like this. I am blinded by the truth, but I know your father was corrupting your magic. I'm like, yeah. And I had to take it back. But why didn't we talk about this before? You know, I know you yes. were blinded by the truth. This as is you what say, I'm talking. But yeah. when we're discussing the idea that the magic is messed up right now. We have to figure out why. You just don't make up new rules where it's like, well, you gave this power here and your heart's torn now. So you have to make yeah, a decision. Yeah, no, like, don't eh, go with that. You're getting this yeah. really whimsical stuff when there's an idea going on that somebody is corrupted here. Yeah, there is a corrupted person. It's his dad, Cece, has Mr. Mind. I like the reveal, though I don't know that it plays out great on the page. Just the reveal of, you knew I was in somebody's ear, but not whose ear. He is in Dr. Savannah's ear, but he is host body as he's yeah. taking control of Cece. He's Bassett taking still. control of Cece, but it doesn't play out 
as good well, as the I only think time that we Jeff have Johns anything that really that does is that when we're in the Monster Lands and we are releasing the Monster Society Evil, there's one part where Mr. Mind tells Dr. Savannah, I lost connection with my thing for a moment there, yeah, but now yeah, it's yeah. back. I'm like, but that's again, that all just comes in here. And yeah, it doesn't play out as well as I think he was hoping it would, but it is kind of a cool enough concept. Well, that that's the thing dad, is, I actually like the turn. I just think that everything came to a head too fast for this issue did. because we have to get to that big ultimate finale of the, like the story for that issue number 12 to fill out that second volume of the trade and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and I'm really shocked. This is where maybe at one point we actually said that we thought it was going to end at 12. We thought that because of the delays and all that, now I'm starting to think that maybe at one point it was like they said, listen, we're going to end this at 12, Jeff. And then Jeff said, no, 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 I can get this back, back in order. Just let now. me go. And now you just have to get to that you know, end of that trade and, and go on from that. But I will say one thing about this. You have Scott Collins throughout the whole deal. I usually don't like his art. I can tell now that I don't mind it as much when it's just him because I don't see the awesome Dale Eaglesham art against it. And so I can get used to the art as you go through You know through what the it. weird part is? I, I, I was the opposite where I was actually really? okay with it in the beginning. But as progressed, I liked it less well, and less I'm until we get to the as, Monster Society. As I'm there – uh, I, I just liked it the same throughout. It wasn't like I liked it a lot at the beginning, but it did take me a while. Me reading it, I'm not reviewing it. So you end up, you have to get the credits right away before you're going to do your review. So you know exactly what you're going to get. I ended up like halfway through until I realized, oh my, this is Scott Collins the whole time. And I guess I don't mind it as much. And I think that it is when you have the art that we prefer along with it, then it ends up, oh man, I want to stay with that. But if it's this throughout, the whole deal it's not my favorite but i didn't mind it as much though there are big moments that kind of do get a little less especially the superboy the superboy prime stuff i yeah. didn't think played out well a lot at all with the art style no. but i did like the end i like the the reveal at the end of the monster society the way they he look drew them. amazing yeah, I think that that is really good. And I think his style fit that because of just the way it is. Also, looks like he took a lot of time on that one as opposed oh, to I'm some sorry. of the, the other is, things. I just realized as I was going through that, I did have it backwards where he is inside CC's body, but he is communicating yeah. with Dr. Savannah. But he's Savannah. communicating yes. with Dr. Savannah. I and just realized weird. I had flipped it. That's what I, said, I I'm like, said. That's not right in my head, so I have to go and look. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying it doesn't play out like big reveal the big reveal is that cc's being controlled you could just you know stop it there but the whole idea of oh i was always in your fa-, i'm like eh, yeah, okay play, i agree that did not play out as well yeah, especially for the stuff that dr well. fauna would need to know going into the rock of yeah, eternity it, and the it different seemed lands weird it seemed like a weird deal also during the fight there are points when you are centering on just billy and cc you see their heads they're very similar you have the gray yeah, you yeah. have the different color of the element I think at one point it messed up. It got switched. I, I got really not confused, no, no, but I just agree. like I, it, yeah, it was it hard to weird. tell who was Captain Marvel. Yeah, and who it was, was Captain very Marvel's weird to play point. that out that way. And I don't know if that was Scott Collins going on his own to do that, or if it was Jeff Johns the way he wanted to try to fool you or something. But th- this, I'll tell you, my main thing about this issue is. It didn't feel like a Jeff Johns issue. Usually Jeff Johns issues that the, the reveals are more clever. They end up being set up in a way that we didn't realize. And then all of a sudden it makes a lot of sense. This seemed well, like you said a rush to get to 12 to finish the story. And it kind of did upset me because this is a book that I rely on being good every time we read it. 
Well, one of the things though I thought that kind of felt forced too is even more in the monster lands and Doctor Savannah needs to unlock all the like the prison cells to the Monster Society of Evil, and now the whole idea is that we have this you know Shazam dagger that he's going to shove into his mm-hmm. eye that opens up you know yours can be a doorway to anywhere, but he shoves this dagger into it. like we didn't really set up this dagger that much. No. It's just kind of here now. You might have got it at the Rock of Attorney, but we didn't do anything with it. So now you're just yeah. taking this obviously the Shazam dagger, which might even be the same kind of dagger that we saw in Metal for all I know. Maybe but the whole thing that's is, what it looks like. Shoves it in his eye. And all of a sudden, just all the locks of the Monster Society cells just disappear. I'm like, uh, it's just kind of out of nowhere for this. What yeah, is it? Not, why wouldn't it open up all the cell doors? Because, you know, Superboy Prime is left And then it Prime doesn't open behind. Superboy Prime. That's left. He's yelling. But, and then he ends up killing the guy who ends up opening up his cell then, who thinks that, you know. Yeah, the dummy. He's like, hey, you know, you who forgot me. Really I'm hoping would have been a part of the Monster Society of Evil. But it really does seem at this point that Jeff Johns wanted to be a representation of each of the magical lands taking on yeah, the Monster Society role. Yeah, that's role. what it looks. And. And I ended up, when I saw it at first, I ended up thinking, ooh, Eric's not going to like this because you like the Monster Society. I ended well, up showing it to you. iterations. I was just hoping it was more yeah. than just, you know, like I said, each of an avatar to a degree I like, of each of the magical lands. I like the things going on here, though it does look like Mr. Merry-Go-Round just looks like King Kid with a little, yeah. you know, a little extra like, things going on. I'm pretty sure Mr. On. Adam was one of the old, like, you know, Monster Society, like, you know, members of something like yeah. that from back in the Fawcett comic days and stuff. So, like, stuff like that's fine. It's just... We're tying too heavily the into the magic West. Exactly. The Wicked yeah. Witch of the West, I don't need something like that out of nowhere just because we're dealing with the Wazunderlands, which I'm not a fan of to yeah. begin with. Yeah, I know but you But overall, I think they do a great. I do want to see what they do. But the idea when we do have the Shazam family going after the wizard now because they think he's up to no good, he attacked Billy's father, the idea that – the wizard, because he gave Billy the powers, he can't take them can't away take against his will. But because Billy gave the powers to the rest of them, he can take those powers, which I, I – okay, that's a cool twist right there that I didn't realize. I didn't even think about really. So I do like that idea. And then the big thing is in this that Black Adam comes. He's going to attack Again, him. And then Billy's Adam, dead. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Just shows up nowhere. here. And that bothered me. I'm telling you. And that's the I thing. I ended up liking the issue a lot. But there were a little inconsistencies yeah, I, for what I we had really to do. I really was let down, I thought. And and just the idea then that Cece knows magic to be able to defeat Black Adam, separate it from his body, and then ends up where they say, how would you know that, Dad? Billy says it to him. And he's like, oh, well, I have the voice. I'm an adult. So I can hear the wisdom of Solomon. You, you don't really think of that too much, just, Mr. Mind. And that's the thing is, Billy's like kind of like, okay, and then wait a second. I have the wisdom I of Solomon. That that's too. not how that works. And the weird thing is, is though I thought that he was playing out the idea of I am an adult turning into these, so I'm more wise, so it's more in connection. But he says, I have this voice of Solomon. No, no, it's the voice of Mr. Mind. And that's just the reveal. Ha ha, it's me. I've been in your dad all along. And again, that's where I go back. And have the wizard saying, huh, "Somebody's you know corrupting." I really and thought it was going to be some like, weird thing because Billy's father, the old one, was like an archaeologist where he had yeah. like learned these things when he was out exploring different sites. Yeah, or even if they showed him an, on a site and he ended up being corrupted by something like that, and he ends up becoming, you know, I don't know, even in, in tune with Black Adam, even. But having Mister Mind in his ear was very, very out of nowhere. I did like the very beginning with yeah, and it's just so stupid with Freddie, yeah. Yeah, Superman, I'll join the Justice League. All right, Batman, <laughs> I'll be in talks charge. Funny. Yeah, I really like that. And that was like the stuff that we like. But what you end up having in this issue to get to the next one, to get to this big deal, is just 
put aside all the things that we like, the kids, their interactions, that's pretty much just wiped. They're just standing in the background and all they are there for is so that you can have, I can take their powers, not yours, Billy. And oh no, Billy, don't let them, don't let them. But then the reveal of his dad and everything going on just to then have what is cool ending with the monster society. But yeah, it didn't seem well, like I even a like true the idea deal. where the, uh, the wizard was threatening everybody because like, hey, you don't know everything that's going on. And Billy, yeah. uh, he doesn't for the whole thing where he does no. use the power given to him Shazam to shoot the lightning through like you know the wizard into his father yeah. to give the father the power back while the also power. banishing the wizard back to the rock of eternity which then we yep. get Black Adam banished to the dark lands by CC later on I'm like we are just getting players off the table here so when yeah, the monster society shows up table. it's just our kids versus this thing that they cannot handle yeah that's what they want and, and I think then it's going to be that the kids then can handle it and you know at least for a and little where they that end up yeah that'll be cool so it, it does set it just didn't seem like the cleverness and the no, that's setup the thing is we did want to know Jeff what the deal. wizard was talking about the idea that there was a traitor amongst them it just didn't really pan out for what we were I dealing with and I think that before. he would have known a little more I mean he could have actually I don't know it just seemed like this wouldn't be something that would have been hidden that much from him that he was being but controlled it, it by Mr. Mind idea that we were concerned when the series first started that we were dealing with so much stuff we had mr yeah. mind we had dr savannah we had the magical lines together and we had billy's father showing up at the exact same time which felt odd but then we went on and we just kind of dealt with yeah. it but now we realize this was all a plan by mr mind to distract the kids while well, he did open up the magical and land. that's good that ends up working out i guess uh by the end though you're gonna add the big thing to it because that's where Subway Prime gets and out. That's the thing is, I, I want our like our Shazam family. And I, for some reason, I thought when I first heard the Shazamily was very clever, and then the yeah, more I said, said it and read it, I hate it now, and I don't ever you want don't to say like it again. The Shazamily, I don't like I it. I like at all. the Shazamily. I thought I did, but no, I don't like it anymore. Well, and so what? Uh, the weird thing about this is, is the idea of. You just said everything's come together. The things that we thought might have been extraneous stuff is out there. It all tied in. Well, now we have Superboy as Superboy a Prime. wild car, Superboy Prime coming, and maybe he'll be the one that well, just that's the thing is, he might I really do think that once the dummy releases him and he just kills the dummy right out, yeah. once he gets back to Earth, because he seems to have a vendetta against Billy Batson. Yeah, he wants Billy Batson are going to be overwhelmed by the monster side of you. I want the big bad Superboy Prime to come in and just take them all out immediately. Oh, I think they, I think that he will. And it might be one of those things of even like the monster society. You guys don't get to fight Billy. You I am. I'm going to kill all of you. I'm the and real then monster. And then taking care of them. We'll see what happens with that. And really, I'm more interested in if they allow him to stay around or if he just gets banished off to somewhere. You can't keep Superboy me. Prime around because he'll just murder everybody. Well, that's why I just don't know what Let's get, you know, why you're even playing with that, but we'll see. Um, but what did you give this? I ended up giving this 7.8 out of 10. I like this issue a lot. The more I read it, I'm still not a fan of Scott Collins' art, but I will say that when it started, I did like it. I just think that as progressed, yeah. besides for the reveal of the Monster Society, it, it just got, got worse. worse and worse. But overall, I like the reveals here. I just wish they would have been played out a little bit more, you know, uh, slower so that everything didn't feel like right in your face right here because we're right before the 12th issue for like, you know, like landing out the second trade and stuff like that. But overall, I still enjoy the series. I just want to like it better than I am. Yeah, I can see that. I'm at a 6.5, though, because I really have enjoyed the series, and this just seemed like a lot of things, and big things. I mean, these are huge things that happen, but they're all kind of thrown there. Yes, they might have been set up slightly, but some of the stuff just seemed really out of nowhere, and then the way it played out uh, with the art and the story, it did get a little confusing, and that kind of upset me because that hasn't been anything that this 
you know, series has had. Yeah. So it did throw me off a little. But we're going to go off to the next issue, which is something that we haven't been enjoying at all. But I hear that you enjoyed this I like a, little a little bit more. better. It's Red right Hood here. Outlaw, number 43, written by Scott Liddell with art by Christopher Williams, Scott Hanna, Arif Prianto, and Troy Pateri. After getting an anonymous tip, the Outlaws have made their way to a train, supposedly holding dark cargo. And once we get there, we realize that the Untitled are back and plan on using ancient obelisks to suck the souls out of people to add to their evil empire. Thankfully, Jason Todd, being the only one who can kill the Untitled, is on the case, but it seems like he might have his hands full with more than just the Untitled because Essence has freed herself from her sword and taken over the body of Jason's girlfriend, Isabel. Yeah, and there's some weird things in this issue. And not weird, it's just... It does feel, and it keeps feeling like it, is the idea that Scott Liddell knows the end is coming. And he wants to tie a bunch of things back to his original well, that's the New thing 52 is, deal. If, if we get, like, you know, in this story arc, Starfire show up or somebody from the Bat family, right mm-hmm. now, what we're doing in this is the greatest hits of everything that it Scott is. Liddell did on Red Hood Outlaws. And it seems almost like a, a, an extended victory lap is what it Just feels like. Just the thing like. is, and we have Susie Sue, Essence, Isabel, the Untitled, so the All Cast, all coming back. Like These are the main things that he did yeah. to the Jason Todd character for his Red Hood series. And, and remember, like, a lot of people didn't like it either. And that's what a lot the of funny people thing is. love the Untitled well, All Cast parts, and I wasn't a fan of that. They did, and I know you weren't. And the thing is, though, is who is reading this now and i would guess the hardcore fans yeah. of scott liddell it has to be and so he is kind of rewarding what he probably thinks are the people and that's still the thing reading is, is a greatest hits the reward for somebody who has been reading for the whole thing because i'm telling you i want something new well, from this series you, you do but you didn't like it well, no, i saying, think I, that the people that. who love the all cast they love this Just i bet the you idea that they that love the it. all cast and the untitled the reason that it was such a big deal that jason todd became the only person who could kill the untitled yeah. with the all blades and stuff like that even when we had ducra die and then she came back a few issues ago like uh, been a while now but she came back and like we were told before he killed all the untitled and now they're just unceremoniously back and building an army i'm like okay that is back because this is something what like you really did big for jason todd and the character and you kind of wrote yourself into a corner by killing all of them now we're just bringing them back yeah well i'm looking at some of the reviews now you end up having reviews you know we don't trust people but uh even you know with you 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 gave it a little higher score but it's because you know what's going on and things and most of this the reviews are either one saying i don't know what is going on in this issue or saying i do and why are you bringing this garbage back? So, I, And I know that Scott Liddell is not a critical darling. Yeah. He really isn't. A lot of people hate him. And a lot of people hate him for a lot of different reasons. But, yeah, I think that this might be if you are – you know, a person who, and we know Anthony Jackson, he loved the, as far as I remember, he loved the all cast yeah. and all of that stuff. So we have to actually ask him. Most people that we talked to when they get fresh crews seem to really enjoy it, except for me. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If if we end up asking them and they're like, oh, I don't want to go back to it, then I'll say, okay, then it's a misfire. But the, the big thing is like the whole thing with the all blades, people thought it was so cool when he had those, you know, yeah, like the yeah. magical swords that would appear on his the hands that killed the untitled. Yep. Pretty much though, if you don't have the untitled, there's no reason for it. So we have to bring no. them back to get the you badass back all to blades have that. back. Yeah. And again, it's a great assist, and I do think the book is not selling well. We're coming to the end of what you would think would be this run because of the idea of a 5G. I don't think that this book uh, would carry on, if any do. And uh, so I think he just wants to get things out like, there that he likes. Even when you liked. start this issue out, you know, like we have Susie Sue in the Iceberg Susie Lounge, Sue, yeah. who, is ta- who took over for Jason Todd at the end of that arc. 
Last time we saw her, she was like the, the safe was open where the sword, essence's sword was. Yeah, and it looked like it might have came at the her. The longest, the longest freaking the safe, safe we've ever, ever seen. Oh but my no, god, like, it's she so is deep. riddled with swords. And I, as soon as her sister Blank came in and is talking about the idea, oh no, my sister Susie's dead. I'm like, she is not dead because that's one of the funniest parts about the Susie Sue character since Scott Liddell brought her about mm-hmm. is that no matter how many times that Jason Todd killed her, she would always just come back. And here she just gets back up again. I'm like, okay. And and, and the funny thing about it is, Blank says, how many times you're gonna get murdered? Before before you listen to me. She doesn't even think she's dead. She thinks she goes. And there is a weird deal. There is a weird idea here that I still don't get where she says, even ever since I transitioned, death doesn't maintain the grip on me uh, like she used to. And I don't understand exactly what is going on there. I don't know what transition we're talking about. And if this is uh, something where Scott Liddell is trying to, you know, get some people on his side or whatnot, but it seems like something different because she just ends up being killed and then ends up coming to life. Like you said, it's kind of one of those greatest hits yeah. as well. And oh, pretty Sissy much Sue got killed again, but she's not really dead. Let's move and, on to Red Hood and the Outlaws, everybody. You end up spending time in these panels of them just taking swords out of her. <laughs> Bloody swords are just being should taken tell out of her. Should we tell Red Hood that something on Shrek? No, we don't have that nah. kind of relationship. And even says, now, you know, he'll he'll find out yeah. soon enough as they look in and see, you know, things are missing. And then you go off to the terror the train. Great train robbery. Yeah, I the would great like to train see. robbery. And it's funny, too, because this does remind me a lot. And this is a deep cut for some people. But it reminds me of an issue that we had with Grayson, where it all took place with them running on the top of a train and fighting. And it was a really good issue. And I do like when you get these cool set pieces. And I like this as it's going on. Though, if you go into this and you're not familiar with a lot of the stuff, I think that a lot of people are going to be confused. And I could see why some people would think that a lot of this is garbage as if it's happening out of nowhere if you, you don't know what it is because it is happening out of nowhere but it's set up from five years ago six years ago but you end up having them fight and i liked even bizarro here and artemis there is a part where jason even sees and says you know they're they're kind of really close now and he feels like he's they kind got of close the other way i got lonelier yeah, he's like, I got lonely. And you end up having this fight with these two girls that are a little more than they should be, things like that. But it does end up leading to them finding that they were trying to get a car and then a little more. An obelisk. Yeah, as you find an obelisk, and that's when these girls who were defeated before, they just come down, and now you see what they are, the untitled. They were being controlled, and they're just monstrosities. We find that that end the up anonymous even... tip, though, that Jason Todd and the rest of the outlaws got was from a general glory going back to a weird yeah. golden age kind of character for this whole thing, where the U.S. Uh, government is interested in the idea that the untitled are back and taking these different yeah, obelisks to Karak, and that this one, if they would have gotten it, would have made six. And like, you know, one of these can just turn a hundred souls into their own thing. I'm like, so yeah, the, the untitled are back. They're somehow getting these just dark obelisks that somehow are just yeah. around. And like, okay, and these, it's these just things are just going to turn too. people into untitled armies. Man, and it's funny too as you go and you're like, okay, once you get the, you know, this big deal with the government and things like that going on, uh, you start to think like, why are we going to this? I mean, you're really going off on a tangent here, but it seems like he's, and it, there's been reports that now that they are heading towards this new things thing, are opening up. Yeah, you're allowed to do whatever you want. It, it seemed like that might be one of the reasons Dan Dio got the shaft, too. So we'll see if this continues, what it should, because you're setting up a story. But the idea that you were just allowed to do what you want, 
And of all the people doing what they want, I don't know if you're into Red Hood and you know what's going on. This is not that bad. It actually has some fun to it. General Glory just comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, all right, I got to go with that. It's pretty funky. It's, it's, it's such, uh, with I'm him. telling you, with all the weird stuff going on in this issue, especially when we get the Ma Gun stuff, General Glory coming out and representing the U.S. government and their like interest in what the Entitled are doing. I'm like, that seems to be the weirdest part about this. It and that so they would get weird. a hold of Jason Todd. And I'm who telling you, the you have one some person. weird Stuff to kill the down. Yeah. Yeah. And then he ends up, you know, freaking out because the untitled hid and incubating human bodies. He's explaining what they are as he is getting those tattoos. He's, you know, going all with that. And he says there's only one weapon capable of killing them dead. He has the swords. The uh, and he ended up killing at one point when they do get destroyed they just guts and things and it's just disgusting it's all over i'm always looking for fun and stuff like in a red hood book like that and this is the part of the fun that i enjoy he comes jason todd comes up from behind blows these creatures up with the all sorts and all the blood and guts like from a tremors movie when you blow those up and they go over everybody but go all over artemis and bizarro but when we get to ma guns home for wayward boy school for wayward boys uh, then you're having fun it's goofy fun and when you get there, this is where I much. really think – well, this is where I really think you can see that, yes, you are allowed to do whatever you want. Like where this it is goes the with biggest Mala thing. and the brain, I think that's a great addition to that's this book funny, to bring but them a, in but as teachers. Talon? But when you come in where Ma Gunn is interviewing teachers to teach the generation you know, outlaw that we had previous to this, where you have a Talon, you have Gigana, you have Mr. Mixoplick, and I'm like – this is a little yeah. too much. The idea that he's asking for a phone book to sit on because we can't it's even see so him in the funny. panel. It is a little too I'm cartoony. I'm telling you, I think that the talent's the worst just because of what it does to that. We we still were dealing and still are with talents and stuff over in I the Nightwing book. So, and then here it's a joke. I was so thrown off when Gigana was on this panel. You told as, as me you thought through, that it's a she back had problems. Where you're seeing one panel where it's across from Ma Gun where she's looking at the person. Then you go to Ma Gun. And then for the next one, we have Gigana, which I recognize the costume, but I didn't realize what I was looking at where she is gigantic in the house, and Ma Gunn's across from her, sitting in a chair, smoking, and all of a sudden, I just see this woman sitting there, and you it looked like a bunch of smoke was coming from her from. crotch for the way yeah, yeah, that everything you were like, was what's going like, on? Oh, I get you. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, not as gross this, as I thought it was. This is goofy fun, but this goofy fun is at the expense to everything that any of these characters has done, or what, and even with uh, you know, Ma and the Brain at the end, uh, Mal and the Brain are in this week's Hellarism. Oh, yeah, right, yes. It's Hellarism. They're there and they're prisoners. So this is they the were idea. Prisoners. Again, well, this is the idea here that everything's up for grabs and it is. And you could still get angry about it. You can still be upset about it. Um, but I think that we're going to see this a little more for some reason, before Mal we get the it brain, all tied down. It's a great addition to this book. Does everybody else were going through oh, trying to find the great. teacher position? I was like, that's just kind of weird and out of place and too far left field no, for Mala me. No, and the Brain's great for this. And I think that it would be really cool to see, say, a Bizarro dealing with Mala when we get in the Brain and things like that. It'd be pretty oh, funny. Just even like Bizarro trying to understand what the Brain is. Hilarity oh, I, in my I, mind. I, just, I, I, I actually think that at some point Mala will get a little detained somewhere with the kids and it'll be Bizarro in the Brain running around and I want to <laughs> see that. That'd be funny. Uh, so that is cool. Bizarro again, in the Brain. Again, I do think that what we're going to get with this is a weird what breaking down. Brain, same thing we yeah. do every night, Bizarro. Yeah, really, nothing. <laughs> uh, you end up, I think that we're seeing a breaking down of the barriers of the time deal, and it will be fixed by what we are told the free comic book day with uh, Wally on the Mobius chair and things yeah. like that. We'll see if that is the case, but 
if you're going to have story out of continuity, and seriously, when you start up, and you you have to agree with me, I don't care if you want to be a jerk and pretend. When you have the scene, even the art, when it opens up at Ma Gunn's home, if I gave you the idea that you have just went back in time and it's a DCYOU book, you would say, okay, I got it. Because it, it really, to me, feels like that story over continuity nonsense that we got in, say, the Bizarro or the Batmite book. It kind of wish so Gigana like was a part of this teaching job as well. It'd be funny if they hired them all. Hire Talon. He's just slicing people. It'd be hilarious. Uh, but then, yeah, if that's not crazy enough, then I- Isabel comes back and she's washing Jason's dog. And this ends up just being so I that Essence I wouldn't know what Essence's get- sword was doing because it's, I, I, obviously in my mind, I say obviously, there's no thing obvious about it, but the sword flew out of the safe. St- st- stabbed. I think it walked on down the, the hallway, I think I, is what it did. Stabbed, then. you know, uh, yeah. a Susie Sue. Susie Somehow Sue. picked up other swords as a sword itself, stabbed her with those swords. It's just and then, a sword, too. I want to see <laughs> this animated. Saying. And then just flew to Isabella's house. I think house it got a Naboo. I, not a, I think it got, I was saying, why did I say a Naboo? I think it got a uh, uh, a taxi. And ended up driving there and then ended up, you know, hey, can you take me to the door? Yes, I can. Talking sword. And then just wants Isabel to grab the sword where she then takes control. But that is something now, where that, taken ending, over Isabel's body, that it appears ending of the sword showing up at Isabel's house. Then ending up tricking her. It's pretty much it's it's not the ring and run, but it's kind of it rings and I'm there. It's but the ring and hey, what's the sword doing there? Grabs it and then Essence controls Isabel's body so that she has a body to go get Jason Todd. This is something that any if you don't know what's going on here, you are so so confused. You could not even understand what's going on here, and I think that that's the problem. There's a lot of people. Well, I'm telling you, even though they've been in the book lately, I still consider Isabel and Essence. Deep cut characters to the series. They are. And just the idea of this kind of coming together as this, as Jason ends up finding out about all of this coming to be, it really does hit in one big swoop. And I think that some people will have their their heads spinning. And again, you can argue that somebody reviewing it or even, you know, it's your fault for not knowing. You have to know these things. But this this is a little deep. And I think that it is one of those where Scott Liddell has been told also, it doesn't matter. We're just going to play this out so you can do what you want. And he does not care. He's going to burn this book. He's like Grant well, Morrison. Not only this that, but it does it's seem like to Keith the, Giffen at the end of a, a, a series. He's just burning it down. If but, he is going to end the Red Hood series and it doesn't look like there's going to be another one, I don't know what the no. background story is behind any of that. Yeah, but you want to give proper send offs to all the characters that yeah. he's written and set up throughout the years that he's been on the book. So long ago, though. This this is one of those where it, it's, you know, if it wasn't his new 52 run, you would still maybe say, oh, well, it's cool that they're bringing it back just because it's his. You get a pass. But these are characters, you know, from 2012. And he, he, people are probably confused and wondering, well, I, I'm in for this with Artemis Bizarro, the Dark Trinity, and now you're going back to your other nonsense that I don't care about. It's kind of odd. Now, the one thing that's a shame is Roy's dead, or he'd be coming well, back that's the too. Thing, that's that's why I said cool. Starfire there, because so we could actually have that grieving moment It'd between be cool the two of those. If somehow, how about if this, if Scott Liddell, because he ends up doing Flash Forward, this kind of pushes some of the things to a deal. Maybe, you know, some hocus pocus and 
Roy actually comes back in this book would be kind of cool, but I don't think that's going to happen. But what, what do you give this? I ended up giving this a 7 out of 10 because I really enjoyed the art, and even though I thought some things were a little too goofy for my liking, I liked that it was a greatest hits thing because I was sitting there thinking the same thing, the idea that this book may be ending and he wants to go back and you know give the fans what they did enjoy throughout, even though I think it's a little you know, I always want something new for the character and rehashing old stuff like this out of nowhere always feels like a kind of a cop-out to me, but as long as you make something fun about it, that's all I care about, but I'm pleasantly optimistic to see where this goes at this point. Yeah, and it's weird when we talk about long runs and things. Uh, it's been, you know, different named books, but it has been kind of just Red Hood through this whole deal. Nine years of it. That is a long time. That is such a long time. But yeah, he if he's allowed to do what he wants to do and this is it and he thinks that people will love it. And I think there will be some people who do, even though, like I said, the... The uh, consensus of everybody that we hear from and read reviews of just hates Scott Liddell anyway, so it doesn't matter what he writes, they're going to hate it, uh, and I don't think he cares. I think that he's like, screw it, I'm going to do what yeah, I want to do, I want to have either. fun, and and go on. No, I, I'm just saying, I think he doesn't care what they you know, if they like the story, he's going to go back and finish these things up and go with it. So it's okay. I'm going to give it a six, five. I know most of what's going on. And I, I kind of thought it was kind of funny, but I actually, the, the funny thing is, is I like the Magan stuff so much more. And I like the goofiness of it, though. It doesn't fit this book very well. Um, but I, I just want to see, you know, the brain and bizarro, but we're going to go off to the last book of the section and yeah, this this one is not good. It's Batgirl 44. And, and when I reviewed this on the site, I was worried. Uh, Eric has a little problem with 44 issues, the number 44s, and Bat involved, the Batman 44. Really, one of the shining moments of people just throwing shade at them and us catching other sites coming in underhandedly. And we, we spelled it out that they came that way. So we were upset with that. But it's Batgirl 44. And this whole thing with this, with, with this unearth, the idea that they she was going to bring back this unearth was was ridiculous. But at least do something with it. Uh, this Cecil Castellucci, I don't yeah. know what she's playing Let at. Let me tell here. you about the power of love well, and what it love really means Huey Lewis told fear. me about it already. That's all I needed. I don't need another version because Huey Lewis's version is so Perfect. much better. Ten out of ten. It is I'm out of here. Thank you, 44. Huey. It's written by Cecil Castellucci, art by Cian Torme. Not Mel Torme. Chris Sotomayor on colors and and world design. Mel Torme's son. Uh, And letters and world design. I don't care about sliders. Everybody does. Cecil Castellucci gives us a story, and it's all about a hack writer who desperately needs a good editor to write anything worthwhile. Unfortunately, I was talking about her. She hasn't found one, so we are stuck with this garbage, Eric. There you go. Oh, my. Unearth was ridiculous when it appeared in Titans, but this is one of the worst issues I've read in a long time. And not even just the, oh, man, I've read some bad issues. I really have. Uh, This is just the concept and then the progression and then just, oh, my. The rules keep changing. Characters aren't even consistent within panels. And it's a dragon that's fueled by the fear of new love. uh, 
by uh, a Deus mechan a sword that's just out of nowhere made, even though why couldn't you make the elixir Look, then? I'm, I was yelling this entire time that I'm reading this, that we can make a sword of love to defeat the dragon, but we can't make the, the scale of the dragon by itself, no. or just the or elixir just by the itself. Elixir. Don't make the ingredients. I don't need you to make the ingredients to bake the cake. I'm Just waiting give me for them cake. to bring the freaking metal out there so they start pounding away to make an enchanted sword. Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, while Barbara waxes poetic Are about- Are still doing that? The power of love throughout her. I get what Su- what Cecil Castellucci wants to get from this. She all she wants to do is show that Jason Bard really loves Barbara, and then ruins it at the end. What? It's a laughably <laughs> awful story, and it's no surprise this book sales have gone down since she took over. This is awful. It's awful. I, I, I'm telling you, I laughed the whole time, and I was laughing at it, not with it, because it is ridiculous. You really don't have a villain until one of the characters becomes the villain and then isn't the next panel you have an idea that at one point margaret the editor thought that Ernest, the maker was stalking her and almost had a restraining order now she's going on about that he's her true love you end up where she is going to get healed by this elixir. Did you not think that when she was healed, she was going to stay in unearth anyway with the maker, unless she was a jerk. But I thought that that was kind of going to be the way we find out that that's all she needs to do. Yeah. She's never going to get die in unearth. That's all she has to do is stay there. She seems fine with that, but that's when you make the maker, the bad guy, it all becomes so evil. You end up with travesty. Who you never even named in the first issue of this arc. Then Travesty is a character that when he showed up, he did have a redemption. He was bad. He seemed to be redeemed. He seemed to want to be good. In this, you played him out as a villain at one point who was whispering in Ernest's ear to turn Gotham into a, you know, unearth amalgam for no reason at all. And now he becomes the hero. We're we're breaking the the rules of the whole thing because we set up the idea that he was a second rate character, two dimensional, actually. He was just a and trickster now he character has a full that deal. the writer realized this is what he made him and apologized because this is how yeah. he wrote him. This is how he made him. Now, how can we have the cre- the, the creation go out of its own written ideals yeah. and, and become and you, the hero of the story? And the thing is, you have a setup to do that with Margaret, the editor there, rewriting where him, they yes. can be rewriting things. And that's what you should be doing. And then you end up having... For us who did read the Unearth and the Titans especially, you end up having kind of a, a moment where Ernest is going to be conflicted, where he loves Tra- – like Travesty, he actually likes him as a one-dimensional character because this one-dimensional character pretty much now is a servant or you know is his manservant type deal. But now he has to realize that he has to let him go by writing him better. You have a lot of opportunities in this to make something out of it. You have a lot of opportunities to make sense They're of this whole thing. When we have this there. whole idea that we have to grab the heart scale of this dragon that is fueled by the fear of new love. Now, right there, the idea that this dragon is fueled and gets bigger when he has to go up against somebody who has the fear of new love in their heart, like we have Jason Bard here, who yeah. for some reason that means since this is it's fueled by the fear of new love, it's 
Jason becomes a simpering coward who can't do yeah. anything but get on his knees and think, she'll never love me. What am I doing? Like, yeah. no, no, no. See, the dragon doesn't make you feel this way. No, like, why no. Would you and that's be out the of, problem. Like, out of your There's own character thing. thing where you become this whole yes. simpering wimp who can't fight because you have so much fear on you now because the dragon, I'm like, no, no, that's not how that works. Yes. He's just this drives off me nuts. You inside yourself. The way she is writing it, it's as if the dragon forces this fear into you, makes you more insecure because it is played almost like the dragon gets in me. Oh, no. I just Jason, but there is a dragon there. They're fighting. He just falls to his knees. Oh, I, no. I just She's not going to like me. That Barbara Gordon would spend more time with Green Lanterns because we have to go through a whole thing where love overcomes fear. And I can sit here and tell you, no, it's willpower that overcomes fear. I've read Damn Green right Lantern books. Is. But here's what happens then. Okay. Love creates the fear, the fear of rejection, the fear of, you know, being alone. But Courage ends up defeating it. So I have to be courageous. Oh, no, but, no. I oh, have to no. have fear to have courage. Be courage is the fear of doing <laughs> something without it. that. But that's all right. Like now you're using a different fear. You were told that it's the fear of new love, love that's causing this Specifically, new love. New love. <laughs> yes. But Barbara, who now is thinking of things and is fearing that she doesn't know that she has to cut it, it's making them bigger it doesn't make sense it's changing now, the rules as you go on while all this is going on the maker seems as if he is typing up the scene as it goes on you see him behind he's typing things up well you I know what how, how about typing up a bigger dragon that will just eat this dragon how about typing up something you end up needing a scale the heart from scale. this dragon the heart scale but we we were never told that if you just stay in on earth you'll live so because that takes the you know everything out of it anyway where all the maker would have to do is say my true love margaret just stay with me and then if she says no 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 i, I want the scale because i don't really like you i'm going to get out whatever but they're just fighting this dragon but as I, barbara I narrates love Jim. is I, I don't exactly and i don't read a lot of fantasy books or things like that i'm not actually a fan of dragons at all but no. a heart scale does that mean there's only one of those because when lord I, I travesty or prince travesty decides that he's going to become he grabs the hero it and then gets he grabs destroyed. one and gets killed right away but then later on when jason bard goes after the and whole this thing is my problem. he takes the heart scale and then yeah. like he ends up getting killed as well but you know what we have the potion now we can bring him back to life my, yeah, why can't you just get another we, one of the scales why can't we make two potions like, did, is there more than yeah. one heart scale? Is there only one yeah. heart scale? What I would think it's with? the whole breastplate, yeah. but if it's not, it's grab messed it. up. Yeah, you already had travesty. Grab one. What is there? Only two? Look, we never get that thing spelled is, we out. Have, we have the heart scale here, but we don't have enough of the regular, the other ingredients to make this thing yeah, now. Yeah, you know, we don't have the uh, eye of Newt uh, that we're supposed <laughs> just, to have. Nothing about this story comes well, together and makes any no, sense, and just wants makes, to be an over dramatic idea yeah. about what love is, just to get Barbara and Jason Bard together. And, and my so problem out of the normal though. It's so that Barbara knows exactly what Jason thinks about her and then can act on it. But the problem is, this is where you can't play this game. This issue and the idea that everything in it, she's not playing it as a wink-wink joke of... Uh, you know, the maker's such a hack, but I'm going to write this fantasy story in here. I, like, she is making fun of other, uh, oh, that's why those fantasy writers get uh, stuck in the in a corner. <laughs> they don't have editors. Yeah, all right. Y- this is awful. Y- you are making fun of something when you're worse. You are worse. This is terrible. A- and so when you get to the end, all the rules have changed. They have no way to defeat this dragon. They cannot defeat it. 
And that's when you just have Margaret the editor yell, Unity! It takes unity for love. Unity! And then you end up where Jason and Barbara are looking in each other's eyes, and it's Batgirl. So it's not even the love there. He seems to be oblivious, maybe, yeah. that, that they are, you know, the same Barbara and Batgirl. But then she comes so. running over to the maker. I think that there might be a play here, that there's something else. But also, by the end, I do want to point something out. But you end up where she says, Margaret, the editor, my love, make her a magical sort of unity. After all. That is what love is when two souls become one. What is this magical sort of unity? It seems like this is a thing in unearth, maybe. Well, why wouldn't you know this before and do this? But they didn't. No, no. But then you're like, we must forge it together. Yeah, but I'm saying she says it as if this is something that's just now known. It's not like me coming over to you and saying, I got it. If we make a, a magical right sword. Now, <laughs> yeah, really. Pew, pew, magic missile. They end up in, in a kind of a neat little thing for the art. It's the idea that as he's tapping, she's pulling the sword out of the creation of the typewriter. She goes and then swings it. And then even says, the funny thing is like, make a sword for both of them. They can be two souls become one, but it's just one sword sword and you end up having them hold it together which looks ridiculous they end up stabbing the dragon and they get the scale but as that happens you end up having it breathe fire and kill jason bard and in that jason with his last deal says i read it in a book once that dragons have one last blow in them before they die guess it's true as if that's something that everybody knows about. And I'm telling you, I have a weird feeling that Cecil Castellucci has written something that that was the case, and she thinks everybody's read it. But he's dead now. He died. So you have this conflict of Barbara saying, hey, give him the elixir. He ended up doing this. No, you end up having to make her get evil. No, no, my Margaret, my true love gets it. There's no way. He looks just like, I mean, he's laughing. You lose here. And And now he's just a maniacal bad guy. And you have Margaret say, no, no, no. I'll just stay here and live. And we have to let these two you know, live on because they're young and they're in love. They have love in their hearts and whatever. But then you have this caveat at the end. Okay, well, we'll give him the elixir. But that means that the portal comes real quick and you have to get out. What? Like, what? Yeah, where, where, where's this all? And all I can think of is, thank God that this is going to be the end of this, even though then it's mentioned That's later. The, but the thing is, is it the end of this? I don't know. I hope. Now, this is where I'm thinking man. something. What's going on, Batgirl? Well, no, I, I, I end up, I don't even, I don't even want to check. <laughs> I'm telling you, if I read it, I, I try not to. But this is the thing. He ends up coming back to life. She does bring him back. We they go, go back through to the Gotham portal. City. Everything turns back to normal. And he does say, I feel better than ever. What a crazy rush. I feel electric, like I could fight anything, like I'm filled with power. And she's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought we were done for uh, the flaming sword that dragon killed you, you know, get, you know, trying to be a downer, I guess, to remind of all the, the crap. They end up going into, into this crazy uh, you know, cathedral that then they have to mention, like, oh, I wish this would stay around. I'm like, I really don't care about that anymore. Well, Jason goes off. Now, this is the thing. If this is played out right, he, he's come back from the dead. He's been resurrected from the dead. I might go with the idea that he doesn't have that limp anymore. Any injuries he had before are now cured because he has come back from the I dead. He's been remade. That. And he ends up even saying, I'm so energized. I just, in my I mind, for some great. reason, that Alexa was just, you know, magical and CPR. 
Yeah, but it seems like he was dead. And when he says, I'm back feeling better than ever. And when he goes and does this, she ends up following him. He's going down. He's like, I I can't keep up with him. That limp, I think I could keep up with him. Then he just starts sprinting like he's Usain Bolt. But he he, he sees him. Because the whole thing is he gives money to a homeless woman. When Batgirl gets up there after she, he sprints away looking like he's in terror right there. Something terrible is happening to this homeless woman where she's either melting or turning to metal or stone. Well, again, he ends up going through this alley. Somebody talks to him as he's going. She's watching. And it, unless the art's big or different or whatever, it's not the girl he ends up giving the money to. It's still somebody there, but a different colored hat, a little different colored type deal. So I don't know, but says something that you don't see what is being said. Jason at this point is stretching, getting ready to run. So I do think that he has figured out Oh my, I, I don't have a limp anymore. I am good to go. I do think that when he starts running, this is excitement for him to be like, I, I don't have any problems anymore. I'm running. If you are a guy who can't even walk well, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm new, starts running. I think that's what Barber's seeing. But the idea, whatever the hell has happened to that homeless girl, it's. I, I think it's all just set up so that when we have... You know, Jason Bard professes love to Batgirl about his love for Barbara. And now it's just he's got to touch too much. I think it's just going to be screwed. I don't think that he's involved. I think that something is doing something on the side and it's not necessarily him. He is a nice guy. He's running because he can now. And now Barbara is going to think he's bad. And that's just to continue the classic, you know, Bard's bad. I'm Batgirl type deal. And we'll see. We'll see if I'm right. But I do think that he's just going to say I'm running because I after I came back, I realized I, I don't have a limp anymore. I don't have any pain. And it's great. And we'll see. But this is it's terrible. It's awful. It, it's it's awful. It really is. Three out of ten. What would you give it? Three point eight out of ten. Mostly because I enjoyed the I art. Like the art. Issue a the lot. art is it's good. just that it is. The story never made sense. It seemed to be like, you know, try to twist and turn to do anything it could not to tell a story just so it could talk about love a little bit, but ultimately I don't care because you told garbage here just to get Barbara and Bard together. Mike, you could have done this in a better manner, I would think, or some writer could have done this in a better manner, but you wrote garbage here and couldn't even follow your own rules. That is true, but we're going to go, and I think we're going to continue this section, Eric. We're going to go with a longer last section, and we're going to end with a book, at least on the positive tip, and that book is called Amethyst, Eric. It's called Amethyst. And a lot of people laughed when they heard that there was going to be an Amethyst book because Eric Shea does not like Gemworld. I'm saying they were laughing because Eric Shea doesn't like Gemworld. Eric Shea doesn't like Amethyst. And Eric Shea doesn't like Wonder Comics. They were laughing because of you. And I'm actually really shocked that this didn't end up, though we kind of got a tie. So we got the pick, but this was not on the spotlight. I thought they were going to. It wasn't. Well, it was at one point, so it must have changed. I never shut down the poll, so uh-huh. it might have changed after that. But at the point where we were deciding it was a tie, I almost tried to get Amethyst on the spotlight. But I'm glad it's here because, amazingly, me and you are pretty positive about this. It's, it's Amethyst number well. one. It's written by Amy Reader, art by Amy Reader, and Gabriella 
Downey. And yeah, she does all the art. Gabriella Downey is actually just the letter. So it's all Amy Reader all the time. 24-7, Eric, is what I'm saying. And I like Amy Reader. Uh, She is the one who was doing Moon Girl and is co-creator of Moon Girl over at Marvel. So I do like her. You ended up having Brian Michael Bendis uh, specifically ask her, will you do an Amethyst? Now, the problem is, and this is kind of the setup for all this, is when she agreed, she said in an interview, Yeah, Brian Michael Bendis said, I didn't have to know anything about Amethyst, and I could just do what I want. And usually that spells disaster. After reading this, she knows way more about Amethyst than Brian Michael Bendis knows anything about DC Comics. Here's my blurb. I have a feeling I'll be in the minority here, but I like the first Amethyst issue. Sure, Amethyst to me acts like a jerk to her foster parents, something that me and Eric will continue arguing about while we start. But Amy Reader seems to have done her research and come up with a story that's actually more fun than what we usually get from the Gem World. Gem World is a world with an art style and characters that seem to be set up for fun and they always get political in the craziest ways because you end up with the well house turquoise doesn't like house sapphire and you're like please stop playing your games you know with this but i'm looking forward to seeing how the next issue plays out to really decide if this would be something that i would put on my pull list but it looks good so far and i'm actually enjoying Best book it wonder comics putting out right now it is and it's one of those where you end up introducing a character You tell the character's origin story in a very easily understood one-page spread. That's what you – I don't know why everybody doesn't do this. Just imagine if you had Young Justice come out and in one spread page and, you know, the way that this plays out saying how they all knew each other. Just imagine if Young Justice came out and told anything. Yeah, well, I'm saying if we just started out, we'd at least have that. But you start out with – the birthday party. It is a birthday Bro, party. Amy Winston. And Amy is there. That is Amethyst. And I have a theory right off the bat. I don't know if you will agree, but her parents, her foster parents on Earth, are doing their best to have her have a, a nice birthday. She oh, mentions yeah. Amy said they're everything. And yeah, she doesn't seem to care much about them and is mean. And yes, it's usually in the head in her mind where she's like oh that's a great present and then in her mind like that's a bullcrap present but she kind of does upset them a little as you go on and this is where I really think that I I might have you where you end up where they give her a tiara and they're like mom picked it out herself and like yeah the lady told me I have a good eye it's supposed to enhance your psychic ability that's not how amethyst works mom or any of the crystals in gem world for that matter i'm like why are you saying that and as so, so the whole deal as the but they don't need to know they're not going to be there they never have been and they haven't seen her in a long while they even say and you get the idea since she was 13 found out about gem world she spends like two weekends it's like the reserves here she goes back to earth just to you know for hang some reason out for i a imagine little. a lot like my growing up where i went and visited my father every other week and then I come yeah. back and my mother would complain that I was like, you know, disrespectful to her that's, or something like that. That could be the thing, except that you wouldn't have grown so much that they're surprised how tall you are. That doesn't happen oh, yeah, in two so weeks. I'm saying she that, spends more time in general. Yeah, more oh, more I think she, she's, like she's been, found out about her yeah. heritage. And so with that, they are trying their best to give it. And they seem to have no sort of ill intent. They love her. She spells Good out. People. They, she spells out, I'm their everything, but, you know, I, I like the gem world. And at the one point, her dad even says, you were my princess first. And then, well, that's 
his side of the story. Here's mine to go into the origin. Now, my thing and theory is, because I did look, this tiara stays on her. I think that that is something that is controlling her. I, I do believe that when they went out to buy these things- When we go things, to Gemral, this actually, this Earthland tiara that's supposed to be, have psychic yes. properties actually activates over there, Gemral? I actually activates. I think that it is showing her something different that maybe everything we're seeing isn't really real or it's the thing that's controlling people, but it's supposed to enhance her psychic abilities is what this salesperson said. And just the idea that she has it on the whole time. She never takes it off. And by the end, we do see that the normal bad guy who is, you know, Dark Lord, Lord Opal, Opal, yeah. Dark Lord Opal, he has his little spider things going around. And I know that this whole thing is a lot in Gem World anyway, but it does kind of have the same exact look. They are a round thing that looks exactly like what that thing is in the middle of her tiara that she got and i think that they were duped by somebody in earth that was some sort of agent of opal or gem world and has able it was able to do this uh they also gave her a book on healing crystals which she laughs at and says it's bullcrap it, it you know that that's gonna you know you know that that's gonna come in to play as it goes on it's gonna save her ass and she's gonna have to go back and apologize but yeah she goes yeah maybe i'm not giving that book she any ends credit up for nothing. going i'm telling you you have a healing book and also what i think is a thing that's controlling her i think that these are all gonna play in and you're gonna see that even though they are a little out of touch that love does triumph i i heard that in the background issue just to, so she goes in and you get the background of you know her whole deal of all of amethyst gem world and i like the way that's spelled out i don't like that she says that's his story about me being his princess first and here's mine but they end up giving you and she doesn't say that she thinks it you're right yeah but you're right on board and you're ready to go and you also have to admit that it does not have anything to do with the young Justice Which, Amethyst, you, and I so am happy. It's weird, the idea that we have the separate imprint from DC Comics. still DC Comics, but it's the Wonder Comics yeah. imprint of DC Comics as well, where we have young Justice, which you know took Amethyst and did something different with her. Well, I say different, it's the same Amethyst, but she's doing something different. But they gave yeah. her pink hair. We continue the pink hair aspect in this one as well, but it's completely outside continuity of what we're dealing with with the young Justice. It's such a weird idea. Yeah, yeah, and you end up where, you know, you could play around with maybe this happened then, here, whatever, because she was kind of kicked out of Gemworld with the Young Justice team. She's got and then long hair in that Young Justice book. And, and even in that, yeah, and even in that, when she left, they were like, yeah, if she comes back, she's going to have to deal with us. There was little, seemed to be a lot of political intrigue and all that stuff going on. And so I was worried. Well, you go in. And basically, it plays out like a fairy tale. Oh, the she Amethyst goes Kingdom's in. been torn apart. The yeah, grounds everybody's the, gone. The castle's been destroyed. Freaking her! Everybody in the kingdom has disappeared. Even her like confidants, you know, Sidstrain and Grange, you know, yeah. everybody that she cared about and was supposed to protect in her land, being the Princess Amethyst, all gone. She has no idea where they went. Yeah, yeah, they're all gone, and it it leads to Except a for bunch her wicked of things. Horse Ipsilos, though. Yeah, and it leads to a pretty cool idea when this is happening because she goes there to, and she says, I have a gala to attend. And she goes off and she is Amethyst. That's a of sweet 16. The, of course, it's going to be a gala. House Amethyst. And she is the big deal. But right away, you see that she really relies on Citrine and, and Grange. So when they are missing, she ends up being very upset. And she even says at one point, like, boy, I'm messing up. But what it does well, what Amy Reader does really good, except for the girl who shows up later, is we know Grange and Citrine, 
even if you didn't, you know them without even meeting yeah. them. You end up seeing we a picture painting told all you see about flashbacks. Them, like yeah. how they helped her out when she became like, you know, she realized who she was in the diplomatic aspects of things, you know, how yep. to act as a princess of general and everything like that. So these are her closest people in this whole world. Type yeah. So knowing that she let them down as well as everybody else in her kingdom, it's really hitting her hard. Yeah, it is. And while you're going through this, if once you get to the end, if you go back, you'll notice also these, you know, gem world spiders that end up being with uh, Dark Lord Opal at the end being like almost like his flying monkeys type deal. They're all over this place. And she says, and I don't think that there's anything at play here being like a twist. There may be. I think that what Amy Reader is doing straightforward fairy tale is this is the sort of thing that Dark Lord Opal does. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, I'm down with it. He's a bad guy. got you. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, you see he's that. He's on house yes, arrest. I'm like, really? They got house I arrest know. in Gemworld? Yeah, Stop really. It. In Gemworld. They, they put you in a diamond. Uh, you, you end up where she falls through the floor and then ends up being caught. And and this is the thing, like you said before, she is there with Ipsilos and uh, he ends up flying. He's a Pegasus. Yeah. He ends up flying her off. And that's cool. And that's, you know, she ended up saying that when it first started, classic I'm going to have flying horses. Yeah. I'm going to have all this. But this is classic. And this is something, again, it, it's probably something that a younger, you know, girl might like, a boy, whatever. Uh, but I like it, man. too. No, I'm saying I like it too because I do need some fun, and you know these are the kind of things yeah, that they I could do, do something like. fun with Amethyst Gemworld. Fine, because nobody else seems yeah. to ever want to do that. Yeah, maybe I, if I went I really back and like read that it. Sword and Sorcery from New Fifty Two, maybe it's, I could change. It I just decided convoluted. not to. It gets convoluted. It's Christy Marks who ends up doing that. Birds I'm of prey. I didn't like. Yeah, and she says, and and this is the thing. A lot of times when you have Gemworld. It's what Brian Michael Bendis did. You ended up throwing everybody and the reader into a giant, you know, conference with all of the kingdoms, everybody naming names that you don't know this, that and the other thing. Amy Reader just goes with, I'm going to go and talk to my friend. That's all you have to do. She's going to go off to Lady Turquoise, my best friend. Uh, They're talking about a lot of gems here. What's Cubic Zirconia? So yeah, really. Well, I'm saying Brian Michael Bendis said that one scene where they had all of them there. Oh, my God. Y- your head was swimming because it was too much. This is very basic of let's go to House Turquoise, my best friend. There's the setup. She gets there, and Turquoise is not acting like herself. It's She's not acting like a best friend. Turquoise she's is acting like, like somebody, an uninterested queen of another realm that wants nothing yeah. to do with Amethyst wants or nothing, anything. And that, and that Amethyst has caused her so much problems in the past, which Amethyst even can go with, well, yeah, I, yeah, kinda, yeah, that makes I sense. am the center. I mean, it's always her being the center of the book, so she's always the one getting attacked and stuff. So it's a play on that. But saying – you know, House Turquoise, there are neighbors, there are allies. We've all fought together. Hey, Turquoise, something's up. You see anybody leaving my kingdom or anything? No, no, I'm not paying no, attention. I'm not I proud. really didn't, really Mind didn't mention business. it. You know, we're just doing like, this. So maybe it's that. just time for you to ask another round to fight your battles for you. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and at one point, there's even like, well, there was that sound. That kind of got pushed aside then. And you do see that she is in, in kind of a, a neat progression, cold, defensive, distant and you end up having her say listen we're sick of fighting your battles with you amethyst you and your kingdom can go shove off go somewhere else and find another realm like you said and she's like this isn't like you even at the one point where you know she says my my warriors need rest like what there's no way she's like really pushing to like turquoise turquoise, Ah. come on and then she goes out to like a uh, people hear me, hear me. 
I need you guys. You know, hey, I'm here. Amethyst, everybody. We're all allies. I love you guys. You love me. You always help us. Uh, you know, you, you clean. She's having a little cuckoo. I need some help. I need some help. They just ignore her as if she's talking another lady. language. Except for one girl. And Boz makes I'm pretty sure she has not named this entire issue. No, I, I, I looked again and I Amethyst want gets. to know her name. That's all I need. Also, she's obviously, at least the way she's spelled out and the way she looks, a foreigner who is kind of in town, maybe doing some stuff. She has some wood. Um, but she is there to help and ends up kind of chasing down Amethyst. You get a little scene with her big caterpillar who, who has yeah, Stan, which is like Stan's a a a human name, an earth name. Yeah, my girlfriend ended up naming Stan because she likes that sort of thing. She's, but, she's a fan of those earthling things. Yeah, so she's gonna end up and I do like the idea that Stan does look horrendous when he is going he to be a like, giant he, caterpillar but, monster. But he is, but that I think that that's the painted on deal. That is his markings because <laughs> she even says he's got a mini mouth with no teeth. Like you're there. And if you look at it again, I it does look they are it just markings. They are. They're markings. And then just think of this. It looks like Stan is attacking, but then look at him as if like, he's scared crapless. I was listening to that talking about the idea of his mini mouth and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. I yeah. saw sharp fangs. Yeah, it's on the top. I'm telling you, it. he is reeling in terror here, and it looks like he's attacking. <laughs> he is so upset, and he's going, and that's where she's, you know, this girl's saying to Amethyst, hold off. Don't attack. We're here. And then just yell, Stan, because Stan gets hit, but he's okay. And that's where they have this back and forth. And the back and forth, because you don't know the girl's name, that throws me off. But also the idea that it's a lot of talk of the one person saying stuff like really – you know, over the top, like, well, I just came to help you because you needed a warrior. And then you have Amethyst yell something that goes back and it's, it's okay. It just gets a little confusing at one point to just get to the point of let's go off, see what we can find out, but we'll stop off at Amethyst, you know, house Amethyst and get some clothes and stuff. And uh, yeah, you end up at the end with Dark Lord Opal looking badass, saying, you know, this is coming to That's plan. That's the weirdest thing out of happen. nowhere. I was upset that we didn't get to learn this, you know, co- this new ally of Amethyst. Yeah, name. I and wanted to know her. To Dark Lord Opal, who I'm telling you, the Amethyst, the kingdom's destroyed. Everybody's gone. And it seems yeah. that Dark Lord Opal seems to think that the plot is her parents are still alive. Too. Yeah, like, which is what? odd That's for all this nowhere. time. I mean, it is out of nowhere well, that they barely. must have been kept. What? I'm sorry. And not Amethyst for much longer. Amethyst has believed that her family was killed and she was sent to Earth and to foster parents this whole time. So the idea yeah. that it's 16 years later and then her parents are still alive. Like, I-, I think yeah. you missed the plot, Dark Lord Opal. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, you know, but we'll see what that means. He's nice to talk to himself about weird things while he's on house arrest. He's, he's talking to the, the spider mechanical bots. spiders and his crazy sash holder there. It looks like the moon. He's talking about that. But yeah, he's he's talking nonsense. But we'll see. We'll see what Stupid that means, Dark what Lord it's all going to be. I know, Dark Lord Opal. But it's funny because he's always the bad guy and it seems like he is here. We so only have one Dark Lord of Gemworld. Everything that goes wrong, it's always Opal's fault. Yeah, and it's funny. It's like, you know, it, it, it's almost like a Jessica Rabbit. Am I bad or, or am I drawn this, this just way? how I yeah. was drawn? I mean, is it just I'm bad or I'm the only Dark Stone here? I mean, I don't know. But he ends up being what looks to be the bad guy. But I liked it. I really did. I, I actually fun. was reading it and I had a smile on my face and the whole time I'm waiting for some nonsense to happen. And yeah, at I the end, I the really, end. really wanted to have her name. I really wanted to see. So hopefully that is rectified. I think that that is a huge faux pas. But 
as it was going, I'm just, it's one of those books where you know you like something when you you keep waiting to hate it. Like, I'm waiting for one thing is, to happen. Is that what happens? But I do like you Amy You know you Reader. like something when you're just waiting to yeah. hate it. No, I'm oh. saying if you're trying to find something that you're like, I know I'm not going to like something. And then at the end, you're like, no, no, I, I liked it. Then you know you really liked it. It's not phony or anything like that. And I was one of the more positive people. It seems like this is one of those books that I would have guessed would have been a, a darling. People would have went nuts for it because of just Amy Reader. She is pretty popular. And it's it's like an all-ages book, even though there is a little I don't know. Everybody's already blowing their loads to talk about how great all the other Wonder Comics are when they aren't. Yeah, so at this, this point, they've this, been blown To out. me, well, this is where I'm saying this. What I was getting to is the idea that me and you – always end up being this weird Agreed. aside. You know what I mean? That everybody loves everything we hate. And then finally we're like, all right, we're going to be involved with the everybody else and minority. like it. Yeah. And then we like it. And we're like, what happened? <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, you look, there are not a lot of good reviews for metal men. Here we are finally a book that, that we book. like and everybody. Yeah. And so there are, 14 reviews and the i'm saying i say that a lot of people people are negative it does no it ends up being around what my score was actually but i actually am an eight five i i thought it was an eight i'm looking at it now i'm an eight five but you go down to like sixes a lot of sevens and things like that i think seven's a good price for this in my mind yeah i'm going eight five just because i just liked it i i liked it i thought it was a fun fun start And I, I got to, in my blurb, I got to throw shade at the Batman or Laughs, the Infected and Leviathan all together, Eric. And when I can do that, boy, I'm having some fun. And just because I like it. I said, instead of Batman or Laughs, Infected or Leviathan, we get flying horses and giant caterpillars. That's all I need. That's all I need. Name to have Stan. fun. I like to have fun. And yeah, you're in Gem World, so you can do what the hell you want. Nobody cares. So let's have some fun. And she does. And she seems like she did some research. And I'll give her a lot of kudos. More research than Brian Michael she, Bendis ever did. Yeah, she was given pretty much a free pass to do whatever she wanted and she decided you know, you know what? what i i want to treat that doesn't this. mean i have to be a bad writer though no she wants to treat it with respect to people who Good know you, amy reader amethyst and one and now if we learn something and want to read more we're in so i do think that the tiara has something going that makes on sense. and then that, that book, book no. that book is gonna save her <laughs> did she I'll, even bring I'll that bet, book with i'm her? gonna bet you a pizza i don't know that's the problem is <laughs> i don't know that she did but it would have been a diss if she didn't i think maybe she packed it up so she might have it somewhere Maybe she will see. She dropped it. For how much of a jerk do you think she was to her parents? I imagine you just think she walked over in front of them and threw it in the garbage. Garbage? She threw it right in the fireplace (laughs) and then we're warming her hands over. Like, hey, this book's good for some idiots. She's not that bad. Eh, She's not. She's a girl of two worlds, Jim. She's a princess in one. I do think that the thing is, and later on, while things are going wrong, she's like, boy, I wish I was back on Earth eating Earth food. That's right. Uh, I I think that what it was playing out is by the end, she's going to realize that home is where the heart is. And it could be in two places and she will end up going back. And I don't know about her parents being alive. I mean, then really, maybe what Amy Reader is doing is separating her enough from these from these wacky Earth parents, so that when her real parents are alive, you don't feel bad when she doesn't go back. But what would you give it? Did you I say give it a seven? seven out of ten? I enjoyed the art in this whole thing, and I had that's fun a for the shock most part. for people on this sort of yeah, thing. I'm sorry, I mean, the really. problems were are you towards. An you- angel? Towards the end of this issue, when we just couldn't find out who the new, like, you know, like, uh, yeah. partner in the group is. Yeah, I wish, and I wish that Oakle we got forgetting that. what the plot of the story is. Like, her parents are still, I'm like, <laughs> we're not dealing with that part yet. Wait for the next arc. Again, though, maybe this is her psychic projection of what she wants, Eric. And she's, I don't know why maybe. it would be off on the maybe, side Jim. with her not seeing maybe. it, but 
we'll see. That Her healing psychic book, projection of turquoise being a bitch to Crystal, her. crystal uh, healing is going to come into the deal. Well, here's the thing. This is what I'm thinking is. <laughs> this is my theory. Now, I don't know why we're going to go fully into this. But I think that what we're seeing is the psychic projection of her and the dragon that feeds on the fear of love and it's getting New bigger. Love, oh, wrong New book. Love. No, I, I actually think that maybe she's feeling guilty for everything that she's done and left behind both ways, and especially in the gym world. Like a so jerk when she you're goes talking back, about. Well, no, baby, she's just jerk to somebody who likes her on Earth. She only cares about gem world, jerk. I mean, really, these Earth parents, all they want is love, Eric. They just want a daughter. All he says is, you you were my princess first. And then she's like, no, that's not the story. Well, until you were 13, that was the story, jerk. You know, when you found out about all this, you, you jerk Amy off. is better than all of your uh, kids. Amy. Yeah, she is. Actually, she's pretty it's accurate. <laughs> my kids, some some mailman will come and go, oh, my God, you're all my sons. I will never hear from these kids again. <laughs> I'll never hear from them again. They will run so quick. It'll be like in a, a, a cartoon. <laughs> and there'll be fire shooting out the back of their feet. I'll just be left there. I'll be giving my bags to pack. That guy's moving him right away. He's got a job. New daddy doesn't right there, like he's you. Better. New daddy works. <laughs> he doesn't sit around moping. Uh, uh, yes, but yeah, I, I do think that maybe that's what we're saying. I don't know. <laughs> it, it ends up with the whole deal with uh, Gem World, though, being so cut and dry of Dark Lord Opal. It does seem like it's a little cliche that maybe this is something that is working its powers, but I don't know what the end game will be. And I'm not writing the book, so I don't know why I'm going with all that. But we're going to go off now, Eric to talk about our book of the week. All right, and it's time for us to unveil our books of the week. Eric, it is. It's that time. And I, I think that, that maybe, maybe I need to have a song. Oh, yeah. I, I'm telling you. I, well, we, we talked about it before. I'm going to have some free time. Maybe I'll come up with you. Should I come up with a song right now? You want to you wanna hear a song? Or, I end up, the only reason is because I have this music yeah, available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually it's not available. It always is not there. Then. You want to do it with this, Eric? You want to start? You want to do the first line? The first Book line of, of what? Week. Book of the week. Isn't that a good song? Book of the week. Now it's time for Eric to speak. What did he pick? Did he get the gist? Could the gist. The week be Amethyst, Eric. The What's gist. Book of the week? My book of the, book of the week is a tie between Suicide Squad and Shazam. Ah, oh, it wasn't that. Now I need book of the week yeah book of the week what's eric gonna pick man shazam is that really? good really? no it's not good <laughs> mine is amethyst it's crazy but yes amethyst was my book of the week i did enjoy it a lot uh it was one of those that surprised me so much as you just heard um but yeah I i'm looking forward to that and maybe this is one of those things if you can make me and even Eric be positive for a Wonder Comics. Co I mean, really, the world's our oyster now, Eric. We we end up being able to do whatever we want from now on. All right, right? it's about Is time. It? I'm going to go stab some it? fools. Almost ready to get to that 5G. That's now five generations. They have gone away from the 5G moniker, I hear, because, you know, it kind of sounds like a... 
Well, it sounds like something that AT&T is unveiling, but here's what we're going to talk about next week. And there's not as many books next week. Remember, two of these will be on the Patreon spotlight. If you want to listen to that, go over to patreon.com slash weird science and listen to a lot of shows. Uh, we're going to Batman number 90. Eric, I don't know if you heard this, but before it came out, it already went back for a second printing. Oh, my. Everybody loves that designer, right? Yeah, is it designer? I think. Is that the one? Yeah, I. I well, I think this actually is an issue that goes back and gives you the origin of the designer oh, and shows you what that plan is. What we've been waiting for. I saw that the today. I'm like, All right, no I'm down with that. And <laughs> where's Malcolm? You have Harley Quinn number seventy-one that I'll probably be talking about. We have Justice League number forty-two. Robert Van Ditty continuing his story, but it seems like that story's you know with the whole thing with the Eradicator, it may tie up and end. This it seems weird. I don't know. Justice League Odyssey number nineteen. We'll see what the heck's going on there. Lois Lane number nine. Eric, we'll see if we're talking about that oh, in yeah, the you're catch next up. week. Uh, I don't. I've already talked about a couple and read number eight. So <laughs> Strange Adventures one. number one. We've talked about seven or six ever since we talked about. It, I read the others because right. I kept thinking we were going to talk about it, and nothing's happened anyway. Strange Adventures. Adventures number one, that's a Tom King, Mitch Gerards, and Doc Shaner book with Adam Strange. That is something that a lot of people are looking forward to. That comes out next week. There's Super Villains number one. Superman and our Superman villains. villains. And the thing is, there's a huge thing that happens in that issue that I would say is a spoiler and they shouldn't have leaked, but it's in the previews. Uh, but I won't say Good, that I don't in know. case people don't know. It's it's pretty big. I mean, if you think Superman villains, you're going to think easily of what it is. Right. And that's it. It seems or the Flash 750-2, it says here. So I guess we get the Flash 750 as well. That's that big issue. Supposed get to us give back us to another- legacy number. Supposed to give us a little peek at the timeline deal as well. Also have a little more of the flash forward deal, a pro, you know, a post story. I don't know what they're calling it anymore, but uh, it's going to be one of those where we're going to see a little more of Wally West. We're going to get on with Paradox. We're going to have all that nonsense. So that'll be out as well. So we'll be dealing with all of those next week. Ah, yes. Well, that's it, Eric. That's it for the podcast. Thank you for listening, Eric. Thank you for joining me. No problem. Always. Thank you for showing up. Ah, yes. Uh, What do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven.